Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Alrighty, go, go, go ahead. Go ahead and give an introduction. Hello? Uh-huh. Okay, we just restarted the call right back up. So, uh, Carl will probably be back on the show in a few minutes. Uh, I'm quite sure everybody fell off what they're going to see. We started back up for another two hours. I think that's what happened when it uh that's what happened when we had uh, fell off. Uh, he had started it for two hours. Uh, uh, we're starting it right back up. So in the meantime, uh, uh, Mike, you can take it back to your head uh, while I fix the board and everything. Uh, I'm unmuting everybody, so you, you unmuted. Yeah, I don't know if that uh, if that guy about the student loans is still on or not, but... Um... As far as I know, as far as yeah, I know, when when somebody sells a debt, that debt was probably claimed on insurance, so they got paid, and they probably paid. They were probably paid pennies on the dollar, but the the debt collector probably paid for the debt, so the debt has actually been paid. So. Technically, you could write to the third-party debt collector and say, thank you for paying the debt for me, because that's actually what they did. Um, You could find out from the original creditor if 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 they made a claim for that debt on the insurance. They might have written that debt off and been paid for it. And if they're trying to say that you owe money that they've already been paid for, then they're in big trouble. And anybody anybody that's claiming that they're collecting a debt on behalf of somebody else, get them to prove that they have the authority to collect that debt. The third-party debt collector should have a written delegation of authority. I believe delegation of authority is legalese. I'm not sure. But basically find a common way of getting them to prove that they're supposed to be collecting the debt for somebody else. Because technically, if I found out you owe Bob 100 bucks, I could just phone you up and say, oh, Bob told me to get the money. You're not just going to give me the, the money. You're going to make sure Bob told me I can collect the money. Otherwise, you're going to give me the 100 bucks you owe Bob, and then Bob is going to tell you to pay him the 100 bucks. And you're going to be paying twice. So anytime a third party comes and says you owe them money and they're collecting from for somebody else, get them to show you in writing that they're they're actually authorized to collect that debt. I remember that call now. You know, I had before. <laughs> 
what's going on when when I, I did the A for V, and then the 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 new company that sends me a new letter in the mail will reply to us within 30 days if you if you don't believe that it is accurate or, or true. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, if if I get a a bill from somebody else that I've never dealt with before, I would just ask them, like, do what you believe do you believe a contract exists between you and I? Ah, uh, I see. I was just doing, I did the A for V like four or five times, and then it just a new company came out until now. It actually is the um, uh, the education, government education branch of the government. I guess the, the, the people that back the loan or something for Sally May, Mary Mac. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the way they do their 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 system or whatever, but it's just common sense that if somebody says you owe a debt, you're gonna have to have some kind of contract with them, or they're gonna have to prove they have a contract. I, I get that part now. I was just testing a theory out. You know what I mean? The whole A for V. But see, even. Even if you didn't, even if you wanted to completely ignore the A for V, you could just ask them to um, prove that the debt is valid, or um, yeah, just start with something very basic. Don't even let them know you're onto them. Just uh, ask them if they can send you documentation uh, proving the proving the debt. Just start out with something very simple. Let them answer. The way I see it, if you're not in any danger right now, then just keep writing letters back and forth till the cows come home. Just ask one one question per letter. Very short, basic, simple question. Make sure it's relevant. As long as you're getting clarification on the debt first, they can't really do anything against you. So at that point, it becomes a matter of whoever drops the ball loses. Whoever leaves the battle for whoever leaves the battlefield first loses. Just keep writing letters. Right. Back and forth. So I could say, like, who are you? First letter, and then if they say government yeah, or yeah, I don't see. I wouldn't. See, if, if they gave you the loan and you got the education, then you know you kind of owe it. Um, whether there's a way of getting out of it or not, I think it's pretty dishonorable to lose a lot of the debt that you actually owe. Oh, I, I hear what you're saying. But, but uh, the school uh, job I went to was IPP, and now the, the feds are investigating because, and I feel the same way, they're promising all this stuff that my credits were transferred. And now that I'm trying to go on and get a higher education, I, I, I'm finding out now that I, I was misled from them, and I, I didn't. It was it was a full it wasn't full disclosure basically, and I don't. 
I don't know where I stand on, you know, negligence or whatnot, but um, being you know, 18 or 19 years old. And, <laughs> and then when I could have got a, a, a bachelor's degree versus an associate's degree for 18000 and like, hey, I, they charged me almost $50,000 to get an associate's degree, which is not accredited. I, I mean, that's <laughs> an extortion. Well, you got to look at it this way, too. If you were in front of a judge, the judge is going to ask you, did you sign a contract? And you're going to say yes. And there, he's going to ask you, did you get what you paid for? And if you say yes, he's going to ask you next, did you pay for the services you received? Right, exactly. So if this is just how I'm seeing it right now, but if they agreed that they were going to give you a certain amount of education for a certain price and you agreed to pay that certain price and then you got a loan that was for a specific purpose and you actually did receive the education they promised, then they technically earn in the wrong. So if there's other things making it more complicated than that, then it could be a big long, a big long case or whatever. But just very simply put, it's going to be a matter of did you get the education and did you pay for it? Um, right. I would say technically you owe the money still but they have to, you would have to prove that there's a reason why you don't owe the money. No, I hear you. They didn't fulfill their side of the contract? Yeah, see, if, if they're blatantly in breach of a contract, that's a different story altogether. But I think you're supposed to be paying, at least in good faith, and communicating back and forth. I don't know if you heard Carl talking about that story about uh, about the swimming pool and the blue tiles. Um, was that a recent call or was that a former? It was a while ago, but it was basically um, a woman saw a swimming pool in a magazine. She liked it. She hired some guy to put the pool in. I thought it was a blue, but underwater. It was a different color. Yeah, I wanted blue, blue, not aqua blue or whatever it was. And uh, oh, yeah, I remember. yeah, so the contractor did the pool, and she agreed to pay for the pool, so she had to pay. And then they de- they dealt with the issue about the tiles. And then if he was in the wrong, then he would have to give her some of the money back. But the deal was, I put the pool in, you pay for it. So she was still on the hook to pay. It was just a matter of should she pay in full. I know I, I get a whole honor dishonor thing, and that yeah, that's true. But I mean, the word pay, you know, it, it's okay. Well, all I could do right now is a dollar, you know, a month or whatever, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think the terms in, in their language is um, 
good faith payment, moving in good faith and putting forth your best effort or whatever. Um, you could maybe say, oh, I'll pay half the money now, and if you prove the that I owe the debt, I'll pay the other half. If you can't, you give me my money back. Or you can say, okay, well, all I can afford to pay is this much per month, but be reasonable, though. Don't say 50 cents every six months or something ridiculous. But I, mean, I, I called them, you know, like a couple of weeks ago, and uh, before I had a job, and uh, I was I wanted to set up like a you know get back at this honor with with the contract, you know I think it's like nine months of 154 or something like that, and um, so I get back in uh, good standing with them so my credit score would go up because I, I didn't really you know immaturity I guess didn't realize about you know how you can you can you can leverage credit to make lots more money, <laughs> but. Uh, and in the society, you know, in our in our society we live in, you know, what I mean, it's like you can use things for your benefit to make them, you know, where you you're cutting off your bridges kind of thing. And um, so I've been working on my credit, but I, that's why the whole that's why I got into the whole A for V thing and uh, studying that, and and I, I never did anything. I did some small stuff, and then the loan thing. I, I mean, I just and then I, my question was because I sent off the I sent off their bill A for V to IRS and like it got sold to some other company. How how is that possible? Why why would they do that? And all these questions just popped up, and 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 I guess you they would say that we all pay for our education, and I'm not talking about going to school for, but you, we pay for our our you know the world education. I remember in 12th grade they they, they sent out like a review thing, you know, it said. Uh, do you think that high school prepared you for, for real life? And I said, hell no. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And, and then I still, I still like, say hell no, because uh, all the things that, I mean, I've been paying for myself since I was, I started knocking doors when I was in third grade, still mow people's lawns. And these older couple, they actually, like, fed me, too. It was kind of cool. I, I pulled all their weeds in their yard and cleaned other gutters. But, uh, I mean... So I've been working by myself, like going door to door, get all stuff for a long time, and I still do that. And uh, so I was trying to A for B thing and just see if it worked because, you know, they promised, the guy promised all this stuff, we'll get you a job and you can make all this money, and, and it's just, you know, there's big hype. And now there's this big class action lawsuit, and the FBI is getting involved, is suing ICP, they're under investigation, I guess you'd say. Um, because I realized that I. I could have got a better education. I could have got a bachelor's degree for eighteen thousand from UTSA, which is accredited school, and go anywhere and take those credits. Versus, you know, forty thousand dollars to get an associate, not accredited. I'm thinking to myself, they're taking advantage of these young kids that don't have any idea. I mean, they're they're just like, oh yeah, school. I, I need an education because that's a, that's what they program. You need to go to college and work hard for your money, and you know, you get a good degree and you know, get a good job so you can support yourself and your family. And it's this whole, this whole story thing that that aggravates me. But I, I get the point is, you know, you have to maybe first pay them and then go back and say, okay, well, what did you promise? Did you fulfill your promises? And, you know, renegotiate. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, if... If you feel that you were cheated in some way, 
did you write to the man or woman that you believe gave you bad advice? I wish I would have got their name. I wish I would have got their name. Because that could be an avenue to explore. I was given incorrect information. Um, There's all kinds of different ways you could go about it. It's just, to me, A for B, as far as I know, that's pretty much completely statutory. But you could even write, I don't know, whoever the man is that acts as Minister of Finance or maybe somebody... Uh, Minister of Education, but start asking people. Uh, I don't know. Do the do the people have a right to an education? And just see what the what answers you get back. And so I I feel like I, well, I what I believe and feel like is I need to get a standing with them. So I need I need to you know sometimes like next week or uh, with the next month you know set up like a. Um, what do you call it, a, a repayment program, and get in good standing with them. And so then, then it, or does it make a difference whether I send the letter after I'm in good standing with them or, or before? I, I don't. I, I don't, would, I, don't uh, I would, I would offer some kind of payment plan and send in a payment. And then, um, then you'll be, in, you'll be back in honor again. And yeah, once you're in honor again, then you then you're in a good position to be questioning the debt. The um being a debtor, it's not the preferred place to be, but it's okay to be a debtor. If you need to borrow money to live, borrow money, pay the money back, no big deal. Being a debtor is fine. But being a debtor in dishonor is terrible. Right. Then, uh, yeah, I get serious disadvantage. So as long as you're back in honor, then you have every right to question, well, how much do I owe? Why do I owe it? Are you sure I owe it? But it's hard to challenge really? something. Like when, when, you, when you agree to pay something and then you say, I'm not paying, and then you're trying to fight it, you, you just look like a big jerk, and now you're getting out of paying. So it looks better right. when you're in yeah. paying and then questioning it. I don't think I'm not right. sure right. there could be a mistake here. That you think I owe, and then once where, where the claim, when the claim I prove is true, um, how much can can I claim more? Like if, when I if I prove them um, extortion or whatnot damages, you know, on top of the debt or on top of the money I paid in to them. But see now you're now you're just looking greedy, looking to get something for free, trying to profit. Uh, okay, it, I see. It sort of puts you in a bad light. Um, see, the idea of compensation is to get back what you've lost, to make you whole again, to make it like nothing ever happened. Well, so, sure. So fair and just compensation would be money that you had to pay out of your own pocket as a direct result of that or um, money that you can, you can show that you, that you could have made, but didn't make because of their actions or inactions. Um, oh, I see. 
cost of replacing something that's been damaged or whatever stuff that where you're actually getting money back that you've paid out or lost. So right, right. Not not anything not, outside. Not yeah, I get yeah, it. Any, anything outside of that would be um, like punitive. So damage. you're not profiting from the situation. You're just claiming your 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 claim is of what your loss is to e equal to balance out the the, the ledger. Not 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 to profit off the ledger. Just like you know, when I spent gas to go file the mail. Okay, it's like maybe a dollar or something, and gotta be it's not 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 ten dollars to go one mile. That that that's a profit. So that's actually greedy. I get it. Well, see, if you look at it this way, if um, well, there's all kinds of issues you could get onto off of this topic. But just to keep it simple, if I if I back up and run over your bike, I haven't actually done anything wrong. I may have made a mistake, but I didn't do something wrong. It was right. an accident. So I could Maybe. jump out of my car and go, oh, sorry, I didn't see it there. How much is it worth? Oh, here's the money. Go buy yourself a new one. Sorry. And everything's good. Well, 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 okay, well, okay, let's... For the audience, um, okay. So this bike, my my dad just bought me, which my dad died when I was young, age 15, and he just bought me a bike when I was 15. And then the uh, very same day that my dad died, the, the neighbor guy runs it over on accident. How? Uh, what? What is the value? See that? I'm not really sure of, but um. A good question, I, right? Anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, I think if it were me in a situation like that, I would probably be going to look at case law just to get a rough idea of what usually happens in that type of a situation. And just to see like if if I was if I was unlawfully thrown in jail for three days. I would be looking up case law to see what unlawful imprisonment for three days is worth, just to see what people go for and what they get. So I would just use that as a basic idea. So I would try and find a, a similar case to yours where somebody's, somebody's ring was worth $1,000, but the sentimental value was unbelievable, and just see how that case turned out. Like the case that Carl talks about where, um, uh, what was it? He owed $60,000. Oh, no, no, no. Like, Toyota's not going to get off that easy. And, and like, they're off from, like, $2 million. <laughs> yeah, see, that's when it gets down to every case is, is unique. It depends on the situation. Right, it's Yeah, um, punitive damage is money awarded as a penalty to the losing side. So I don't know, compensation, compensation and, and punitive damages are different. Just straight up compensation, that's, um, that's fair and just compensation, what you've actually lost. Right, no, I get that.
I, I, I mean, I deal with contracts every day with, like, man to man, man to woman kind of thing. Like that, you know. Uh, and I, I always tell the customers, I say, well, if, if just just let me know, you know. Uh, everything can be worked out, you know. It's, 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 it's just let me know. Because some people are so timid that, you know, it's just like, oh, I don't... Hello? Yeah, I'm still here. Uh, is, is, uh, is that on your phone? Is that a, asking a question? No, I don't know. Whoever Whoever's not talking, mute out. Either press mute or star six. No, no, I'm saying that I deal with that every day. I, and I just the, like yesterday, I wrote up a $4,000 contract for a deck, and then, you know, a, a twelve hundred fifty dollars deal, you know, a couple days before that, and, you know, yes, yeah, I wrote up a, you know, contract pretty simple, right, and I wrote on there, you know, you know, just, just, if there's any changes just to this contract, just, ver- you know, verify with me and just call me up and, and we'll negotiate it and I, I'll tell you what I can do and I, what you can do, it's very simple, just, just let me know, you know, I mean, like, you know, re- respond to me. And I guess a lot of people are so timid, they don't know what to say, because, like Carl says, people lost their writing skills and respondent skills. But it's very simple. It's just, it's just being being honest. That's really what it is. It's just like, hey, who are you? No. You say, oh, a debt. Okay. Um, how do I owe you a debt? You know, or, or what can I do to pay you this debt that I, you say I owe and pass to you or whatnot? Um, no, until yesterday, I just what I did with it. I said, hey, if you can't... If you can't pay a thousand dollars the next couple of months, you know I'm just gonna put on here five hundred to a thousand dollars a month, and if anything changes, the just let me know and, and we can renegotiate. Well, you pay, but, but really you can pay whatever you want because I mean I like I know situations some of people's families' lives. It's like it's called the X factor. So it's like when I'm building a deck and I'm drilling down and all of a sudden I hit solid rock. Holy crap! I gotta rent a freaking rock hammer, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and then there's the cost up. <clears throat> so it's always an X factor in every every contract, everything. And well, I, uh, I think part of the problem too is uh, nobody knows how to be a man anymore. We're all walking around acting like persons. So whenever something happens, it doesn't matter what it is. It's automatically a legal issue so the first reaction is phone the police or phone a lawyer and it's this run to mommy mentality that we're so used to it's got to stop yeah that's what i hope this whole horror wave does is change all this yeah it seems like because people people aren't used to common sense anymore and so Everybody. Well, if I grew up on a ranch, if you have common sense, oh my God, you would get hurt. I mean, it's like if we if we didn't yell at you like Carl, like well, I, I appreciate what Carl he does to people. You know, when he yells at them and, and they feel bad or whatever, I'm like, no, that's not no, no. If you're on my ranch and um, I said, don't go over this fence, don't open this fence, make sure this fence is locked and gated, and some cow comes up and stopples you, you're you're dead. I mean, it's like life or death kind of thing, and, and that's the same way the court is, and that's how Carl treats it. 
because they live on a farm. I, I grew up in Kansas and until I was 12, and then I moved to Texas with my grandparents. They had, uh, my dad was disabled, um, and my grandparents adopted me. And then I, we, they, my grandparents went through depression. We did everything. We, we grew and garden. They, they didn't. They didn't. They had me a book, and I said, "Go, go over all this transmission. You have all the A-frames and all the stuff, and jacks, and just go here. Here's the book." And it's like, okay, um, all right. So I did. And I mean, and then it's like I had like over 250 rabbits and uh, over a thousand chickens. I had to feed every morning. Potbelly pigs. No, it didn't really. It didn't really have any horses or cows, but uh, it was only like 10 acres. But we had our own, like, uh, well and a garden, fruit trees and pecan trees and the canned our own food. Uh, I mean, I, I, my grandpa's still alive. It was in East Austin. And it's a 6,000-square-foot, three-story log cabin in Pipe Creek, Texas, um, 974 Spring Road. And you can go Google that. that I'm not like call it. And it actually, the pictures are on, on like, uh, for sale. But you can actually look inside also. That's where I grew up. A utility room. We did everything ourselves. Like my my uncle lived there also. He lived upstairs. Two two kitchens. There's a guest house outside. Um, when that's where I went when I was 18, the guest house. <laughs> that was funny. Um, you know, like, oh, okay, fine. Here you go, boy. And but uh, no, no. I, so I did all that stuff and and uh, and people and contracts and and that. Uh, it's just like I understand that, you know what? Just just communicate with me. That's really the the the, bite, the basis and the bottom line is like communication. And that's what they lost. That's what they, they learned how they, they don't. I went to the bank the other day, and my banker said these kids keep coming in, and they 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 uh, they want to open a bank account. This is dungeon. I'm I'm like actually 50 feet from this place right now. I'm about to go buy like Papa Murphy pizza, and they uh, she saw me, showed me, said. These kids are coming in and they don't know how to they don't know how to sign. They're like in cursive, and I, I get the whole history of cursive and lowercase and, and printing and all that. Okay, but she says they're not teaching their cursive anymore in school and like the lower levels. So they don't have a sign. She's, the girl came in and she said, "I don't have a sign." Well, what do you mean cursive? And I, I was I was like I was laughing, and then she says, "No, I'm real. I'm just real." And I was like, "No, you're joking, right?" And she's like, no, they don't know how to sign. And I was like, wow. <laughs> that, that, is, that, is, that is ridiculous. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I get it that they're, they're pulling people away from, like, communicating back or, or, you know, just asking questions, simple questions. Hey, you want a debt? I'll, I'm more willing to pay you this debt. You know, it, it's really that simple. Yeah, they uh, usually when you're dealing with anybody involved in government, they're just so used to being paper all day, every day, just black text. So anything that's not part of their regular forms they see every day, it causes confusion. Like, go and hand a uh a clerk of the court, a handwritten document, and see the what you say. You hand a, a a clerk of the court. You hand them a handwritten document in blue ink, 
and it throws them completely off. You see the look of confusion on their face. They're not used to dealing with it. Oh my God, it's handwritten. It's in blue ink. What do I do? And they're just not oh. used. To, they don't have forms like that. They, they're not used to seeing that. It's a bit of a shock to them. That tells you how far off we are. What if they yeah. use blue and red? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, like, especially stuff like traffic court. Like, almost everything's a matter of check off this box, check off this box, check off this box. That's all they know. This box is checked off. It goes into this box. So what? Uh, Yeah, even lawyers, they're not they're not really trained in law at all. They're trained in following processes and procedures. That's all they're doing. They're copying and pasting their secretaries or paralegals are copying and pasting everything for them. They're not doing law. Just paper shuffling. Yeah, because law produce, law produces the truth. Well, it's okay, we got served with a 9C, so we got an answer with a 14B. So they, just copy, yeah, so they just copy 14B from this form and put it onto this one, and away we go. They probably got their magic websites where they go and they copy and paste their case law from, and their shortcuts to codes and they got uh, their have, you been on Pacer? have you been on Pacer? Uh I haven't, no. Well I, I was I mean I mean I I started I, I found out on Pacer because of uh Ken Hovind's situation, so I looked up all his you know stuff. And then I looked up Carl Lentz's stuff also and I was like, Oh holy cow, Carl Lentz is on here <laughs> and it's like ten cents a document or a page or something like that. Um, but yeah, I can't help. And I, I, the reason I believe that they, they don't, they can't help where he is, is because he, like common law or bringing the law, not code or statute, the truth, which is not dwell, it's, it's light and it's singularity. Um, he actually was saying the same thing, uh, but in a different aspect. And I know that Carl, uh, I might have a different aspect on that also. I talked to him about it a little bit before. Anyway, he, I called him. But, uh, he, of course, all of the charges got dismissed from Ken Hovind's case. Not Paul Hansen, though. Paul Hansen, which uh, formerly was using codes and patch and all that stuff. And he got a bunch of, he got like a few judges actually to uh, resign for the stuff he was using. But he still mixes like Carl's. He actually was on uh, one of uh, Angelo's calls. I think it was 172 or 152. I can't remember, 172 or 152 uh, on her, um, you know, myprivateaudio.com uh, website under Carl Lentz, and I think it's 152 or 172, that uh, uh, Ken Hovind's on there, and he's talking about his what he's getting all these judges uh, to uh, resign. And, uh, and then now he's in jail, um, for the the 
conspiring to mail a letter with Ken Hovind to protect his property, which is ridiculous. And then they dropped all the charges for Ken Hovind like a month ago. And now Ken Hovind's getting diesel around. He went, he went from uh, Florida all the way to Oklahoma City. From Oklahoma City, he went to like, uh, I think it was like uh, Louisiana or Alabama or something. Um, but now actually he gets to wear tennis shoes with uh, shoe, shoestrings in them. Yeah, I think he gets like internet access and a, a computer or something. Um, but a bunch of other stuff. Um, but nonetheless, like I was saying, that, that uh, uh, Ken Oven with all hands and really what I was talking about. Um, Excuse me, excuse me, guys. Let me jump in right quick, and, and y'all can continue. Let me make this announcement right quick, because there's quite a few more people on the call. Um, this is Lil Bill. Um, running the column on the board for Carl. Uh, Carl, is, he's out and about, and he's he's priming in on the call. I just got off the phone with him a few minutes ago, and he will be on the call to answer questions and everything else in a few minutes. So, uh, so for those of you that see see Carl Lent on the chat board. Uh, that's me uh, with his ID and everything else. I'm running a call, monitoring the board and everything else. So get your pen and paper, get your questions together and everything else. For those of you that got questions or those of you that got courts coming up or some situation coming up, and he'll be glad to answer your questions today. So uh, other than that, uh, guys, y'all doing great. So, uh, uh, Mike, y'all can finish your conversation. Go ahead. Well, I mean, really, I mean, that's kind of all I had right now. I, I need to really go in here and get this pizza, but um, if anybody else has any questions, go ahead and and, uh, and uh, shoot them forward. Um, but, I mean, that, I mean that, that answered all my questions for now. And I know Carl's going to come on. <laughs> he's going to say something totally so more simple than, than we can ever think of right now. And then... So, <laughs> why don't you just do this? <laughs> okay, Central North Carolina, you have a question. I see Ghost One is on. What's up, Ghost One? Um, hey, Larry, this is uh, Gnostic One. Ghost, you close. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's close to Ghost to me, man. What's going on, man? Not much. How are you? I haven't heard from you in a while. How you been? Oh, man, just, hey, doing what I do, man, staying busy, trying to help those that I can that, you know, that want that one-on-one coaching, you know, so I just do what we do, you know. So uh, Mike is on the call, so you know Mike been doing his thing. Yeah, I just called him, and uh, he said that the Carl show, uh, Carl was on her, and he texted me, and I was like, oh, okay. So uh, I just came on, and you and me, I'm, uh, I'm working right now, just listening. Okay, well, let me let everybody know that uh, they I see on the chat that they was asking this something uh, that Carl started on a Sunday, but this is just one of those days where Carl was feeling good and he just opened up the show, so it happened to be on a Sunday. So, uh, so that's what you get when you, you you know when you you know just have something to say. And Carl is in a good mood today, so I figured that's why he opened up the board and everything. That's so this is a good advantage for everybody to take advantage of, uh, especially if you got a situation that you know someone that has a situation to call in and ask him questions. Because believe me, he seems like he's ready to do a lot of talking when he, whenever we get him uh, situated when he get back home. So, uh, so you guys, y'all can finish. Come, uh, you can finish uh, your questions. Anyone that's got a question, I, I unmuted the board, so anyone can chime in. Uh, if you got a question, if you don't have a question, you can mute yourself out. But uh, the board is open, so anybody 
Uh, Mike is on the board now. So, of course, you just heard Mark uh, Gnostic one. He, he he's pretty good at answering questions. So, uh, Cool is pretty good at answering questions. So, anyone got a question, just chime in. Or if you got a success that you want to tell, just go ahead and chime in. Okay, Central North Carolina, uh, do you have a question? South Texas, Pedro, P-E-T-R-O-S, I see you on the call, back on the call. Uh, Eric, 77, Alan Jeffrey, you've been unmuted, all you guys been unmuted. And if you want to talk, uh, say something on the phone, or you need to call in with your ID and then enter your phone number, and you'll be able to talk to Carl once he come on. So for those of you that definitely want to uh, ask him a question, you need to enter your call ID and your PIN number, and you'll be able to get a talk to him on the phone. And if you're asking Carl questions, it might be a good idea to have your paperwork in front of you just in case. And keep your answers short and to the point. I'll say amen to that. <laughs> that sounded like that was a quiller there. Uh, also, uh, <laughs> yep. And let me say this to, uh, for those of you that goes on to uh, Skype, because uh, the Skype is re- is getting to be popular and it's getting to be pretty good. Uh, Mike, you want to touch the Skype uh, for uh, for the new callers that just got on for Skype? Yeah, anybody that doesn't have a Skype account, it's probably a good idea to go to Skype.com and start a free account. It's easy to open an account. And uh, you can get a hold of me on Skype. Uh I think you could find me under Common Law, E-A-L-M-I-N-L-A-W, and let me know that you want to be added to other Skype rooms, and I can send you a list of Skype rooms and add you to some some rooms that have specific topics so you don't have to sift through millions of posts about stuff that have nothing to do with you. Um, and Skype is good because you can ask questions 24 hours a day and there's always somebody around that will give you their opinion. Um, you can drag and drop documents in there. You can copy and paste stuff in there. If you write a letter or a notice, you can post it in one of the Skype rooms and people will give you tips on how to correct things and maybe let you know some of the things you forgot or some of the things you should take out. Um, I would say Skype is probably one of the best resources for our little TalkStrew community. But also be aware that there's a lot of people using Skype, a lot of people from different thought processes and 
different levels of experience. So when you get information on the Skype rooms, make sure that it's good information. Don't just follow through with everything you, you read on Skype. Same goes for talk show. You can't listen to everything on every talk show call. You got to use a little common sense and do a little research on your own. In the end, your actions are going to have an effect on your life. So you might want to do some of the research for yourself. Okay, uh, Mike, uh, guest 17, I got a question. His question is, he get letters from a lawyer address to upper and lower case. He wants to know, is this important? I would say what's more important is who's writing to you and why. Um, obviously, I don't know the situation, but... If a lawyer's writing to me, he's likely writing to me on behalf of somebody else. And there's probably a contract or a presumption of a contract. So there's, there's lawyers don't just write to people out of the blue. There's some kind of a reason why the lawyer would be writing to you. Well, obviously, it would be a man acting as a lawyer, but... Either way, he's going to have a reason for writing to you, so. All right, I guess 17. I hope that answers your question. Uh, let me see. Uh, anyone else got a question? I just seen mid southeast Texas just. You're unmuted. Everyone is unmuted uh, on the call, but got a question for Mike. Just chime in and ask your question. Southeast Texas, South Texas, Central Florida, Central North Carolina. Well, this is South Texas. Hey, um, I just want to say I spent the last two and a half years before studying, like I listened to Winston Stroud and Franco Collins and Rob Menard, Dean Clifford and and a bunch of other people. Before I actually even did anything. <laughs> I mean and still I am still like listening to Carl makes me feel more comfortable, but um before I even did anything or test anything, you know, uh, so just just as like Winston Stroud said the same thing. He spent two years before I filed an uh UCP one financing payment, which I never did, actually. I never felt comfortable doing that. So um, I didn't follow that advice. So that, that's what I'm just trying to emphasize is that anybody says anything, you're the one that's going to be on the hook for it. So if, if you don't know for sure what's going to happen in the end, then go talk to a retired judge. You know what I mean? That's what my mentor told me. And he, was, he worked in law for 30 years. And he was like, it's not about law, it's about bullets. <laughs> and he was in he was Special Forces Black Ops in the Berlin Wall incident. Um, when he came back, when he was like 28, he got into like law, and he said it took him three years before he even understood what was going on. So I'm just saying, you know, don't take anybody's word for it. Uh, just look it up yourself, do your research, 
and, and go from there because it's actually not worth it even get involved in all the legal crap. You could pay a hundred bucks or spend, you know, five years trying to fight something. You know, it's, it's stupid. And I'm just re-emphasizing what he's saying. All right, so has anyone else got any questions? I'm going to text Carl right now see when he's coming coming on, so if anybody want to fill up the space until I get back a uh, response back from him, uh, because uh, I see no one has a question on the board. So uh, I'll tell you what, let me ask this. Uh, you got a question that you want to ask Carlin, uh can you raise your hand? That way I know whether to call him and see if he want to come on and talk or what. So uh, for those of you who know how to put your hands up, put your hands up. Because if not, I guess we can, uh, all questions is answered, I guess we can uh, end the show. So uh, I'm going to give one let me give another, another five minutes to everybody ask questions. Mike is answering questions. Uh, Mark is answering questions. So if anybody got a question, Quill is answering questions. So anybody got a question, uh, go ahead and chime in. Everybody's unmuted. And if you got a question, hope to get answered. If not, we're just uh, in, the, in the show. So uh, give you five minutes. Here's a question on on a process of uh, you know noticing somebody that uh, I guess you'd say trespassing on your property. You know you can't just go and say you know uh, you're trespassing on property the first time you talk to them uh, you owe me ten thousand uh, dollars. But what would be the process? You first got to notify them and then you wait for the response. Or or how would you do that? You go, I am man, or you just go notice at the top, I am man. You know, cool. is there any, any man or woman with a complaint or a claim before the court? Or, you know what I mean? Well, it kind of depends on the situation. Like if, um, I don't know, if it was something small, then you would just probably deal with it privately. Um, see, I, I don't know. I don't know if it would be. I don't. I don't know what your definition of notice is. But if it's something small, I don't think I would be putting some kind of official notice out. But if somebody came and stole my kids 
or robbed me of my kids, I don't think I'd be doing a whole letter and notice writing process. Um, so it kind of depends on the situation. Yeah, no, I know. I get that point. Yeah, I mean, there's. Uh, I mean, that, that's a that. I demand, require, wish immediate restoration of my property if it's your child, right? Yeah. yeah. See if um, if it's your if it's your first oh. communication with this man or woman, it depends on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to if you're trying to scare them off so they'll leave you alone. Um, you'll write your letter a certain way, but if you're trying to, like if somebody's done you wrong and they're continuing to do you wrong and you don't have any evidence, then you're going to have to be sneaky and you're going to have to get evidence. So you're not going to, you're not going to be showing your hand. You're not going to be letting them know you're going to sue them. You're not going to be doing I, a man with all the square brackets and semicolons, and if you're being sneaky, it's going to be a man-to-man letter. Just no red flag. Like What's that? Like in a divorce where your wife cheated on you and then ran off with a neighbor who was a cop and then uh, told the judge that you violated distance, uh, you know, to stay away and... I know it's actually a lie, and, and your, they have your kids. You can't see your kids now. and So in that situation, you'd be sneaky? In that I mean, situation? you could go and say, you wouldn't send a letter to the judge, not the judge, but I mean, the judge to witness the letter, sending it to your ex-wife through her representation or legal whatever. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know. He said a whole bunch of things in a short amount of time there. Um, yeah, I know. Um, so I, I, my, my point was, you're going to be sneaky in that situation, not go up there and, and like, yeah, um, you know, show your case in the divorce, saying, oh, man, you're, you're going to shut up her, her lawyers and they can't speak in the court when you finally have court. You're going to be on her on trial. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you want to be sneaky, or do you want to show you want to show your cards and up front, or it's like, or does it matter? Um, well, it depends on what it is. If it's uh, like maybe maybe it's a third party debt collector, and you're trying to show that there's no contract between you and them, then you're gonna act stupid, play dumb, just make it seem like you're going to pay the debt and you just don't know something. You're asking a question just because you're a complete idiot. And so you wait until they, until they write you a letter back. And then you ask them another question. And they don't even realize it, but they're giving you evidence. And you're just waiting for them to say, just pay, ah, the full just pay the full amount or you're probably going to go to jail. Just wait for them to say something stupid like that. It's all evidence. Um, if, if you're trying to collect evidence, then it just makes sense that you're not, you don't want to scare them away. You don't want them to start ignoring you because you're not going to get any evidence that way. I see. 
like a snake that it lets its prey nibble on its tail and until it kills them. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like if you're trying to catch a rabbit, you set the trap and you take off and you're just quiet and you wait and watch and see yeah. what happens. Right? If you're if you're constantly rearranging the trap, you, you switch the bait, you move it over here, change it around again, you're never going to catch a rabbit. You got to get away. You got to put something out there and get them to bite. You got to be sneaky. And I know it also depends on who who did the wrong and what the wrong was. It also it also matters if you're part of it. Maybe you entered into a contract and things didn't go properly. Maybe you have some some involvement in why it went wrong. I'm back. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I don't know what happened. I just got kicked off. Yeah, um, it all depends on what you're trying to do. Just it always boils down to common sense, I guess. But uh, if I'm writing a man-to-man letter to grandma, I'm not going to be citing codes. I'm not going to be writing notice at the top of it. So, what about uh, you? Just what about you know you you now have to wear an ankle bracelet um, because the other party lied and said you violated your distance, you're going to stay away. And and then uh, and, and lack, I, I haven't quite grasped this yet, but the order was created by the woman or man. The judge witnessed it and agreed to it and issued the, I guess, issued the order I don't know if that's the right word, because it didn't come from the judge, it came from the violation which was from the other party, right? And the judge, the judge is not a well, judge. The way, the, way you said that, the way you said that, it was really vague and confusing. Yeah, that's, that's, that was a conversation I had with Carl the other day. I said, the judge, and he, and he got all mad. Or not mad, but he, you know, he does this thing like, it's a magistrate. It's a judge. It's not, I, know, I know that. And it's, he's, it's not a judge. It's just a witness. Because uh, it's not, not, who's moving that case? You know, the other party's moving that case. So it's, 
the order didn't come from the, the man acting as a judge. It came from the other party saying they violated some contract, right? Um, well, yeah, the, the prosecutor proposes an order, and the judge grants it or denies it. Right. So the letter that you would send, because um, my friend's wearing an anchor bracelet now, um, because they, they, they uh, well, he said they lied, saying that he, that he didn't well, think. See, there, well, there's part of the problem. Who who said he lied? No, no, no. Well, the, uh, his ex-wife and um, um, a former neighbor, former police officer, um, told the court that he violated, that my that's, friend violated. But see, that's that's got nothing to do with him signing the agreement. Like... That makes sense. No, I, I get that. He, he He's there because he wanted to be there. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, the, see, whether they were lying or not, all that's irrelevant. The What matters is... He accepted the, the offer contract. Yeah. yeah, like, okay, right now I'm in jail and my choices are stay in jail or agree to an ankle bracelet. And that's pretty much all it boils down to. And if I agree to the ankle bracelet, it really has nothing to do with why I was in jail. The agreement is only, am I getting out of jail with an ankle bracelet or am I staying in jail? Right, right. When I was on, when I was, when I got to, when I went into jail, they, they, uh, they said they bond out. And I, and it, the magistrate guy said, uh, there's not time to argue case. You know, he was kind of scared of me. But uh, I knew that I could do more on the outside, so I signed it knowing that I was already there under stress and duress since the beginning when the, um, I told the officer when he threatened me to stun me, I said, I'll get out under stress and duress. But, no, I, I get what you're saying, and uh, I can do more on the outside with an ankle bracelet than I could on the inside. But the 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 question is, which is, like, I don't know all the time, I always, like, ask in a way that makes sense. Uh, sometimes I make things too complicated when I ask a question. Um... How do we get the ankle bracelet off, or how do we change the contract? You know, is it a simple one sentence or one question at a time saying who requires this on my my leg, which is kind of redundant because it'd be me after I signed the contract. And then who do I speak to that um, I can negotiate this contract with? Hey, Mike. Yeah. Mike, this is Mark in Atlanta. I wrote a letter like that after. Uh, um. After I already signed the agreement and the terms were in place and I wanted to amend the terms of our agreement. So I wrote the man who was on the other end of the agreement that wished to amend the terms of this agreement and they ordered a court date and I had to basically rule Nishi was their title and then I came to show cause. So they had like a hearing, a show cause hearing, why I should, why the the agreement should be modified. Wish to modify the, yeah, that's what it was. That was the letter I wrote. I wish to modify the uh, the agreement. So something like that, you go back to court and you have a another hearing and that's your time. 
you could write to whoever whoever you're supposed to write to regarding the ankle bracelet and you could just say uh um like pick pick what is pick what is the problem with the contract or a couple of problems with the contract and just say just say this is a problem for me and this is a problem for me i would like to change this to this and i would like to change this to this uh how do you suggest uh something like how do you suggest we make these changes or something like that and put the ball in his court yeah that's exactly like, like oh, i was trying to figure it out like if i don't know what your conditions are but maybe maybe it says you're not allowed to leave your county but maybe you live right on the border of two counties and most of your work comes from five miles in the wrong direction and just say, I'm not planning on leaving the state, but the next county over is a five minute drive and that's where I work. And he would, I don't know if it's a parole officer, probation officer, but if, if you're being honorable and polite, it's a reasonable request. And it actually would be stupid to not change the rule. They'll probably just cross it out and fix it. Okay, I see. But if, I, I guarantee you, if you rescind or revoke that agreement, you're going oh. right back to the bucket. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know if, if you agreed to be home when the streetlights come on. And you say to him, hey, Bob, the streetlights come on at 6 o'clock now. Uh, that's a little unmanageable. How about I be in by 11? He'd be like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And he'll just change it. Okay. Well, that answered my question. So somebody else can talk now, I guess. Yeah, sometimes it's... Uh, far easier to negotiate a term or two than to just revoke the contract. Sometimes revoking the contract will blow up in your face. That makes sense. Hey, where's Carl? I don't know. I was wondering that, too. That's kind of funny. Start a special call on a Sunday and then not show up. I mean, he was here for the first hour. He actually, like, had me running the call, but, um, and somebody, I forgot was his name, from uh, Detroit. He was talking about how he had to go to, uh, he was going to have to travel to California 
And you got to drive, not fly. <laughs> Help some guy out over there. The guy actually, like, bought him all new brand of tires for his truck and stuff. And, uh... I don't remember what he's going to go over there and help him out for it, but he's like, I'm not flying. <laughs> Forget that. And they threw all that, you know, filling you up and touching you and stuff. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But, um, yeah, I mean, he was on for like an hour, so then he had a bunch of stuff to do. Yeah, I didn't know he was on for that long at the beginning. I actually like started a call with uh, me and the guy from the front, and him Ron or something, or Ron here or something like that. So I'm gonna mute, my, mute myself right now. So if there's any questions, go ahead. Hello, Mike? Yep. Miss Aquila, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? All right. You're doing pretty good. Can't get it off of Carl. Let's... Yeah, I hope he comes back. He never left. <laughs> yeah, he's still here. <laughs> He's probably listening to you right now. Yeah, I feel like this is a beta call or something. <laughs> I mean, I've been on the bat all day, actually, hopping on this call. I'm leaving HTV right now, my grocery store. When I first started, I was pulling weed. I think it was like at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock. This is why the call cut off earlier today. Or, I mean, it must keep everybody off. But uh, I forgot where I started. Ah, that's funny. Oh, that's right, Park. I'm in the wrong car.
have a question. Okay, so the um, Bill of Rights, uh, Amendment 9, or Article 9, says you can go back on any contract and re is it renegotiate the contract, or, or what, is, what is it? I never really understood that. Uh, I don't even know. I mean, you didn't write it, I didn't write it, so obviously we don't really know, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh... I'm up in Canada anyway, so I probably know even less about it than you. Uh, well, I mean, the Queen owns all our states anyway. And, What's that? Uh, I said the Queen... Okay, I'm using superficial names now, but... Um, the Queen, I, I, as the Queen would say, she's a corporation, but she's the head corporations of the United States Corporation. Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't think the Queen actually owns anything. I'm um, saying, I'm, I'm saying the, the the office of the Queen. But the, uh, the, I, the, I think you're confusing the Crown with the Queen. Yeah, I am. That that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, the Crown. The Crown has nothing to do with the Queen. Queen's the death versus. Crown, yeah. Well, there's there's a woman named Elizabeth, and she acts in the capacity of a queen. And then there's the Crown Prosecution Services, which has nothing to do with Mary or the Queen. It's no more it's no more related to the Queen than Dairy Queen. Right. That's what I was. That's what I like. I was saying, yeah. I, I don't know how to say things sometimes. That that's all like garbled up in my head. But I, I know what yeah. you mean. I don't know how to say them. Yeah. So, but you know what I mean. They're the corp. You go to Dun and Brothers, um, and you look up corporations' names. You'll see Texas, United States of America, based out of Puerto Rico. And then it goes all yeah. the way up to like the office or or the crown, I guess you'd say. You know yeah, what I mean? I don't I don't know what any of that nonsense means because the crown doesn't own anything either. Right, they can't. The United they can't States own government doesn't own anything. The Canadian government doesn't own anything. The Bar Association doesn't own anything. Right, exactly. The bank doesn't own anything. Only a man can own something. So if if the so-called government are public employees, if they're public servants, to me that means they're trustees and everything they're claiming that they own, they're actually just holding in trust for a man like me to go and claim. Yeah, that, that's what the whole problem was, was with uh, Carl went down in Alabama because they, they were all worried that he was going to make a claim for the, the state because nobody was standing up and making a claim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Up here, they have what they call crown land that everybody thinks the crown owns. 
So if I go out and I just take a chunk of crown land, I can claim it. And there's no man or woman named the crown that's going to come up and say, I own that land. Well, Carl, Carl would say, well, um, I will leave that open for, you know, prejudice, uh, any, any man named crown. And maybe there is a man named crown, you know, but I get yeah. what you're saying. But yeah, they they don't actually own anything. Like even even Walmart. Walmart does not own anything. But there's men and women who invested money into Walmart. The men and women that have money invested own stuff. But actual Walmart itself doesn't own anything. Right. That, that's the other question, though. If 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 we if we're cl- it really comes down, I guess, to common law or common society beliefs and stuff. But uh, if what we're calling money, which is not money, but then it, it's trade, I guess you'd say, or, or value in the contract or presentment, what you think is fair why, and just compensation. Why is, why is money not money? Well, what is money? Something of value? Oh, well, what? Okay, well, value... Right, one what one believes value is, right? Yes. So the, the word so, money, though, it's so vague. It, it's uh, well, wow. not really, because if if I have ten dollars worth of tomatoes, and you have a ten dollar bill. <clears throat> You, if you decide that my $10 worth of tomatoes is actually worth $10 to you, you will give me that $10 bill. I will give you the tomatoes. To me, in that point, at that point, the $10 bill is worth $10, and the $10 worth of tomatoes is worth $10 worth of tomatoes. So to me, that was a lawful trade. Both are money. Well, why are we using, uh, you know, uh, mailing stamps? Mailing stamps, aren't they backed by gold? By the Frankens, the gold franc? I, I have no clue, and why do I care? Uh, lick, the stamp, lick the stamp, put it on the envelope, send it off. What do I care about gold, silver, gold fringe, flags, reptile? What do I care? Lick the stamp, put it on the envelope, send it in the mail. If, <laughs> if you're if you're gonna give me a ten dollar bill for doing ten dollars worth of labor and I take that ten dollar bill to the grocery store and buy ten dollars worth of beans, it's all ten dollars to everybody. Well what what if you're the one printing the money and then you, you inflate it so that your ten dollars becomes less valuable? Okay, but how does this have to do with people printing money and inflatable anything? Because you used to be able to buy a gallon of gas for a nickel. Okay, don't now, use their don't use their don't use their flimsy system then. Ah, yeah, you're right. You, you come you, next time. You say, "Hey, I don't like dealing in this money stuff. I don't know how you feel about it, but I well, was thinking apples, 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 and oranges instead of yeah. You're right. Just say I'm 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 a chicken farmer." I don't grow anything except chickens, and I get the eggs. 
so how about I trade you eggs for tomatoes from now on? I'd be like, yeah, no problem. If if you if you're getting rid of chickens or eggs, I'm interested. Let me know. I I not only sell tomatoes, I also have corn. You're gonna say, holy crap, I love corn. We can get all kinds of trades going on. That that's and why you, I don't believe in, I don't believe in debt because if everybody produced three times of what they are good at doing, like if the bread maker made three times of what he could make in just three days of what he could eat. He'd give the rest away, and if everybody did that, then everything would be free, like you know Yeshua did, and and uh, what the first you 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 ever wonder what why his ministry started at 33, and then when he was 12, they never talked about him anymore. Well, what what was he doing? Well, I believe he was creating his own his own government, his own country, with an own post office, military, and navy, and uh, a lot of people wanted to kill him, but uh, that's what I believe he was doing. But you can go to Reign of the Heavens and check that out. Like I think it's dot com or dot org or something, and they have like a bunch of documentation. But but uh, what I'm trying to say is that yeah, barter barter is the value of like what you believe uh, is worth something. Because if you're full, you're not you're not going to go and if I'm selling you a hot dog for ten dollars and you're hungry, you might buy it. But if you're not hungry, you're gonna be like, nah, I can give you a dollar. I might be hungry later. You know what I mean? So the value is in what you believe or what the situation is. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, that's why that's why their money system works because it's universally agreed on by all. And my my point was that it it, it can be manipulated. Yeah, but that's part of playing somebody else's game according to their rules. Right, exactly. I, I'm not 100% sure. I don't research any of that crap, but as far as I know, Federal Reserve notes were never designed or intended for man's use. It was only to oh, be smart. used oh, yeah. between financial institutions that were part of a, a, a banking club. Right, so we for, decided to put the big boy pants on and, and say, oh, I'm a bank. I can use bank notes. And that's where the problem started. Well, I don't know if that's where it started, but that certainly didn't help. Right. I, I believe it's all ordained. I mean, I believe it's planned, you know, to try to take people's rights away and make them think they're not a man. Um, that's, I mean, that's illustrated with judges going to judge school <laughs> for three days and Look, listen for these words. <laughs> yeah, well, as far as I know, um, I don't know the big difference between hearing officers and judges, but as far yeah. as I know, law- lawyers become judges. Bar so, so they're not just going downtown and yanking somebody off the street and throwing them into judge school. Like, as far as I know, only only lawyers go to judges judge school and become a judge. Yeah, exactly. So they'll have some kind of knowledge of the legal system beforehand. You know, the funny thing is, though, my my buddy Jamie Belasia just ran for attorney general of Texas. I mean, he didn't he didn't you know get the position, obviously, but um, he was 
he was uh, going around doing his speeches saying, I'm going to, I'm going to try to get everybody out of jail that's ever, like, you know, they've been put in jail for marijuana charges or any kind of stupid shit charges. <laughs> he actually said that on the Alex Jones show. It was so funny. <laughs> I, have, I know I've spent the night at this guy's house many times when we went gun fishing. Because I grew up with his kids. But, uh, no, I hear you. Like, only a lawyer becomes a judge. And it's just funny that my friend, I, that he's like, so this shit is bullshit. <laughs> and he's trying he's trying to do something about it through their their society. Which, you know, if I talked to him about this stuff, he would never uh he would never, you know maybe like yeah, you know what I mean, like uh he, he would never just be like, you know, tell me like the truth or, or what he really believes because it's his livelihood kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it depends on who you're talking to, but um, some people, especially at the lower levels, they have no clue. And so sometimes people that do know what's going on, they won't tell you. Even 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 knowing what's going on, they're not going to tell you. So... If somebody tells you they have no idea what you're what you're talking about, they might actually be telling the truth. They might actually not know what you're talking about, but some will. Yeah, that's true. That's what my buddy. Well, he, he was my mentor for a little bit, but uh, he he said uh, he worked with lawyers for like thirty years here in San Antonio, and we knew most of the judges and uh, former friends with the former mayor and all that stuff, but. He said, uh, he said, trust no one, first of all. <laughs> he said, it, it's not about, uh, they don't, the judge, you do whatever he wants. I mean, like, if you go into court, it, it does, they don't, that's their court. <laughs> and I never got at the time what he was trying, he actually was telling me, but yeah, he was saying, that's their case. <laughs> you know, you don't have your own case. Yes, the, uh, the Queen of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, that's a great story. That's like a perfect example. I've used this example before too. What if, what if I decide that the rules in my house are no smoking in the house and no wearing shoes in my house? And then you come over to my house, and I'm wearing my shoes. And I say, uh, "You got to take your I'm shoes an idiot. off." You say, "I'm an idiot." Yeah. So you're gonna say. You're you're gonna say, oh, I don't have to take my shoes off. You have your shoes on. I'm gonna say, I don't give a shit about my shoes. You can't wear your shoes in my house. And at that point, you're either gonna take your freaking shoes off, or you're not coming in. It doesn't matter what my rules are in my house. You're not gonna use them against me. Yeah, exactly. Of course, if you were my roommate or something, or you, you had some kind of standing, then you could argue with me, negotiate with me, whatever. But like two men, right? A man, a man, or a woman, a man, or a woman, a woman, standing. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe yeah. I say take your shoes off, and you say, "Oh, I'm just running in to grab something and running back out. I left my wallet on the table." Oh yeah, okay, just this one time. Go ahead and do it. To my rules, I get to break them whenever I feel like it. You can't hold me to my rules 
but I can hold anybody I want to my rules. It's my house. This stuff's so simple, I haven't figured it out yet. But, um... <laughs> that's all the... It's simple stuff like, um... Like... Do no harm, you know. Love the Lord, thy God, with all our soul, mind, body, and the neighbor as thyself. Simple. He's the two laws. Just two laws. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... But, see, bars can have dress codes. Like, there's no way in hell you can tell a man what he can and cannot wear for clothes. But if it's my bar, I can tell you what you can and cannot wear in my bar. Yeah, my property. Yeah. So it all depends. Do you want that benefit? Or can you get it from somewhere else? Or can you do it for yourself? Maybe you don't even need a benefit. Maybe you were just being lazy. Like Carl was saying earlier today, when we first started the call today, he said that, you know, I've never been, I haven't been divorced ever. But I, I'm, you know, I've had three wives. And, uh, you know, he's like, you know, I didn't learn in the beginning, but I did learn, you know, later on that, you know, if you don't have, if you don't put in, you know, what if you get a felony and all this stuff, we're, we're, we're getting divorced or we're, what, what not, we're, we're separated. If you don't put in your, your, you know, if this happens and this happens, it's called a, you know, flow chart and programming. You know, you got your zero and one, and okay, if it's a one, then it goes this way, and if it's a zero, this way. If you don't put all the stuff in the, in the contract in the beginning, because it's a contract, you gave your word, your word, your bond. You know, he didn't, you didn't stipulate all the stuff. You just went off of feelings and love and emotion. Oh man, <laughs> and just giving your word, you to have to do your part, and then then anything happens, and you still have to be there. I mean, she comes like a meat cleaver and. You know, I shouldn't kill you. Death do you part? You know, and then <laughs> you're you're still there. It's like your commitment's still there. So in the contract in the beginning, if you don't have your stipulation um, established and both parties agree and things like that, and uh, I was listening intently, I was pulling weeds actually in my yard, uh, my sidewalk. But uh, that's that's the same thing. But it really, I mean, that that's really kind of all the all the. I have to say for right now. Um, but does anybody else have any questions? Carl on the phone? I feel like he's on the phone listening to us. He likes doing this. Yeah, no, I think Will Bill might have disappeared. Carl always says he likes like listening to other people talk about it and stuff and how they carry themselves and questions and things. But I was kind of shocked when he called me this morning since it was Sunday. Um, is is Mike or, or Larry on the phone or? Yeah, this is Mike. I'm not sure. Uh, I think Larry went to call Carl. I don't know if he's still talking to him or what. Oh. Is he on another call or something? I'm not in front of the computer, so I can't see the board or anything. But I'm about to go in the house, so I'm going to mute the phone for a second because my wife is going to start talking. She might yell. Cause I'm, I, took, I took a little longer than I was supposed to to pick up the pizza. <laughs> All right. I'm going to mute the phone, okay? Okay, talk in a bit. All right, bye.
Anybody else there? Anybody there? Larry? Yeah, this is Mike. I'm still here. Hey, how you doing, Mike? Good, how are you? Okay. I'm just I'm just kind of tuning in. What's been the word? You're just doing what? I said I'm just tuning in. I was trying to catch up on what's being said. I just just tuned in, and it was kind of silent. I didn't know what was going on. So. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, Carl was on and off a couple times, and Larry, I think, went to call Carl, and now, I don't know, nobody seems to be saying anything. Oh. Yeah, I like I like the analogy you you you, you just made. I, that was that was really really on point. That's when I tuned in. I heard the analogy you made about going into the house and leaving your wallet, and just going in to pick it back up. That was a great analogy about the way they do that. If that's what you were referring to, you know. Yeah, the um, the the judge is going to do whatever it takes to protect right. the legal society and same with the prosecutor. Right. So if they have to right. bend or break a rule, they're going to do it. And it's up and, to the man and woman to hold them accountable for breaking that rule. Right. But you're not necessarily telling them that you broke your own rule. You're telling them, I believe I have this right. Does anybody dispute that claim? Right. Now you're going after the, the the when you when you when you making that statement, you're addressing the man or the woman that um, is acting in whatever capacity they are to violate the right that you say that they took from you as a man. Well, yeah, most of what I do is just man to man letters in the private. Right. Right. Well, even even if it's uh, like a speeding ticket, I will write to the man acting as police officer first, just private letters. 
And if it looks like it's going to go to court, I'll be sending private man-to-man letters to the prosecutor. And I'll be trying everything to solve it before the first court date. And if it comes to the first court date, I'll probably file one simple notice. And it would probably be something about this matter is being settled in private. And I won't disclose what's being talked about or anything because it's private. Okay. So... I try and I try and do everything in the private. Right. But you you definitely have to start tying up the loose ends before trial. If you don't get it resolved by trial, you're going to have to have some some really good paperwork ready to dump on them before trial date. So start because I agree. Um, with your letter writing, by the time the trial date starts, um, you're having a lot of success where they don't even go forward with any type of trial. You just handle a matter on the private side as a man, correct? Yeah. I See, the way I look at it is you're sending man-to-man letters to this guy that's acting as the prosecutor. And let's say it's private letters, so he reads them Sunday morning when he's having his coffee at home. If he opens if he opens my letters every Sunday morning and he realizes that all the letters have been very polite, very short, straight to the point and very relevant and he realizes that he's failed to answer six of my letters already in a row and that all my letters show that I know he has no plaintiff, no witness, no contract, no harm, no properly filed claim, no jurisdiction. He's going to be sitting there on that Sunday morning thinking, holy crap, when I go to work tomorrow, I'm going to have to dismiss or withdraw this case because if I take this into a courtroom, I'm going to get my ass kicked. So he's making a decision as a man in private on Sunday morning that he's going to have to deal with this. Right. And because that way, you communicated, you've been communicating with him man to man, and he may have or may not have been responsible. Yeah, because he could he could go to work Monday morning. And he could get his secretary to draw up a document uh, and request a motion to dismiss his own case. And so before court, you might get a notice in the mail saying that the case has been voluntarily withdrawn, voluntarily dismissed or withdrawn. Right. So your first court date may never actually show up. Okay. But you can't expect you can't expect it to always work out that way. Okay. But it's see you got to remember too. Yes, it's a judge. Yes, it's a prosecutor. But they're men and women fulfilling those roles. Right. So you can't predict how they're going to handle it. You just know that they're going to do something, whether it's drop the case, steamroll ahead, just do normal business as usual, whatever. But 
like maybe maybe you're maybe you're in court for like two felonies and all your letters are getting it seems that all your letters are getting ignored all your notices are getting ignored so far you haven't received and answered any of your letters or notices and it seems like they're just going ahead with the trial anyways things aren't looking good and you're all worried they're ignoring everything that I've done Mm-hmm. And for some reason, you just have faith and you stick to your guns and at trial, you stand on your paperwork and you're not going to be moved. Right. And you keep steamrolling ahead with the trial and they're ignoring everything you've done. But somehow at the last minute, you get convicted on both charges, except, mm-hmm. you, were char- except you were charged with two felonies. And you got convicted of two misdemeanors. And instead of getting sentenced to jail, you get a suspended sentence, meaning you're on probation for a year. And if you keep your nose clean for a year, then nothing at all happens. Mm -hmm. So basically, they just let you off with a warning. Right. So there's two convictions on my record now, but... I don't have any fines. I don't have any jail. I don't have any terms and conditions except don't leave the state and don't break the law. Right. That's a victory. Right. To me, it's a victory. Technically, technically you had a bunch of stress. You wasted a bunch of time. You had to show up, miss a couple of days. But pick your battles. Is it worth fighting or are you just going to cut your losses and say, wow, it could be much worse? You're you're, you're so right, man, because sometimes, I think sometimes we be looking for blood, you know, and sometimes a victory is if they leave you alone. You know, I had a friend of mine, and uh, this is something from my uh, building with with Larry, and and they were coming after her and it was a uh, debt collector about her house payment, right? And she was trying to go through the channels and and do modifications, and they were, you know, you know how they string people along, just string them along and put them in for you. Well, so, you know, and and we talked to us, and we just, you know, just send that man or a woman who's over the collection department, and, you, 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 you know, you tell them your honor as a woman that you're going through a financial crisis, and the only thing that you can afford to give is X amount of dollars. It was like a third to a half of what she was paying, which they wanted $200 more. So you know what? She sent that letter in, and she, she gave that man a uh, a check, and the next month she gave him a check, and two months later they wrote the loan off. Now, hmm. now... I'm not saying this may happen, and 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 Larry is a witness because I don't know whether I showed him that one, but it's just the whole matter is that is that as a woman, because you know this is a lifestyle, she gave that man over that department her honor. I can't give you a thousand dollars. You know, this is my honor. I can give you three hundred dollars as soon as my situation gets better. Now you know. It may not happen all the time, like you know what I mean. But yeah. I know for a fact 
in this particular case, you know what I mean? They just, two months later, she got a letter, and they wrote the whole thing off. Well, know. see, this is this is where it helps to be able to relate things to everyday life because say say you owed me 50 bucks, and you right. agreed that you were going to give me 10 bucks a week until right. it was paid off. And right. then you make your first payment, and then your second week, you make your second payment. Right. And then your third week, you call me up and say, hey, I don't got the full 10 bucks. Uh, what if I just give you 10 bucks two days later? Right. Okay, you didn't skip town. You didn't hide from right. me. You didn't let me know ahead right. of time. That was pretty honorable. I can wait two more days. Yeah, no problem. Right. And then right. you make your next payment. And then I send you a letter saying, yeah, don't worry about the other 10, whatever. you like, yeah, I know you're struggling right now. It's cool. Yeah. Like, if, if, if you just don't pay me, don't show up, don't answer your phone, and don't answer your door, I'm yeah. going to be pissed. Right. I, I, I'm right. going to be mad. If you, if you just, just ignore me because you don't have the money, that's going to make me mad. But if you come right. and say... You come and say I'm not I'm not hiding from you. I can give right. you what I can. I just can't do the whole amount. I'm like, yeah, that's good. I, I'm fine with that. Hey, you want me, do, you want to, do you want me to put a twist on that? Yeah. And I, this is this is this is from experience. Is that um, you know uh, I don't think it was like 2008 2009. I went door to door and I sold solar screens door to door. And I never had any out of like I think it was like forty customers, and it was like twenty five thousand dollars worth. You know, not not profit, but just the whole thing. And I can send you like all the all their names and what I sold it for. But um, none of them actually had a problem with getting paid. I, I set them all up on payment plans under trust, like just a handshake. And uh, only one of them, it was, uh, and they were a military family, but it was actually the wife put the funds in the wrong account, and then they just pulled the cash out of the account a day later and paid me. But I tell everybody that I did, del- that I did contracts with, I said, hey, you know what, I'm a human, you're human. Yeah, I don't care if you tell me, hey, you know, I can't pay you for a year or two, uh, but I can give you like this right now or this much. And just, you know, if it changes, it's going to change because the world changes. And I never had a problem. But then, get this, this is the twist. Then I, I asked God, I said, because I asked God to make $25,000 in two and a half weeks, and I did that in two and a half weeks, right? And then for six months, I was collecting checks, which was kind of fun, um, but and not working. Um, but the next time I was asking, I was like, um, I want to, I want to, like, you know, I want to uh, file a lien against someone's house, so that I want, I want someone to not pay me, so that I can, because uh, in my contract, I put like ten times the amount owed if you don't pay me, and I want to take their house, right? And then. And so then I, on the south side of San Antonio, I started building this covered patio with a screen-in porch with solar screens and roofs to deck. And then they, they put, of course, like they paid like $2,200. So I bought the materials and I, I made like a little bit of profit off that. And then I set them on a payment plan of like, you know, 200 bucks. I told them the same thing. And I totally forgot what about what I was like asking for. But it's really funny how you ask for something and God teaches you a lesson. And... And he's like, do you really want this in, in this situation? And so then uh, the day came where I was supposed to pick up the payment, and I came by her house, 
sitting at the door, and then she calls the cops and didn't pay me, right? And then I started thinking about it. I was like, I could take this woman's house. It's only worth like $50,000 on the south side of the ghetto. And the deck job was 3500 $3,700, and it was 10 times the amount if you don't pay. So I was like, once you get to 80%, I think in law you can actually like take over the house. And so, and this happened, and I was like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? And I felt bad because I, I this wouldn't happen unless I, I actually asked and it created it to happen. I mean, I asked for Oakley's to pay only 45 bucks for it. And, and then a week later, my wife's uh, friend said, hey, I have some Oakley's. You want to buy them for 45 bucks? And then so I bought them. And then I, those got stolen a year later, and I asked. I was like, well, I want to pay 200 bucks, 300 bucks for Oakley's. And I asked for 35 bucks for Oakley's, and a week later, I, I, the same guy actually, and I bought these white Oakleys. I can send you a picture of them right now. They're right here in front of me. And uh, then I asked my friend. Actually, I went down to the the lake, Medina Lake, and my friend had his glasses. And I was, I was, I think he's like, I've been spray painting, and they're all speckled on his white sunglasses. And I was like, man, I wish I had sunglasses like that. I moved into this new house that we have with no square rooms before I asked for it and everything I asked for. But then, like, I spray painted our stained our deck. And it put all these spots on my sunglasses, and it looked just like his. And it happened like you know two weeks later. So what I'm trying to say is everything happens, right? But in this situation, I did not take advantage of what I said. No, no, no. I created this. I ha- this is not her fault. I was like, no, no, no. I can't take her house from her because I created this situation. And then what I'm, my my point is is that we we are creating everything that's happening, whether we think it's bad or good. It, it's we're asking for something, and God's trying to teach us something. Um, and, and that that's my belief, and that's, I mean, the house we have living right now, before we lived here, like we lived for three years for houses, we backed out of three houses, lost $3,000, and I got mad, because uh, I know what I could just ask, and I was like, you want to, she's because my wife in this neighborhood, Sonoma Ranch, the house we live in now, she's like, oh, we can never afford a house here, and I was like, so mad, I was like, you know what, I don't have that mentality where I can't afford something, I say, well, what do I have to do to, to pay for that, you know what I mean, so I was mm-hmm. like, you know what, look, what? I don't know. I just heard something. I don't know what it was. Oh, so no, no, no. I, so we got, we bought this. I, I said, you know what? You want to live here? That's fine. Let's ask God. So we're in agreement. I said, well, we want a four hundred fifty thousand dollars house for two hundred fifty thousand. And then a month later, she already bought the house. I went out of town for a month working door to door with Kirby vacuum. I come back and she's already moving into this house. She bought for two hundred fifty-one thousand, worth four hundred fifty-one fifty thousand dollars. And also, I also asked, I said, no square rooms. There's no square room in my house. I can videotape and send it to you. Granite countertops, big tile floors, vaulted ceiling when they come in the house. And it is like, everything I ask for comes true. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's like my wife, actually, when I was 15, I wrote down on a piece of paper, and I can, I mean, I can, if I can find it. She is just like Princess Jasmine. She's Indian and from India. But uh, uh, let me tell you, let me tell you when, you, when you ask for something, you don't really know what you're getting. <laughs> when you ask for a princess, I mean, do you really under, do you understand what a princess is? Like, spoiled and, <laughs> oh, my God. I love her, you know, but, oh, oh, my God, you know. It's like, if I know, you know. <laughs> love you, honey. Anyways, um, <laughs> so... It's like God gives us everything we ask for, whether bad or good, whether we perceive it bad or good, but he's like, he's giving it to us. Because that's why I can't see anything bad, because it's only a learning lesson. 
as what you're asking for. Like when I learned, the, I, I don't know if you heard the earlier call when I, I was talking for an hour when call was off. I was on the show and I was talking about I asked to learn learn how to save money, and then and then I, I then I went broke, and then I had to get a job at Home Depot, and then I realized that um, I don't I don't want to learn how to save money. I want to make so much money I don't have to save money, and then and then all of a sudden um, I started making like much money. But hey, I'm gonna meet myself because my wife lets them down and is like yelling at me. So uh, I'll uh, talk to you later. All right, cool. Anyone on the call? Uh, I don't know. I'm not at the computer. But I'm here. Yeah, there's a few on the call. Who has the computer, little Bill? Yeah, but I haven't heard him for a while, so I don't even know if he's on the board. He just called in, it looks like. Is Carl around? He's not. Uh, I don't think so. I haven't heard him talk for a while. He was on earlier? Yep. Yeah, he was planning on coming back. I don't know if he still is or not. Um, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Carl, I'm back on. I just texted him, but he hasn't responded yet. I want to hear about more about. Uh, is Gus on the phone call? Gus, are you there? Hmm, I don't have Gus's number. Nobody is there. Everybody is here. Just remember that. So Gus is here? Is that Priscilla? That was weird. 
Hey, I have a question for everybody. Has anybody ever tried calling Carl and then like some uh, some guy answers the phone, like and you call his number and then it, it goes to someone else's number and you ask him, well, I, I called Carl's number and this happened like two or three times with me. And one time I asked him, I said, um, uh, do you work for the government? Um, he's like, well, I don't have to answer that question. And I was like, well, that's obvious then. Yeah, the government <laughs> agent. They always be saying, nah, I don't, I don't have to answer that. You're not. Yeah, I was like, that's obvious. That's, that's, I mean, it's like, okay, thank you for saying yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you didn't have to say a word, but we knew he said yes. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. I mean, I, I didn't like, even think. I didn't even think about an agent. Wow, I, I thought it was just some uh, cross lines. They know, and, uh, they know Carl's making a big impact, so they're trying to cut in on his line and get him out of it. Well, I mean, they listen to mine. They record everything I do. I mean, one time... That's I a mean, big presumption. I've been followed so many times. I actually can send you the picture of them following me. Actually, I walked up to their car at the beach with my friend. And I was like, y'all, why do you follow me? Just, just y'all. Because I went down a dead, dead end road on the Packer Channel down in the Gulf Coast in Corpus Christi which is a state park, but then it has, like, a turnaround, but it's a dead end. And all three cars were behind me. Two of them stopped, and they turned around right away, and the other one was a Jeep, and it was on the beach, like, 10 miles away behind me. And then I walked up to the car, and I was like, hey, y'all, why don't you just come have some drinks with us and uh, chill with us and have fish? <laughs> and they're all, uh, uh, and then wow. you got a phone call with an iPhone. And then uh, he's like, oh, we, we got to go. And I felt that, like, feeling like you get nervous. You know, I was like, oh, it wasn't me, though. And I was like, oh, well, that's cool. Okay, see you later. And then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they want no, everybody that's... to be scared of them. Yeah, they I don't want to talk to people that ain't scared. Uh, like, like uh, a couple weeks later on my computer, I went on them. I felt them. I could feel it. Well, have you ever called somebody and you're like, I was just calling, I was, I was just calling you. You know what I mean? You can yeah, feel yeah, them, yeah. right? Okay, so anyways, I felt them on my computer, and so I started writing on my notepad. I was like, I can feel you watching me or looking at what I'm doing, you know. And then the next day, the, guy, the same guy showed up at, uh, like, uh, I, went, I went down, like, a mile from my house to Altex Computer Store. And, uh, or no, I went to Walmart first, and I felt him there. And I was like, what the hell? And then I saw this guy in this orange vest, and I only have one picture on my, on my Android phone with an orange, like, you know, uh, construction vest. He was wearing it in Walmart, and I was like, that's very odd. And I didn't take note. I just took note of it. I didn't think anything of it when I was there shopping. I felt the energy, though. So then when I, three hours later, I went home for two hours. I kept, I, then I left and went down to Altex. He goes, he shows up to Altex and walks in there, and, and then he acts all weird. He's like, the guy comes up and goes, hey, what are you, you need help with anything? Oh, yeah, I'm just looking for a, 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 a computer for my daughter. And he never looked at the computers. He wouldn't even buy them. I was like, what, what? So I get on my phone, right? And I'm just like texting some people. And he goes over to the cameras. He goes over to the cameras on the wall that were facing me so that he could see what was looking at him, which was by the door, to the right of the door. And I was like, you know, further back. And so then, then he, he is automatically just from there, he sees me look at him just like nonstop. But I was literally looking at my phone. And he's probably thought I was taking a picture of him. And he left the store, leaves the store in his little Chevy truck. And, the, and when he gets in the truck, so I don't take a picture of him. So it's you know, it didn't cause any harm to me. I take a picture of his truck and his license plate number. Or should listen to my phone call right now, actually. Probably. Uh, no, I know they are because, because uh, well, uh, uh, the sources I have, I already know. Um, right. But, 
because the group. Well, I'm, I'm in Texas Citizen Militia, and uh, not 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 the, the militia or anything, but like for instance, like the other day, yesterday, we actually went down to look for uh, all the flooding down here. Like there's three missing bodies, and, yeah, and right. actually the the sheriff's department called us up, or uh, I don't. Uh, and then we went to help them. They didn't call the public or anybody, you know. But they called most of us because most of us have military backgrounds. I don't actually, but um, so survival and all that stuff. And cool. so they went down there. We clean up roads. We help out the community. We mow people's well, yards. Good. You know, what I mean, we're we're just trying to help out the community, add you know to society, um, not take away or, or you know we we're like we we actually do background checks, believe <laughs> it or not, but. <laughs> No, no. So no, it's it's uh, when that when that guy answered the phone, I, I wasn't scared of him. I was like, this is the third time that it happened because you recognize the voice. Yeah, I was a black man, and uh, and then I was like, yeah, no, no, no. This is Carl's number. I'm calling. He's like, no, no. I was like, what number do you have? And he's like, oh, he told me some other different number, right? And I was like, oh, oh, okay. And I know about computers and how you can intercept things, and I, I can. I can intercept anybody's cell phone. Actually, I can. Do you? Uh, do you? Hey, do you have that call recorded? Uh, Carl does. Well, well, actually, no, no, no. I didn't record it, so maybe it's not recorded. Uh, okay. Because Cause... I never got to Carl. Because oh, I don't, I don't record my calls. But he said oh, Carl said it happened to like multiple, like m- many people, the last week and a half. It hasn't happened recently, but. Um, but I know about you networking. You just haven't seen them. They've been hiding pretty good. Oh yeah, no, they're 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 uh, they're basically what they do is uh, it's like they tap into the tower that's closest to Carl, and then when Carl's in his mountain place, yeah, it, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, they, they, it reverts back to them, and then it finds the nearest tower. But then they're, if they're acting as the tower, then it, I'm, then it's like they're on the phone. It's actually kind of like ridiculous. It's like they want us to know. I'm like, okay, well, why? Wait a minute. No, you, you could, you know more than I know. You know, why would you do? Oh, you want us to know? Oh, I get it. <laughs> if Carl would have looked out his window, he probably would have seen a guy on a telephone pole. Yeah, but I mean, the line. Yeah, but they have technology now. They don't have to do that. I mean, right, it's right. Not a, they 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 can erase all Carl's voice all over the whole internet with with a certain program. I'm sure it'll, they it'll, got him definitely under surveillance. Oh, definitely. I mean, they they just like me and and a bunch of other people on our list. And <laughs> but then well, they haven't the got time, me yet. But they probably will in a year or two. No, if you if you've ever contacted Carl or listened to his phone calls or Googled him, or oh, I've, been, uh, uh, I've been watching his YouTube videos for like eight nine months. So. Yeah, you're on a list already. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, you I might am. not be on. A, you might not be on like a you know a serious list, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not it, worried about it. Yeah, I'm not either. I mean, yeah, like, they don't scare me. All, I mean, they might think they're tough, but they're not. No, the guy actually, you know, he's pretty cool. The guy was following me uh, when I actually, I actually quite. He, he was he went on a dead end street, and then I was on a street before him. And then I was pulling out, and then I stopped and let him pass me, and he just smiled at me through the window, and I just looked at him, and I was like, okay, whatever, buddy. And then I started talking to my my iPhone. My iPhone was not working, 
And I was like, hey, uh, you know, if you ever, dude, I'll tell you whatever you want to know. Just let's go have lunch or something. And then, yeah, let's have lunch and we can sit down and talk. You don't have to keep yeah. uh, chasing me. I'll, I'll sit down with you. As long as you buy me lunch, I'll tell you everything. Right, exactly. I was like, this yeah. is no big deal. I'm not doing anything wrong, so. Dude, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but then I came to find out that the next, the next week after the, uh, they were following me was my friend works in security, and then uh, Homeland Security came up to him and he said uh, through his company, because uh, they are the ones licensing him for a different uh, higher license for security to teach people. So we had to go to Homeland Security, an underground base, um, in one of the air force, uh, one of the military bases there in San Antonio, and uh, and the head guy over like half the United States come up comes up to him and goes, hey, how's how's the guys? Bang, 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 you know, with his hands, bang, 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 you know. He's all, oh, uh, you know, security guys, they're, they're good. No, no, no. He's like, no, no, no. The bang, bang, bang. Guys. You know, you're out in field train. And uh, our, our, our Mike Salinas, you can look at Mike Salinas on YouTube. He's like on the news and stuff. We did a bunch of stuff. But uh, he, uh, he's, he's all, oh, no, no, those are good. If you ever want to come out and train with us at FTX, you know, and uh, help us out. He's like, no, no, no. I've been through tons of that shit like, over 40 years. And uh, <laughs> he's like, he he, just, he said to him, he said, I just want you to know that uh, everything's okay. Everything's good, you know, with y'all. Um, he was telling you that? No, no, he told our leader that. Uh, oh, okay. The, okay. After, the, after the, like, the day after they stopped following us, me, you know, and a bunch of other guys in the group, and they used drones and everything. Like, the drones, they, like, one of the guys' houses, they threw up, flew up a drone to the house, <laughs> around the house. Wow. And uh, he took pictures of it, everything, yeah, yeah. So he's like, but after all that, the next week, and Mike went to the training, and when Mike went to the training for his new license, uh, the head guy said, hey, everything's okay with your group, um, so don't worry about it. Cool. And, uh, yeah, so it was, it was, I was like, that's why I told the guy, again, I was like, dude, it's love lunch. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to hide nothing. If I was, you wouldn't be seeing me riding down the street and walking right, around. Exactly. Like, dude, yeah, I would. I would uh, put away the paranoia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, put that stuff away, you know. Well, I mean, once you, like, check out what Carl and everybody's doing, you know, after that, then I I believe most people will, you know, get that little monkey off their back that they're always scared of the the agent. They've they've got much bigger fish to fry than us. Yeah, they should be down on the Mexican border and worrying about that. Not worrying about the thing. There's nothing wrong with the Mexican border. There's nothing well, they wrong was, there. They were saying they were, no, uh, had no, some no, Mexican no. cartels shooting at uh, the Border Patrol down there in that's, helicopter. That's, what, that's probably propaganda. Did you witness any oh, of I'm that? Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure no, it is. No, you're right. You're right. I don't, you're right, you're I don't, right. don't yeah. listen to the media. The no, I, I'm, yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, I don't listen to as much as I used to. That's why I got to get that out of my head. Hey, no, they set the stage. They set the stage. They control the media. And if you want to watch that stuff, yeah, Fine, yeah. because it's just going to mess with your head. Yeah, that's what my wife was telling me. She was like, well, you know, if, if this common law was all out there, why is it not on the news and all over the shows? And I'm like, because they own the media. They're not going to tell us what we need to know. They're going to give gonna, us what they want gonna, us to know. They're not going to tell you how to go in and, and, and walk out of court. They don't want society. They're exactly, because all that money can, be gone from the lawyers, judges, all of them. That's right. 
I just made a donation uh, three or four days ago, $900, to the uh, legal society because because my spouse was next to me. I let her write the check. Cool. So, yeah, I got they gave me seven tickets for leaving, leaving this. They, they called it a hit and run. And um, I was on my way home after grabbing a coffee, and I was in the right shoulder. And a man from another town moved his vehicle to the right and crashed into me. Just very, very minor. There was zero, almost zero damage to my truck. And we pulled over, we pulled up about 50, 60 feet over together. And I got out and looked at my truck because he hit me. And I right. thought, well, there's no damage to my truck. There's no damage to my truck. Thank God there's no damage to my truck. He ran into me. And I just asked him if he was all right, you know, dust yourself off. Are you sure you're okay? There's no damage to my truck. Uh, I'd like to settle this privately. Is everything okay? And he stood there mute. He was eating a sandwich. He was having breakfast. This was 6 o'clock in the morning. I got his tag number and left. But I should have spent more time with the man. Right. And got, and got so what he did was number. he probably called the cops and said, you hit him, and that's well, why see, they're charging you. At six o'clock in the morning, the 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 incident occurred. Uh, no, the incident occurred about six ten a.m. At six twenty-two, an officer was called back to the scene. So after I pulled away, he took a picture of my vehicle with his phone and called the police. Ten minutes later, they got me for leaving the scene of the accident. When right. it was like it was like I'm riding on the shoulder of the road and I bump into Joe on his bicycle. I bend my fender a little bit, and I shake hands with Joe and say, you okay? Yeah, everything's fine. Very, very, very minor. Right. I thought I could handle it civilly or privately and left. An hour later, I'm driving into Philly, and I get a call from the officer on my cell phone. I'm in heavy traffic. I pull over, and he starts hitting me with a lot of questions, and I couldn't answer them. And he used the f bomb on me and said, "I'm done effing with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna file civil charges for obstructing justice." And he went to my residence, to my domicile, and handed my wife seven tickets while I'm in Camden working in Philly. He, and then, so my wife is she's gone ballistic because she's got these seven tickets. Right. Well, why'd they give them to her anyway? I mean. Well, because the officer went, the officer, because I was on the road on my way to Philly, the officer, uh, because the other driver gave him my tag number off of the back of my vehicle, that's where they got the that. he located my, where my domicile was. He came to the house and asked if I was here. My, my wife said, no, he's working. He's on his way to work. And so he asked my wife if she could reach me. So she called me on her cell phone and gave her cell phone to the officer, and he starts talking to me. Hmm. Mm. So, so he was cussing you out on your wife's phone. And my wife heard it, yeah. yeah. And then he said uh, in his report, because I, I, it was four days it took me to get a police report because I didn't know who was coming after me, who or what was pursuing me. Right. And uh, so I met with the attorney the other day, and I asked the attorney who or what who is pursuing me, what's pursuing me, he said state of New Jersey. But it's traffic court and I don't understand how 
traffic court is played well enough. Uh, I don't know if you can do common law in traffic court. Maybe you can. Um, I'm sure Carl has, but, yeah, if you get a picture with the state of whoever it is, uh, make sure you post that everywhere. Get the man or the woman that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I understand. I don't don't know state of New Jersey. Is Joe's state of New Jersey going to take a stand? But yeah, this exactly. Is, this, yeah, this is um, this is uh, traffic court, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's the prosecutor and uh, a woman judge, and I've got to go there Wednesday morning. So, oh, oh, there were seven tickets given to my wife, and we talked to the attorney, and the attorney says they're they're all kind of minor. He said there's just one that's an issue. And that's leaving the scene of the accident. And I said, who is pursuing me? He said, state of New Jersey. Hmm. So, and he said, the officer may not appear. And the driver of the other vehicle has not been noticed. So the so driver of the other vehicle hasn't been invited to court. And he could show up and he could sue me. But he's, if he does sue me, it would be for the damages to his vehicle, which are right. minor. I didn't see a bill for a tow or anything like that. I mean, I'll work it out with my fellow man. I tried to, but I was, uh, I erred in the fact that I did not spend more time at the scene. I wasn't, I should have been more relaxed and spent more time with the man and discussed more of what happened so that we could have worked things out, shook hands, and parted. But because of the way we're programmed, as soon as I pulled away, he got on the phone and called the police. Oh, yeah. Or or he called his spouse, he called his wife after the accident, and she may have said, you better call the police. That may be. Yeah. That's what it probably was. Because, because she owned the vehicle. It was an old Chrysler, 2002 uh, minivan Chrysler. It was registered in her name. And see, it took me four or five days before the accident report was completed and after and I called and it was completed I went to the city police department got a copy of the report and then I was able to read what the officer wrote down and then I was able to get the name of the other driver and uh, and what the officer was complaining about and uh, you know and all that but he didn't put in there that he uh, used the F-bomb my my public servant (laughs) he's not going to do that to make himself look bad for sure yeah, he didn't enter that in his report that he spoke in a uh, condescending way to his uh, master. Right. So, did you ever try and contact the man that uh, that hit you? I I didn't. Yeah, you probably should do that, and uh, you know maybe you can work out something with him or his wife, and uh, you know if you go into court on whenever you're going on. It's Wednesday know, morning. This coming Wednesday. Yeah, maybe you can, you know, if you talk to him and you settle something with him, maybe you can just tell him in court and say, I already, you know, uh, um, settled with uh, the man on the private side. So I would just like to do that. I'm not sure how to go about it, but I'm sure there's a way to do that. If you get in touch with him, maybe you can come to some agreement and go from there. Yeah, because, I mean, see, it's it's traffic court, and I don't know if you can – I think Carl will say I really dropped the ball and I waited too long, uh, but I didn't have information enough to go right down and meet with the prosecutor, and the prosecutor is in the town. Uh, Hello? 
Hello, Mick, and my, if you don't mind. Oh, hello, this is Aquila. If you don't mind, I'll try and help you if you wish. Um, like the gentleman was saying, try to contact the fellow that, the man that you was initially had the accident with, and if he can put something in writing that you guys said of the matter, and perhaps what you, when you get, you need to write, um, notice the court that this relevant title, you know. I, I'm not you understanding you. You're, you're, you're muted. Okay. You're, you're, you're okay. sounding garbled. You're sounding garbled. Is this better? Yeah, yeah, that's better. Great. Okay. Thank you. What I was saying, get in touch with the man and have him to put it in writing once you guys come to agreement and settle the matter. And then you want to notice the court, because the case, you want to put the, your notice in before your court case. So I would go down to the court clerk? Would I enter that notice to the court clerk? Wait, I'll, 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 I'll answer that. I'm just giving you some instructions first. Um, you're going to say, this is the answer to this case and you hand that to the clerk, they're going to stamp, you make two copies of the same exact paper, and you put one, you have them to stamp both, one you keep, and one they keep. And then when you go to court, um, you know, you want to also write I, your man, and put your name on that paperwork, and if there's another man or woman here with a verified claim that I done wrong, or I owe a debt, I am willing to settle the matter. You can write something like that, and you hand that in to the court and don't speak. You, if they ask, ask you, you can now the man that's acting as the judge, you can let him know. If he asks you any questions, say, my answer is before the court, and you can have an extra copy of that, which you like, and you can hand them to that say, I will not speak here, I will only and say in written form. You know, write that on your paperwork. um, Let's say you can do that Monday, by Monday. Hopefully you said it with the man by then. So I would say get in touch with the man once again that you had the accident with. You and him come to agreement. Have him to fax it to you, sign it, or whatever way you get it. And then you want to write your claim. Basically, you're going to say, I am in settle this matter with this man on this day. What, is, See that a claim? is that a the claim? The man you had to accident making, with. Is that a claim because I'm making a claim? Yeah, that you're going to put your paperwork. Basically, you answering their paperwork that they sent you. Okay. And Okay. And it doesn't matter if you left. It doesn't matter if you did this. So they say you did this. Who cares what they say? First of all, they don't have firsthand knowledge. The police was not there. All of them, they wasn't there, even the judge. Right. So right. I would, me, if it was me, this is what I would do. Now, call, if you listen to Call, I mean, I suggest that you start listening to some of his earliest shows. And you'll kind of get, hopefully, what I'm trying to tell you. Once again, Try to settle the matter with the man. And once you guys settle something, have him to put it in writing, and he can fax it to you however he get it to you. And now, let's say by Tuesday you have all this. Tuesday you need to go to the court and put your answer in. Your answer, you just notice in the court. Your answer is going to just say notice. 
you can put a notice. And you on top of the paper put notice and you say, I man and the other you know, settle this matter on this date, this time. If there are another man or woman with a verified claim that I've done wrong or all of that, I am willing to settle this matter. You know, you know, that's what you can write. Just something simple. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to take that to the court, two copies of the very same thing, and you're going to, they are stamp one and keep one. When you go to the clerk, say, this is the answer to this case. You want to have the case number on your paperwork, put it inside a box, put the case number inside that box, but the rest of your statement, whatever you're saying, have it written out, and you sign in preferable blue ink. And and you can put your right thumbprint. And then after you do that, you hand that to the clerk, two copies of the same thing. One she will keep, one you will have. The one you take back, I will make two or three copies of that. So the day you show up to court, and also on that paperwork, I'm, I, I told you I was just going to repeat that, you know, as you file your answers, do I owe it that? And you can write on there, I will only answer uh, in written form to any of the, you know, I will only answer in written form. That's all you're going to write there. And on that same paperwork, you hand one to the clerk, she, both to the clerk, she stamp both, one she keep, one you take. Then you go home, make copies, maybe three or four. When you go to court, if they ask you any questions, you hand them the paperwork. Good. Don't yeah. say nothing. You have nothing to say. Yeah, I think Carl was talking about also with their case, you want to put re- reference to and put it in the box, whatever their case number was. Right. She, that's why all you can, or you can just simply put, yeah, you can put in your statement above to the above matter, you know, and you put that in case, you put that both in quotation marks, and you said to, uh, you know, and but you could just say you put that in the box. Once you put that in the box, it's already on the paperwork. And you got to basically, I would suggest as well listen to some of Carl's earlier shows, and then you could write something and just write two or three sentences. You don't need a whole lot. Basically, you're just saying if there's anyone that I've done wrong, I'm willing to compensate. I'm willing to that this matter been settled, but by between you know I man. And this man, this matter been settled. And you have to say C, exhibit A, because the exhibit A is that right. letter that you right. and that man worked something out. And they don't have a case. They don't, well, I don't care what they say. Who cares? Right. I, ho- I hope this is being recorded because this is some good stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah well, I don't know whether it's recorded or not, but I'm just telling you what I've learned, what I would do if it was me. I don't know what you're going to do or what you're capable of doing. I'm just saying what I would do. No, no, And no, I no, would no, listen to Carl's earlier show. You have time. When we get off this call, start listening to Carl's earlier shows, and you'll hear a lot yeah, know, of I what I'm saying. Hours, of, 300 hours of him, and, and you made it so formulated. You know how Carl is. Like, he'll, he'll, answer, he'll, he'll say the answer in one, one sentence, but then if we start talking about it. We go off track. And then we come back, and then we go off track, and, and then, like, it's... Let's it's just, just say... Like, I'm going to do it, like, ten times. Right, but let me just say this. It's not that call Bob a lady or Mr. Stu if you didn't hear it well. 
sometimes. Right. Because no, you're, you're not yeah, yeah. used yeah. to hearing this. And yeah. I'm just saying, as for me, at first, it sounds crazy. Like somebody speaking Spanish to me or some other. I'm like, what? Yeah. You know, but as you keep listening oh, and you later. understand, oh, it's just it's like a, a piece later. of cake. Is this, is this Priscilla? I'm not Priscilla. I am Aquila. Aquila, I'm sorry. That's who I meant. I didn't get. I didn't get your name. You didn't even introduce it. yourself, dear. You didn't introduce yourself. I did earlier, but this is Aquila. I'm yeah. a woman. Yeah. Yeah. You sound like a woman, Aquila. Uh, but Aquila, you're you're well, you're you're right. You're you're absolutely right because it's just like learning to play the piano. When you first sit down, you're all over the place. A year later, you're hitting some keys and playing some music. Yeah, that's, right. not, that's so, not what happens with anything you're really going to do. If you, you're not, you, you know, you don't know what you're doing. Or yeah, you it's what you into. hear. Your ear got to get tuned into that and your knowledge and your, your thoughts in your head and your heart. Basically, it's like I'll, I'll share it this many times and I'll say it again, um, how I can maybe help someone. It's just like if you, being that you are a man, if you saw a woman that you like, and you see, she look at you, and she like you. You guys don't have to speak. You can feel it. You can understand each other's language without speaking. Even you can say one or two words. It's like you guys understand each other because it's in your heart. When you in under, when you want, yes, when you want to do right, when you want to get right, you know, even if you don't understand, when you hear truth, it rings clear. This is what happened for me with Carl. Mm. And thank God for the background of being in church and knowing the Bible in my life, this helps me a whole lot. And that's what you you can't get around this. I don't care. No matter what anyone say, you have to have God in your life. If you don't, you're not going to understand this. It's not going to help you to some degree, yeah, maybe, but at the end of the day, it comes. Carl speaks of this many times. He had to settle with God. God gave him his knowledge. If it wasn't for God, Carl wouldn't be who he is today. And he says it many times. It comes from God. So you have to be in honor. You have to have a relationship with God. So that uh, that's my two cents, and hopefully that helps. And I'll, I'll suggest you continue to listen to Carl because I do. The more I listen, I get something out of it. I get even better. Wow, even other thoughts I can sit down, and, and it really helps me. I'm, you know, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, like on one of the, the old episodes with Carl and, and um, Dean Clifford, they were talking about how, um, Dean had to get dumbed down, and that's how most of us has to do it, because we were uh, brainwashed to, you know, uh, uh, talk the way they want us to talk. Yeah, so, we were conditioned. We were conditioned. We were conditioned. You're right. And and our head is like a pickle in a barrel. We've been tickled. Yeah, exactly. And I was about ninety eight percent tickled because I'm an older guy. I'll be I'll be sixty five. So when I start listening, that's not a problem. I know it's not, but it's easier. You know how how long it takes a child to learn a language? Is it, when he's three, he's speaking. That's how long it takes people to get conditioned to the world and stage that was set around them. When you're a child, in a, several years, this is why the state wants to get your children at an early age because the children just just mold. They just like putty in the state's hands. They just take on the values and everything, and they start mimicking everything. That's why they speak language in three years, and every, everything around them, Bingo. the environment, everything is natural to them, Then they fit right in. Well, when they're that young, they really, really don't know 
any different. So whatever there's they're, no, lo- I mean, no they're defense. teaching them. There's no, there's no filter. There's no defense. Exactly. There's no resistance. There's no resistance. They just exactly. swallow everything. They're children. They just accept everything as true, and they. Just, well, I mean, they, why would they not? No, you criti- know, there's doubt. no critical thinking. There's no critical thinking. That's right. right. That is a yeah. good way to look at it. But yeah, that's how they do it. They want to try and get you as young as possible, so you don't have no defenses up. They can just pound you into it, and you'll believe whatever they tell you, and that's how you'll live your life. Well, like, they break print out the books. They print the books that shape our mind. They control the mm-hmm. media. They control the. They control everything. The United States. Mm-hmm. Who's they? Congress. Yes, they are. Yeah, not the fifty states. The United States. Right. Uh, the ones that are know. trying to control everybody. Well, yeah, yeah. They've turned us into commercial entities, and uh, that's how they can tax us because, uh, because see, the man is not a taxpayer. Mm-hmm. But the, person, the person can be. The man is not taxable, but the person is. Right. And they want nobody to believe they, they, when they call, when they say person, Oh, that's me. Little portion nope. of people say, no, or it's you. not me. Or you. Like what was on my the summons that came to me from the court. It just yes. said, you, you will appear, okay? Now, Colin would say, who is this you? Yeah, who's the you and who are they yeah. or who are we? Yeah, who are who us? us? Yeah. So, um, but it's great learning uh, a, a different way to look at the world, and because the because the courts, because the legal society does control the courts and banking, because the crown does control that, it's good to be able to uh, know that there's not just chess being played, but we can learn another game. We can play backgammon while they're playing chess, or we can play baseball while they're playing basketball, and we don't have to understand that. And Carl's philosophy, his his his, uh, his belief, is uh, I think it, it is so different and hard for the common person to grasp because I have shared ideas, Carl's ideas, with a, with a number of people, and they none of them got it. It was like wood on a duck's back. Right. It's so amazing how they just don't want nothing to do with it, and that's okay. Yeah. But hey, we we got our eyes open now. Once we once we got in, uh, even came across Carl. If we listened to him one time. I mean, he makes it so simple. It's easy to to understand, and then just go from there. And then you'll get little by little until you know what's really going on. Because I was blind for forty five years, forty eight years, <laughs> but now I see how the real world works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's to kind know. of sad because I wish I had learned it long before now. I don't have oh. many, many more, many more times around the sun, and I want to learn and pass this on to my kids or the generation, the next generation, to where they're not into being a slave for life. Yeah, knowing knowing how to keep your jurisdiction mm-hmm. as a man. 
and not hurting your brother because to think about it, if you live as a man and everyone lives as a man or a woman, they are never compromising their status by injuring their fellow man in any way so they can't be held accountable for damages because they have, they're standing as a man and a man has rights and they haven't hurt anybody so no one can get jurisdiction over them until they cause damage or trespass. Yeah, but they still try and do it because power and money, I mean, is like they an addiction try. to drugs, they alcohol, gambling, anything. They can like try. That. They can try. But yeah. you hold the other man or woman accountable if they trespass. You, you give them notice. You hold them accountable. Hey, Joe, I'm, going to, I'm just giving in, putting you on notice. You, you trespass or you interfere with my rights, so I'm going to hold you accountable. Yeah, but some people, when they, when you, if you say that to them and they don't understand it, they'll be like, they'll blow it off. You know, I mean, if they understand it, they'd be like, they won't even be in that position in the first place because they that's know not, they that's, don't that's harm not their, man. That's not, your, that's, not, that's not our problem. If they stomp on your toe, you, right. you got their name. you got their name. Hey, my toe's broken. Yeah. Here's a bill for $100. I had to yeah. get a, a cast on my foot, you know. Right. Who's going to dispute that? Exactly. But, you, but, you, but see, then the record is you told him, you put him on notice. You interfere with my rights. You trespass on my property. You trespass against my person and my property. I'm going to hold you liable. Yeah, that fair warning is a uh, that's all a good stamp on it to at least wake them up or give them notice. Hey, look, you're doing wrong. Next they're time, dealing, they're dealing with an unusual individual who understands something foreign to them. And this guy has some power. He knows his rights. If you don't assert your rights, you have none. Right. Oh, and, yeah, you got to insert them because they're not just going to give them to you willy-nilly. They're yours. They're mm-hmm. unalienable. God-given. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe wholeheartedly in what Carl's, you know, telling us. Uh I, I love Big Carl. I mean, it's, uh, I've learned so much. He's helped. He's helped me. I just listen, I listen to him when I can. Once in a while, I get time, and I do. I wish I could listen to him like you guys do. Oh yeah, I've, I've been listening to him for about eight, nine months, and and I mean, I got the the you know the mm-hmm. main you got portion of it, but I need to you know get it the little steps to like when I can go into court, I know what I'm doing. I'm just not winging it. You know, I don't want to just go in and wing it because I might jeopardize myself being liable for something I did or I didn't do. Yeah, see, it's got to be second nature. It's got to be exactly. Your words have to come out and they've got to flow and they have to feel the authority behind the words. Yeah, that's why Carl does so good because it, it, it like flows off his tongue like it's nothing. Yep, yep. He's a natural and he's got it. He's got it nailed down. Oh yeah. And we're just, we're just, we're just, you know, we're just, we're just walking onto the stage and we're learning an act and we don't take time, you know. Oh yeah, he's the director and and we're the 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 actors, but <laughs> you know we know there's something there. We just got to find the pieces. That script has got to come second nature to us. You know, we've got to be able to become the actor and become the part and play it. You know, it's. it's are, y- are y'all reading off a script or something? Well, when you have when you make a movie, you got to have a script to at least uh, you know understand where they're going with it. 
No, I get what you're saying. Are you agreeing with what I'm saying? Yes, yes. You're yes. reading off a script. <laughs> well, you're not going to read anything. I mean, but when when you're when you're given a part in a play, you've got to you can't have that writing in front of you when you're on stage. When you right, see right. your final life, act, life, life, life is but a but a stage, and you know, we are all actors. Yeah, that's yeah, why when I, you watch the movie Gladiator, you see uh, those actors. I mean, you you believe what you're seeing because it's so real to you. And that's the way you'll be once you learn this stuff second nature. You're just gonna if people are gonna believe what they see when they hear you. It's gonna have an impact on them. Oh no, it's, I don't think I don't. I, well, I I have to disagree with you there because okay. um, Carl says that it's some lady from some farm that's not you know up to date in society, ninety four years old lady, and she comes to court and says, "What is this ticket? On whose land? This is my land for the last." Thousand generations. What are you talking about? I don't understand you. I'm an idiot. I don't. I don't get what you're talking about. And and then she she's gonna win because right. she's an idiot. Who's that? That's right. No, right. I was referring. So, I was referring. I was referring to when you're in front of the authorities, in front of the judge, they're gonna believe you when you speak, and they're gonna know you have authority, and they're gonna honor that. They're not gonna be able to knock you off your rock. You're gonna you're gonna keep your status as a man. And you're gonna stand. Because right. Well, we'll you, wonder, you, you believe and know it. You know what you know what you know, and you know that you know it. And they they feel it. The belief you're trying to say is that the people that have been programmed with the words, they're gonna to try to knock you off your standing by challenging your words as a man. Would you really believe what you're saying? Because like, aren't you a citizen? Aren't you a you? Would you like a glass of water? Are you going to take, you know, are you going to be sturdy for the other partner that we own? And, and then they're going to try to knock you off of your jurisdiction as a man, but then there's some be, old lady. But you shouldn't be talking until you establish your court. Right, right. But what I'm saying is Carl talked about the old lady coming to court and saying, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and I'm an, you know, like, what does this mean? I don't have any idea what you're saying. I don't know the words I'm talking about. And he, yeah, and he she, says she's that, not confident. She's not confident, and they can't do anything to it. Right, right. So, but she's still speaking. Yeah, she claims to be an idiot. She, she doesn't understand legalese, and yeah, she, uh, she's she's viva voting. She's viva voting in in court or at their court. But whereas, like, you know, I don't know if you you read up on that case, last case where the guy actually spoke this uh, um, a dead language. And they couldn't prosecute him, and I get it. I understand what Carl's saying, um, but but what I'm saying, what I'm trying to, the point is back to what we're trying to talk about now. You go to court, you don't want to speak, but but then, why well, wouldn't you just act like the old lady? Right. That, that, yeah, I was wondering the same thing about that. Carl always says put it on paper, but yet that lady could walk in there and say I'm an idiot because she didn't realize, you know, that she had to put it in paper. She figured she could just talk. And they say, you know, they seen, hey, she maybe she is an idiot, so you know, she's not in our society. Oh, well, that, that's what. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, so, uh, and I believe right now Carl's listening to this call, so um, it's, it's a kind of a beta thing, and it's like a test run thing. So, um, and I, I would do the same thing. I, I mean, that's genius. I would, I would actually do the same thing and not get on the call and just see what, let it go and see what people start talking about, see how much they learn and. and actually comprehend what I'm talking about. So, I, I mean, 
I, I believe he's listening right now. So, just, yeah, just, what I need to uh, understand is he tells you know I I believe he says, um, when he's prosecuting, he can talk, he can talk to the man or the woman, not the magistrate, or if it's their case, he can't talk except for on paper. Right. And directly to the magistrate or the judge. Right, right, because the magistrate is only the witness, and the, and the court, the court clerk is the the the, the second witness. Okay. Like the Bible says, you know what I mean. The brother, the Bible says, if right. you're against your brother, go to the right. go in private and tell him. If he still doesn't listen to you, bring a friend, which is the first witness. If right. he still doesn't listen to you, bring the church, which is the third witness. Is a <laughs> notice of default kind of situation. So and, what he's really saying is the third party. Impartial witness would be the judge, magistrate, and the court clerk is what what really he's saying, right? In that situation, yes. In, in, okay, in the, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, I understand now. Okay, yeah, but, yeah, but see, not, I don't want to just like, go into court and just you know do the wrong thing, get thrown in jail, and you know, I mean, what what, no, what I'm saying is, if I go shoot somebody, there's no third party impartial witness, right? I mean, you can get away well, with unless that. Unless somebody that, was like uh, on a corner and seen you. Because whatever you you plant your seed with, seven folds come back to you. So right. I'm saying go do that stuff. You know what I mean? And I, I believe that God has his own justice system built into the laws of nature. Right. <laughs> it doesn't deal with man. That's right. why you, that's, that's why I believe in Carl when Carl says, you can't put the, the only bread maker into prison. Right. How would you get bread made, you know? It's like, yeah. that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's a good way to look at it, though, because, I mean, if you look at it, you put the only only man that, you know, does uh, builds houses. How is everybody going to live? You know, how are they going to get out of the right. rain and storms? And, yeah, the people's house is going to fall down because, like, oh, I believe it's like this, but the guy's in jail, so we can't talk to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I know, yeah. But, you know, it, they're it, only it, there to make money. That's all they care about is putting their no, money in their pockets. They, they create a new bond when a person goes to prison. If, if, like when every time I spent three days in jail, they made like three or four million dollars, and then if I, if they put me in jail, they create a separate bond, in which they sell you know statewide for like millions of dollars, nationwide for billions of dollars, and then international goes to trillions of dollars for a bond, and it's ridiculous. I mean like it's federal prison. You get you get plasma TVs. You get coffee makers. Right. I mean you get alarm clocks and you get three meals a day and. But then you have all these old people that are retired, and they're in these old homes, and they're they're dying from like starvation, and uh, they have bed sores, and I think right. But see, the, the 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 government or the you know whoever it is, they're not going to make money on the people in the old folks' home. They're going to make money off the people in prison. They're not worried yeah. about the people in the old folks' home. No, I mean that. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that I have any say so in that situation, or it even deals with me right now because it doesn't. Because, but but it does affect me in some aspect of living. Right. But I just think that Carl's listening. Oh, I'm sure he is. If not, he'll he'll hear it later. He but he is doing. He he is. I mean, he's helping us. And more ways than one. Oh, freaking! You, you wouldn't even believe how many ways he's helping the world. Yeah, exactly. 
The, the courts he's, don't want him to be out there telling us. That's no, for sure. No, he's bringing balance. He's, bring, he's the balance in, in the Matrix kind of thing. Right. Where, like, Neo and, and Smith, they fight. Right. And they couldn't beat each other. Well, I, that's why I see Carl. is like, he's the balance. Yep. And, and then uh, and that, that, he's giving his life for it. So that's what, that's what Neo did, too. And, and yeah, and if it wasn't for him wanting to do it on, on principles instead of making money off of it, We'd be still in the dark, dude. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even listen to him. Like Gordon Hall and all those other people right. went this route. They want all this money, like five hundred dollars for a TV went this route. I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, are you are you serious? Like, yeah, that's why. Is, I, is I mean, that, Carl, he's going to be. I mean, it's going to spread the all over the world because he's not in for the money. No, he's no, in, no, no, no. No, it already has. It already has. Mm-hmm. Just like, have you ever heard of Kent Hovind? I'm not sure. Kent Hovind, the dinosaur man that um, just Pensacola, Florida, that proved evolution is a false and all that stuff. And the Vatican oh, no, no. I, I didn't hear nothing about that. Yeah, go on YouTube, look up Kent Hovind, and right, cool. they, just his, they just dismissed his second charges. The first charges was because he pulled money out of his own bank account, which is called structuring. They put the judge put him in jail for eight years for structuring, meaning that he withdrew like less than $10,000 um, per month in whatever consent of months that equaled 10000 It didn't ha- It didn't matter what month it, how many months it took right. that it equaled 10000 Like if I took $100 out and then in 10,000 months or, or 100 months or whatever it takes me to pull out $10,000, that, yeah, I broke the structuring law. So they put what do you mean he, he was taken out of his own bank account? Yeah. <laughs> and they put him in prison for taking his own money out? Yeah. What kind it's of craziness is that? Well, the IRS just apologized this, this last year. They apologized oh, for going oh, after Oh, oh, uh, I apologize for sticking you in a cage. I'm not going to compensate you, but I'll say sorry. No, no, no. They, they apologized for structuring and going after, like, uh, you know, like churches' bank accounts and small business bank accounts that weren't right. violating the law. Wow. But structuring was all about people that were drug dealing and smuggling money and all that stuff. And they went after him, and then he actually wasn't guilty because right. he was pulling his own money out. But since it was less than 10000 every month, and then within, it, they actually didn't put a limit on how many months equal 10000 right. it means that I can pull 100 bucks out of my, my bank account every month, and then when it equal 10000 I'm guilty of structuring. It's that ridiculous. Oh, my God. I never heard nothing like that. Oh, my God. you got to look up the case. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm going to have to definitely check it out. Once you know, once we're done with this here, I'll, I'll go ahead and check it out. But, yeah, I never heard nothing about that. That's Oh, my God. It's crazy. No, that, that, that's not even the ridiculous part about it. Then they came up with new, because they took his property, his church property, and they're like, oh, well, the judge actually did this, confiscated his property through IS. Oh, no, 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 since you didn't, you didn't pay taxes on all this, which, like, he didn't have employees. He had contractors. They paid their own tax. Hmm. And they're all, you, you, didn't, you didn't pay your employee tax. We're going to take your property, which is the, the dinosaur ministry land, which proved evolution was wrong. Right. <laughs> and, and so uh, they took that. And then they put him in jail for eight years. And now, since he sent him and his friend, uh, Kent, 
Paul Hansen, which was on uh, talk show radio with Carl Lenz and, and Angela Stark, Mike um, actually called, I think it was called 152. And he was like, I've gotten like, you know, four or five judges to like to resign by sending oh, my yeah, letters Yeah, in. I remember hearing, yeah. Uh, didn't he yeah, say okay, like, so yeah, Paul four Hansen's or five now, of them? Yeah, well, Paul Hansen is now in jail with Ken Hoven. Ken Hoven, all the charges were dismissed like last month. Uh, for the second charges, after he, he actually finished the eight years, ten years actually, uh, they they recharged him with mail fraud and uh, conspiracy to commit mail fraud. And Paul Hansen, they they put conspiracy to commit mail fraud because they 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 sent a, a Lynch sentence. Lynch sentence is saying, hey, I'm going to come back to my property when I can, and I'm going to file a claim saying that this is all wrong that they sold my pro they they claim my property right. in error. And so they put him in, they, they, they put him up for another 100 years in prison. And, and Paul Hansen's still up for that right now. They haven't dismissed those charges. But Ken Hovind's been, you know, dismissed for his charges on that, that account. But he's still in jail until, like, uh, August something. And so what they're uh, doing Paul is Hansen, trying to keep him in locked up so he can't speak. Or he can't right, you know, do what he's got to do. Yeah, you got it. You got it right there. So then, more or yeah. less they're... Actually, that not that kidnapping? <laughs> Wouldn't that be kidnapping? No, because, well, it's because, I mean, you gotta, he agreed to the contract in the first place. And Paul, Ken Hoven doesn't understand what we're talking about. Okay. Paul Hansen understands, and I have already sent him 400 pages of Carl Lentz's websites and cool. his documents and all that stuff. So, I mean, he has more than enough to learn from. Um, and then he, the last letter he sent, I actually corrected that Ken Hoven had, which was using he was using the two different jurisdictions, the man jurisdiction and like the code and stuff. And I was like, no, 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 this, no, you can't use that. It's like three sentences. You can't be like, no, no, no. And I, I sent that to the people that were helping him, and which is on the UC page, which is a uh, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, so 1776, Auburn 1776 or something like that, or Freedom 1776. But if you look up Ken Tobin, you'll, I mean, you'll find him, the guy. That's All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely um, check that out because I definitely want to see what yeah, that's his, about. Yeah, his name's Rudy Davis, that guy that's helping him out. All right. And uh, he's already up to like probably $7,000 in phone calls just talking with Ken Tobin Paul Hansen on the phone. That's ridiculous, wow. but... Yeah, yeah, but uh, there's been thousands of thousands of thousands of lives, and now, now get this, now it's like we actually the web page, like at the YouTube page. Yeah. Rudy Davis is getting calls from all over Africa, Australia, Europe, um, Russia, uh, Canada, South America, and United States. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, this thing is like the. the <laughs> so are they all calling, wanting to help them, or? Yeah, I know they're like, "What can we do to help? Like, what, what, what the hell is this judge doing?" Because right. before they dismiss the charges, like, are you freaking kidding me? Take his own yeah. money out of his own bank account? Yeah, that's that's exactly what I my chin dropped to the floor. I, I you know, that's crazy. It's called structuring, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And then they, the IRS actually sent him a letter apologizing for. For uh, structuring, but they didn't. They didn't dismiss, you know, the the prison or anything. They didn't pay for damage. 
It's ridiculous. Wow. I mean, yeah, it, 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 if you start looking into it, you're like, holy cow, if they do this to him, they could do this to me. And it's yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I think that, uh, you know, it's what I try and tell my wife, too. If they can do it to him, they can do it to you. I don't trust yeah. them at all. That's why I now, want to try and learn as much as I can. You know, the only problem is, is like, uh, you know, if I to teach them Carl's way, like get home right away, like two days, ten minutes. Right. That that because his wife, they 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 came in like he's like sixty five right now, and his wife, you know, and they came in the middle of the night with guns and drawn and and uh, I mean it's like ridiculous, but but like Carl did with people in Canada. He spent 10 days trying to train them, which took 10 minutes to get their kids back. <laughs> right. But because he had to treat them like a, the judge could treat them to try to knock them off their status or manhood, right? Right. And I, I was talking to Carl about this personally because I, I wanted him to help them, but then I was like, uh, you know, well, his wife couldn't couldn't handle this. She should probably die. <laughs> and wow. I mean, she was like 70 years old, you know what I mean? Um, so it, it's like this catch twenty two when we're God in control always, but but actually more people come to Christ actually through this, and then now he's he's getting out and the the charges are dismissed. So, but then Paul Hansen's still in jail, so that's that's another story. Yeah, but he's spending uh, that time in jail. He uh he can get compensation for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he, yeah, I mean, if he does it right. Yeah, if he can but do it the right he, way. Yeah, well, he he he's been indoctrinated by the system way. Right. And Carl's way is like it's like uh, we look at it, we're like, oh crap. Okay, well, it's this simple, but then, well, doesn't their code say this? I can't do that. Yeah. And then you you can't talk in court, and then so it's like I I see in Paul Hansen's eyes is like when I listened to the call when he had, was on you know, Angela Stark's show, like this kind of a. Uh, I, I felt this because he was like, "I want to learn your way, Carl," and and uh, he, you know, like I like I would say, I want to learn Carl's way, but it's not really about learning Carl's way; it's about learning it's right, you know. Yeah, yeah. I could be wrong, and I think I'm right, and then your wife's always right because then she always picks the restaurant, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll say, uh, she's like, she says, your wife says to you, hey, where do you want to go eat? Oh, let's go to McDonald's. Nah, I don't want to go to McDonald's. Yeah. Oh, where do you want to go? Well, I don't know. Where, where do you want to go? Okay, let's go to Taco Bell. Nah, I don't want to go to Taco Bell. Well, let's go to Johnny Trino's. Nah, I don't want to. Where? What? What are you telling me where to go? I'm asking me. Like, where do you want to go? Yeah, I, I get that. That is good. Well, your wife is not always. Let me butt in here a bit. This is Aquila again. Your wife is not always right. Right is the opposite of left. Your wife is just correct. Get it straight now. Good. good. Hey, tighten us up. Tighten us up. (laughs) (laughs) That is so true. Because it's right is always correct. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, the wife will like that. Well, (laughs) there you go. Uh, Carl is laughing right now. I wish you'd be on the phone. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but he, don't 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 these shows usually go pretty long? He'll end up being around eight, nine, ten o'clock tonight. He might end up logging on. Oh, I know, I know. 
I'll tell you what, keep wishing for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, keep wishing for it. We're going to get it. Yeah, and you if you really want him to come on, as you said. No, no, no. You, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. He called me at 10 o'clock this morning, the start of the show. He called me. I got you. But if you want call to actually speak again, and as you say, you want him to, and you're really serious about it, why don't his fellow man conversate him, including I? Conversate him. Compensate. And then you'll hear more of him. That's oh, no. I, 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 I send him $50 every month. I, I, that's my goal. That's right. cool. That's cool. I mean, no, you do no. what you can. I'm not. You can't do what I can. I can't do what you can, but do something. Right. And that, no, is, that including myself. <laughs> so I'm saying I'm just going to put this rug in. Everybody should donate. Because, oh, you know, yeah, he's, no. spending his time, no. he's spending his time to help us for something he learned. He could be doing something else. He could be making millions of dollars perhaps on this, but that's Amen. not him. Amen. He's trying to help the, the what we would say, the misfortune, <laughs> which is all of us. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. we're getting like, back we where we need more to be. If we didn't listen to Carl, so we might as well give Carl some of the benefit. Right, you giving to lawyers, you giving to this charity. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. No, both. I mean, and do as you can. You know, as you can, as you can. You know, we all can't do the same. We all, but you can or make other offers. It don't have to be the green no, dollars, whatever. It could be other things you could do. She gave a penny in the Bible. She gave. And she gave more than everybody else. What was she that? Gave all she I said she gave a penny, but she gave more because she gave all she had. Well, it actually say a pence. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know my Bible. I'm not Dang. saying I know everything, but I know a lot. <laughs> but that was all she had, so that's why it was more. And yes. it was from her heart. And it also it was from her heart. You know, the rest of them, oh, I'll just give this. Oh, I can get more. I can do this. No, it's not about that. It's doing it the right way. Right. You know, when you give a gift, give it correct. And when you do that, you'll come out better. And that's just simple as it gets. Like you just give me, oh, it's my wife's birthday. I forgot. Oh, oh, is she going to holler at me at the last minute? Boom, I'm going to just get her something. You didn't even put any thought. You didn't think, come on. And then you expect it'll go well with you at home. She ain't going to know. You think she don't when she do? Come on now. She right. been with you love, a while. She love, should know. Time is your love language. Time is your love language. Oh, boy, do I have it. <laughs> but it's for someone else, whoever God bless me with. But it's not for others. When the time uh, happens, I'm not ready right now. In my, I'm learning about this. I have, you know, my house issues, other issues. So, and I want to be the best I can be for someone else. And I want, I have a lot to offer as I am. But as I said, I would like to learn more as far as the law and other issues about God. And I want to have a lot to bring because I got a lot of ideas. You know, Steve Harvey wrote a book, but a lot of the plays he do, I already have. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Hello. It keeps cutting off on me, too. I mean, hopefully it's not going to. My battery's okay. running down or something. Oh, okay. We just plug it in. That's what yeah, I do yeah. now, too. Yeah, actually, I, you know, if it does go off, then I'll just talk on the chat. But I'm going to hang as long as I can until the batteries die. 
Sounds good. But I'm always up for learning. You can always learn something new every day. Amen. And I'm with that as well. You know, I don't know it all, and no one will, but what I do know, I know it well. And thank God for that. And it's all him that's helping me. I sleep well at night if I learn one thing a day. Okay. If that's you. Yeah. I mean, if I can learn one thing a day, hey, I'm doing good. Amen. Amen to that. For sure. <clears throat> Where are you located? I'm in Salem, Virginia. Excuse me? I'm in Salem, Virginia. you in Virginia. What part of Virginia again? Salem, near Roanoke. Oh, okay. You're yeah, not I'm too like, far. You're, yeah, you're I'm like down 81 a little bit. Yeah, you're not far from me. Yeah, where you know are you at? Story, right? You know the story about Roanoke? What about I it? don't. You know the story about Roanoke? I, I do not. Oh, yeah, I did a bunch of... Uh, my friend, she's like, she's like the, the, the head chief of the Cherokee Nation, and uh, she was trying to help... Um, I forgot the name. Another tribal nation that was started through the Roanoke tribe, which was the lost tribe when they sailed over the United States, and they made this colony. But then when they they uh, they sent off for more supplies back to England, and they came back. This is before Columbus. That they came back and they found the island, but then it said Roanoke, and then um, uh, they knew the Indians which were, there were the Roanoke Indians and that were close by. And obviously they came, well, I'm not saying obviously, but I'm saying that they, they believe that they, they went and made it with them and they created this Indian nation, which then what came the, the tribal nation, which the federal government doesn't want to give them benefits like the Cherokee Nation. Ah, oh, man, what's their name? I forget. Which my friend, uh, Sandra, um, um, uh, Sandra Bullock, she uh, she's actually head of a, the Cherokee Nation. Is she the chief? Uh, she, yeah. Well, her father was a chief, and then and then her her brother died, and then so I I'm not sure if she's the chief or, but I mean she still signs treaties with like the Queen okay, Elizabeth. Okay, so she's probably in charge. I like to meet her. You still talk to her? I can give you her number. I, I can give you her number right now. No, don't do it on the air. <laughs> well, I don't oh, care. Yeah, I rather just email me. No, email. Are you email. on Skype? Wait a minute. Are you on Skype? Yeah, under Numa. N e u m a. Okay, you can just look me up. It's a killer. You'll see me only already. So send me uh, a friend request, something like that. I just just email. What was that? Just email me to my email address, jeremynewman03. Wait, wait a minute. Let me write that down. Okay. Just give me a second or two. And your name is Jeremy? J E R E M Y. Newman. Okay. It's J E R. J E R E M Y. E M Y, okay. Newman, N E W M A N. Okay. Zero three. Yes. 
at gmail.com. Okay, I'll send you something. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'll pick up on what you're saying, so. Uh, <laughs> just... <laughs> I'll send you something soon enough. Don't worry about it. Okay, we'll, okay. And that way, if you and Ron have maybe we can meet, you know, so you're not too far from me, so. I'm like well, 15 live, minutes from West Virginia, so. Well, I live in San Antonio, Texas. Not, oh, that's you. I'll talk about the other guy. Yeah, this is Jerry. I'm a, I'm the jankster. You're the one <laughs> in Roanoke. <laughs> yeah, I'm the one in, in Salem near Roanoke, right next to Roanoke. No, no, no. Well, she had me. She had me. Sandra had me do research on Roanoke Island, and all the way back to the the 14th century, actually, and that to prove uh, the treaties um, that preexisted for this tribe, um, which we're going to, you know, set her up for life, but through some very powerful families. And, um, okay. but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did a bunch of research on the Roanoke Islands and, and the tribes and trees and how the French were there and, and before. Okay. And, you know, Columbus is bull, bull crap. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I've downloaded the treaties between the United States, England, and the king, uh, and the French government, and uh, was it the Italians also? I, I can't remember. Um, and then that's what they, they kind of settled, like, Canada. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but the Roanoke Island, kind of where, like, it started... Because it was the missing Roanoke people when the, when the ships came back, and then there was just a, a, a letter on a tree that said the Roanokes, and uh, it was actually the tribes that that created a nation before the Cherokees, actually, um, which w- was the whole ordeal with being being um, recognized by the federal government, and uh, which means a lot of money, kind of thing, but. Um, I can I can I can introduce you to her and and she would be more than willing to actually talk to you. Uh, no problem. There's no issues. So she okay. You're located in Texas, right? San Antonio, Texas, and she her her name Sandra is actually not her real name because she was in the military. I got and, you. Uh, her real okay. Well, well her real name. Very few know her real name. It's okay. okay cool. I might pass through Texas, so I'll look you up because I'm gonna be doing some traveling soon. Um, I'm on my way probably to California soon enough. I'll, I'll let you know when, and I could probably stop because my dad is originally from Texas. He was out in Apple Spring or Lufkin. Uh-huh. I'm not sure if you know that area. I went there when I was in '99. I went and I went when I was 10. Also, was I have a family in Texas as well, so yeah, all she's also Texas. De- she's also a descendant of the Pratt family, like the Pratt oil fields. Okay. Okay, and um, they they kind of uh, did some malicious okay. stuff, you know. But but then I mean, she's been before the Queen and of England and done you know ceremonies and and actually also she's. She's uh, uh, not an offspring, but she's a, a adopted offspring of the um, uh, Scotland heirs. Mm. But I you know your history, where, where Scotland uh, married into England, 
and then England came to authority because they were always at war because one was battling each other, the McFarlands. Um, so I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm just basically saying, you know, when you email me later, I'll, I'll hook you with the number, but I'm trying to give you a history on her. That would be good. I'd like to talk to you, you know, when when we get when I uh, email you back, and then we'll talk about it. She called, what she I called have in mind. Yeah, I don't mind saying this on air. She told me, she said, she said he, she says Elizabeth was a bitch. <laughs> she says, well, hey, to, that's how beliefs, that's, that's, hey, that's what she believes. No, 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 I get, I get <laughs> what you're saying, but the, the story you haven't heard uh, that she told me, and then, and, but what I'm trying to say is that this woman, um, which worked for the CIA, and her husband worked for the FBI, um, but also, you know, was involved in political stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, that's cool. Just email me, and uh, I'll, I'll, under, I'll pick out what's real and not real. Um, All right. And then I'll send her, and then, and she's really cool. I mean, that's actually kind of okay. like her. Well, you should, I did you tell her about Common Law, about Call? I mean, that would be her start, to get, you know, uh, well, so she can learn about her. Well, well, no, no, I mean, she's real down to earth, and, uh, and, uh, I mean, she doesn't worry about government agencies or anything like that or code or mm-hmm. statute because she follows the law. But okay. she's selling some wolves, like fear about wolves, if anybody's interested. It is what it is. It is what it is, usually. So. I know, but she's Indian. So. All right. That's cool. But, yeah, email me later, and then uh, I can I can connect you with her. Um, on my show. And y'all can do whatever. <laughs> That's y'all business. <laughs> there you go. It happens. No, but if I pass through, I was going to stop by and see Larry as well. Depends when Where's I pass. Larry? What? Where's Larry live? In Texas. Oh, really? He does? Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. I was talking to him earlier. When you get on the show, you can ask him where. Maybe you guys can meet. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, I live in San Antonio, Texas. So. That's no problem. You know, I mean, you have to ask where he lives. When he gets on, you can ask him. And maybe he'd be willing to, you know, meet with you. Yeah. So how how did you first learn about, you know, Carl and all this stuff? Um, it was over a year ago. I mean, through a friend, I was... Well, basically, I started out with the Moors learning that there was something wrong. So I was like, they were my ABC, the first elementary school. Unfortunately, a lot of the stuff that they teach, you know, which is the League of Ease way, I did it. But it never succeeded the job, which I intend, what I started out with, basically. And I was listening to a, a couple other Rod Bell class. I even was with Divine Providence. I listen to them, and many others, many others, many others. And, you know, I would take something from that, take something from that, you know. And But uh, even Dan Clifford I listened to at one point. Um, but as I said, it never really completed the job. And I even had others to help me on different cases I was working on, especially with my house. It was still in the legal ease process. It didn't go through. And that's a long story by itself. But, however, a friend of mine told me, her name is Jackie. She said, well, you should listen to Carl. You know, he talk about God a lot. I know he cursed a little bit, but 
Chloe, when you listen to him, you're going to be jumping up, screaming, and you're just going to be overjoyed. She told me. And I, and I said, okay, well, thank you. And that day she told me, it's like, you know, I was going to listen to it. I, you know, it's like I couldn't shake it. You know how something on your mind you're trying to do, you say, I'll do it later. But it's, it, like, stuck with me for some reason. Why, I don't know. I had never heard call, never know. And she was telling me they took his kid and how he got it back. She was like, you really need to listen to him. So she gave me the information. So I'm passing so I said, look, let me just sit down. I'm going to do it. Well, the Lord told me this morning before I woke up, he woke me up at 2.30 a.m. this morning. And this is well, well, I know we're on the call, but this was when you and me, you know, we're on the call. Okay. Uh, at 2.30 this morning, he woke me up and he said, he okay. said, you have Psalms 1-3. And I was like, what? And then I, I tried to fall back to sleep, and he woke me up again, like 2.40. He said, I said, Psalms 1-3, and I was like, I'm trying to sleep here. <laughs> I was literally having this argument, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then and I was like, and then after that, I was so, he's like, and I, I just couldn't fall asleep. And all I could do was, like, repeat with Psalms 1-3. And so then finally, 3.30 comes around. I'm still awake, and I'm trying to fall asleep. I said, fine. And so I go to the bathroom, and I put my glasses on. I go, I go over to the Bible on the couch in the den, and I say, and I look at the Bible, I look at the Bible, I have my phone, I'm putting it on there, so I wake my wife up, and and, and then <laughs> I look at it, and it, it says, uh, they that that meditate on my on the law, um, those that whatever they shall do shall prosper. That meditate on the law, right? And I was thinking mm-hmm. to myself. I've not been. I've, that's all I've been doing is meditating on law. What is the law? And and, and really, you you got to like find that for yourself. You know what's truth, what's what's right and wrong. What is mm-hmm. the law? Not statutes or you know dumb crap like that. But what is the law? Yeah, but it, but the law is what you make it. It's like it's like uh, okay. I asked uh, Lord, teach me to save money, or Lord, I want to make a million dollars. I want to make twenty five thousand dollars in two and a half weeks, or. Or you know, I I want to uh, I want to learn this. Well, then then what happens to you? Is it not law that that God puts you in a situation that you don't like? But then the outcome is what you asked for and you learned it. Is that, <laughs> is that not law? And I, no, I want God's to... will. I in me, I believe the Lord to be God's His way, His way He intended for man. You know, his will, that's God's law. And a lot of the words is written in the Bible, as you say. And the law, even the law call speaks of it, we all speak of it in the Bible. So just sure. hopefully wait, everybody wait, 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 gets wait, to it. Wait, 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 wait. What I can say to that is that Jesus walked on water. The Admiralty Maritime Jurisdiction is the law of the sea. The, the vessel held the disciples and it. Peter got out of the boat started thinking when he looked away from, from Jesus, which was denouncing himself above the law, which was the Amherst Maritime jurisdiction on the law of the sea, which was the law of the sea. And then in, and in the New Testament, it says, if a man eats meat and he believes it's a sin, then to him is a sin. And then those that believe, that believe eating pork is not to him is not a sin. So, okay, all right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll sleep it this way, okay? Man's belief, okay, if he believes eating meat is a sin, and God judges him to his belief. So, but it's written. See, just let me break in here a bit because you brought up a bit stuff here. Psalms first chapter two, three. 
They say I read it. I have it in front of me. But however, what I'm saying, the law of God. Yeah, when you break the law, that is a sin. Okay, now you ask me all the laws that you say about eating meat. Well, I, I'm going to say this. This is what I believe. This is what I believe. If you right, want to what... measure whether you're doing God's law or not, if your life don't measure with the Bible up to it, then you're wrong. I don't care who you are. That's what I believe. And if you want to know God's law, is written there. So man could be what Alice Cruz said. I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. I, I, I don't understand it. And the only way right. you can understand the Bible is ask God. He said, if any man that gives me knowledge, you can ask directly God. You don't have to ask your pastor, your sister, your brother. You know, you can ask directly God. He will show you. That's what right. I believe. That's all I can say. Now, that's my two cents in the matter. That's what I believe. And that's what now, I thought. Now, now, now. Yeah, wait, wait. What you're reading, though, what what goes down to what Carl says, which makes so much sense to me, is that, okay, so what does the word sin mean? Okay, for instance, if Jesus said, Jesus said if a tree does not produce fruit, then it's sinning. He cuts down it and throws it in the fire. So that's considered sin, right? If it didn't produce fruit, then it multiplies. If, like, what you plant doesn't multiply, But do you understand what he's talking about fruit? What if, you know, you bear good fruit? Like Carl, he bear good fruit. Because he told us the truth, and through that truth we grew. It's like you plant the seeds, he plant the seeds. That's what Carl was doing. He planted the seeds, and then it brought good fruit. So it brought a lot of us learning about this law and trying to help others. That's the fruit he bears. You have to understand. So bad, is, is that a bad okay. seed produces bad fruit, and it produces, multiplies. Well, bad fruit, yeah, you can get bad fruit as well, but somebody's going to try to use this to benefit themselves, charge a lot of people money, uh, and don't have to, you know, you never that's know that's who you get. But they no. don't prosper. The, the thing of the matter, they don't prosper. When you go along, you'll never prosper. That believe eating meat, the fruit of eating, the eating the fruit of meat is bad, it's a sin to them, but those to eating the fruit of But they meat, God say that. They, they said that. But see, that's the well, point. Paul, the people Paul, Paul. Paul. No, what? I, I, I get what you're saying. Paul, what, what he said was, though, you know, because remember when he said pork to those that believe eating pork is a sin, God judges right, them. They, do. they believe that. A lot of you believe that. Some people are not going to judge them as a sin because they don't believe eating pork is a sin because God judges them to their heart, not the outward appearance, right? Yeah, but see, I'm this is the whole matter. You're right, but listen, all I'm simply saying is this. People believe eating meat is wrong. People, some people believe it's right to eat it. But what does the Bible say? What God's Word say about it? That's all I care about. I don't care what this one say, this one believe, who said what. I believe what the Bible say. That's me. To bring everything together to Carl, to, to bring all the, everything to Carl, makes uh-huh. sense, is that there's only, and Jesus said it too, and he said, okay. this, they came, what, what is the greatest commandment? He said, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, mind, and body, and thy neighbors thyself. Carl says the same thing. Because eating meat has nothing to do with loving the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, body, and thy neighbor as thyself. Because when you love thy neighbor as thyself, if he believes eating pork is a sin, you're not going to trespass on his property and cause him harm. Right. By eating right. 
That's right, true. Right. I mean, that, I got so, that. It's like, let's say, okay. I, basically, basically, if you said pork was wrong to eat. And I won't not, you know, we are friends. I'm, you're my neighbor. I'm going to treat you right. Well, I want to, if, I, if it offends you that you saw me eating meat, then I won't eat it in front of you. I'll respect you. and I won't even bring it in your house. If I came to visit you, I'm not going to bring it in your house. But like, that's not going to stop me from eating it. I'll eat it in my house or away from you. That's all yeah, I would do yeah. to keep the peace. But that yeah. doesn't mean I'm going to stop eating it. <laughs> you know, that's all. I think it's different. But anyway, getting back to Paul, getting back to how you said. No, 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 no. Like, I, I, wish, I, wish, I, wish, I wish that I could teach this in my church. I go to Pastor Hagee's church. I don't know if you know John Hagee. The only way you're going to teach is God give you the knowledge. Just like God no, gave yeah, Paul no, that knowledge. He gives you the platform, you know, he gives you the platform first. Aquila, can I interrupt? I need Go some right help. Ahead. Go right ahead. This is John Farinacci in Los Angeles. I have a, okay. I have a great deal of respect for Carl. It's amazing. I'm 66, and That's I'm just no a, problem. <laughs> Age is no problem. Go ahead. Okay, and this is going to probably sound small to a lot of you, but I I feel that it's important and it's and and believe me, I can see where wonderful things can happen, but here's the situation. I got a parking ticket. I left my car out on the street overnight and I got a ticket. And I um I I took the ticket and I wrote to Alhambra City and I asked them uh, what law that they were using, and could they please give me the name of uh, a man or woman that I could talk with? So I got a letter back from, uh, I believe her name's Wendy, the finance officer, uh, saying. I'm going to need you to repeat that. I just got dropped off the call, and I called back in. I'm going to need you to repeat that. Okay, so I. Um, I got the ticket. I wrote back to them asking if there were a man or a woman that I could discuss this because I wanted to pay all my debts. And I got a letter back from the finance officer for the city. And so I took that letter and wrote a letter and said, um, do you believe uh, that, that I owe this debt uh, is this debt true? Is this debt overdue? And uh, I got, instead of a response from her, I got another form letter from the city saying that the $53 fine has now gone up to 100 and something dollars and that it's going to go to collections. Let me if, stop you right here. For football, I mean, I don't see your paperwork. I don't know exactly, but from what you're saying, you ask them, do they believe that the debt is due? And basically, do you owe it? Why are you worried about what they what they believe? Who cares what they believe? They can believe you owe a million dollars. What, are you going to go ahead and pay? See, you know, you that's why, you know, all I'm simply saying, a lot of this answer is called God. But if it was me not knowing the full story, if you said it was a ticket, I don't see your paperwork, but from so far what you're telling me, 
you're asking the wrong questions. You're um, writing the wrong things. If it was me, someone gave me a ticket for whatever reason, okay, I would look at the ticket, you know, but who is saying you owe this debt? We'll read the ticket. Who is saying? Maybe it's saying you, uh, is it there another man's name or saying all the debt? What's the, basically, do you have the ticket in front of you? No. Okay. But do you remember what the ticket said? Like, who's charging you to owe this debt? It's the city of Alhambra. Right. And somebody's saying it's a, basically it's a corporation. Well, a corporation is a dead entity. It can't speak. It can't do anything. Correct. So why, basically, you would say, I'm willing to pay my debt to another man or woman with a verified claim that is true. Okay, and... That if it was me, that's what I would have wrote. I'm just saying only what I would have wrote. Okay, Go and I, I agree. And then if I if I bring a claim to the to the court of record, to the local, you know, there's a local no, no, courthouse. No, no, let's get it straight. The court of record is your court, number one. How, let me be a better way to explain this. I mean, you, we've been hearing this court of record. We've been hearing your court. Let me explain the best I get it and I believe it to be. I don't know if you know your Bible well or however. You remember Daniel and the lion then? You know, the governor, all of them. If you read that story in the Bible, they, were one, they had made a law that you cannot pray to any God, no man, no woman on this earth can pray to any God but worship the king. That was it. And he hold his court. What that means, he continued to pray to God. He even opened his window so they could hear him. He didn't care what they say. And he held his court. Even though they threatened to hold, throw him in the um, giant thing, they threatened. He st- basically telling you, stick to the truth. What do you believe is true? Stick to it. They might threaten to throw you in jail. They might hit you. They might curse you out. They might talk to you bad. The judge might yell at you. Big kick and jump. who cares what they do? You are telling the truth, just like you say. You know, my name is Aquila. All day long, they ask me any question. Your name is this. You're not, uh-uh, you lying. You lying. I know my name is Aquila. So why would I say anything different? <coughs> so you, I'm a hold to that. That my name is Aquila, and when it's your court, it's just like the best I can explain to you. Just like if we was having church. The people are the church. I'm the church. I'm part of it. If I was holy church, we could have church in your car. I could have church in your home. I could have church on, you know, outside. It's just we having a service. It's like you bringing your claim or your um, defense that you're trying to take what you did to this. You're telling your story, your testimony, and you never want to be in the court. Like Carl explained many times, and when you're standing in front of a rock, are you in that rock or are you at that rock? Yeah, you're right. only in your court. Correct. You could be in your court, but not right. at You don't want to be in their court. court. Right. So you ask them to bring a claim. Why don't you, in their case, because they, they don't want to bring the case against you. They already have an open case. You know, that's why it's important. Uh, how long have you been listening to Carl? Let me ask that. Oh, about uh, two years. Two years. So you have a, I'm sure you heard a lot, but maybe you're not getting it, you know, which I took me time to get it as well. 
Well, if you listen to some of his older tapes that, you know, I, when I'm going, I'm making a document of myself when I'm going through myself, and I'm writing down a number of episodes that help me. However, getting back with you, if you live in that long, you, you probably should know, or, you know, at this time, that you don't want to speak in their court. You don't want to open your mouth. You don't want to, you want to put them on notice. Meaning when we say notice, you write and put on top notice, and you're going to write, I will only appear in the court solely as a man, not as defendant, pro se, you know, you, you, you know all of that. Responded, I only appear solely as a man. And I don't understand legal ease, you know, uh, you know, and I don't believe any law exists to say I, you know, I must understand these things. And you can write, you know, it's, but it has to come from you, you understand? And yeah. that's the of that paperwork, you want to write that case number in. Once you write it, put it in a box, write the case number, and they have you, whatever your first name is, Johnny versus United States of America. You want to write that too inside the box. And at the bottom, you want to write, I don't, I am solely appear as a man, um, not as defendant, like I said, pro se, responded, and nor do any law exist to say. Then you also want to say, I don't understand any legal ease, or I'm not of the legal, legal society. Just say you're an idiot. Now that'll explain all that. Well, you don't know legal ease. Well, you can you can say I'm an idiot to legal ease. Well, you just said I'm an idiot. Idiot to what? Yeah, right, right, right. So you can say I, you know, or you can say I'm an idiot to legal ease. I do not understand these things. Or and, I'm not the legal person. No, why are you saying person? Did I say person? Okay, you're right. We you're are right. talking about a man here. Okay. You know, don't add, see, don't add nothing, don't take nothing. Just like the writer said, don't add. Paul told you plenty of times exactly. When people start adding stuff, adding something illegal, you can't do that. And keep it just, just to the point blank. Like, if I owe you $50, you say, Quill, pay me my $50. Why do you say, Quill, pay me my $50? You ugly, you fat, you skinny, you stupid. Right, okay. You're like, yes, yeah. Why do you say, who cares about all that? I don't. So they ain't going to move nothing for me. So basically, just say to the point, you coming as a man, I don't, I'm an idiot to legal ease, I don't understand those, these things, and you can say, um, just keep it short and sweet, and you just say, um, nor do I believe any law of this to say I am to understand these things. And you can say, now, because they have you versus whoever, say, I require a man or woman to bring forth their verified claim that I owe a debt, I'm willing to settle this matter. Or I'm willing to compensate that man or that woman if this debt is true. I require a bill, itemized bill, whatever. And that's it. You know, just write something simple. I'm just giving you a couple of thoughts here and there. But you need to, it has to come from you. It costs me this a lot, and I get that understanding so greatly. It, you know, I could write this whole thing out for you. You can take it to the court. It will work. Call to write it out for you. But if you start talking, if you start doing something wrong, it's not going to work for you. And it's better if, you know, even if I did write it or call wrote it for you, 
wouldn't it be better if you understood what you wrote and you can understand what's going on? Being as yeah, one day you call call or you call me or call anybody, we busy, you can't get us, you in trouble. You don't right. understand what exactly we did. So you had a still at a loss. So yeah, you what you're saying me. is you wanna you want it to come from your heart. If it comes from your heart, you'll right. you'll be able to just flow off the well, your understanding. But don't right. get it. it's coming from your heart, but it has to be with understanding. Right. It's like if you want to talk to a woman that you maybe you married, maybe you're not. You want to talk to a woman. You want to get it over to her that you really love her. You really going to take care of her. You really going to do it. How would you do that? What would you write? See, it will come from you. Yeah, that's that's a good way to look at. It. I I've heard Carl say that too. Like you're courting yeah. the woman. Right. You could be a you know or a woman courting a man, whatever. I don't right, know. Right. I'm a type of woman, I don't really like to, you know, I'm an old-fashioned, if you want to say, I like a man to come and approach me. I don't like, even if I really like him, I might indicate a little bit, tell his friend, you know, and right. maybe he's going to invite us out to dinner, but I'm not going to approach you. You can forget about that. You can keep right. it moving. I'm just not, you know. So, anyways, moving along, basically write something simple, because when you get in court, basically you're saying, Okay, I'm gonna just this thought came in my mind. I did this story, so maybe this story will help you. Let's say I was speeding. It was a, uh, I was doing seventy in a fifty zone. The police stopped me, pulled me over. Boom, we get in the car. He said, you know, driver's license registration, whatever. Boom, I give him that. You know, let's say I didn't know much about the law, but I knew a little bit. So I give him that. You know, I said, but I'm just asking if that order. Basically, that's what I'm gonna do. So, yes, I say everything. I say, I'll tell you what, everything that I'm willing to follow all your orders because I don't want nothing to go wrong. I want nobody to say I did nothing wrong. I will follow every order you ask me to do. So, anything you ask me from here on, I'm going to consider an order and I'm going to follow it. So, you ask me for my license, boom, I give it to him. Then he said, You're going. I say, What's the problem? What have I done wrong? He said, Well, you was going uh, 17 to 50 dollars. Okay? He said, Sign this ticket. They say, I'll go ahead and sign it because I already told him everything is an order. Great. Now, let's say, you know, I'll send him a bill, but then he won't go ahead and go to court. Fine, we at court. His court. I'm at their court. You notice I said at. Right, right. You're so, at their court. Right. Let's say if I was to speak, which Carl can speak, sometimes Carl, he knows what to say, what to do. You know, I do. But it right. came to me, you came to me at one time and said, okay, if I did speak it off, how would I handle that? And I think I will handle it like this, you know, but you can put this in writing. I also put it in writing. Um, I would handle it if I had the head off the fly off the top of my head. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not correct. But I just want you to get the understanding of a dead entity. That's the whole point of this. Yeah, that's the whole, so, whole, whole object. Right. right. So now getting caught, the police, they go usually, they say, we go to the fire. The police officer speaks first. He said, because I've done it before. He said, we'll let him speak first, and you can get a chance to speak to me, but then he gets to speak again, and that's the end of it. So mom basically, like the police said, I was going 70 in the 55 zone. So I would ask the officer, you know, when he's my kid, well, are you, you can verify, I'm going to tell him whatever his name, Officer Smith. I say, you're a man, Mr. Smith, you know, well, I'll say John Smith, whatever his name is. You, are you very, you hear testifying or on a verified claim that I was going 70, he said, well, 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 no, not I, but my machine, my, um, my um, 
the um, what you call it, speed monitor, whatever they do. Speedometer. Speedometer, yeah, that. It said you was going to 70. Oh, right. it, oh the speed mama said, okay, well, I have a right to face my accuser. I want that speed mama to sit right here and say I was going. Can that speed mama to speak? Can they talk in court? That is a good, good one. All right. So imagine everybody in there can't speak. They can't hear. So that speed monitor can't hear me say that. He can't even understand what I'm saying. So when you get in court, you running your mouth talking. They can't hear you. They're right. dead. So basically what you said, you versus the United States. So where is this Mr. or Miss United States? Right. You said you have a right to face your accuser. Where is your accuser? Where? But see, you don't know how to implement it do that very well, so don't do that. But I'm just giving you a general idea. So you want to put everything in writing, and you also put on your paperwork, I will only answer at this court in written form. That's all you need to put in. You put it in. You also, after you put that paperwork, you put it right in their case. You make two copies of the same thing. And you get one they will keep, one you will have. Okay? So okay. then you can send that to that officer. Send it to the other, you know, make copies of the one you basically make it two. One, they're going to keep in the case. Two, they're going to give you one. So you'll have original, they'll have original. Your original, you're going to make copies. You can send it to the officer, send it to whomever. Also, you want to notice the court. You want to put it on court. You're only going to appear as a man. You put it to the whatever court you're in. I don't know what you say. Uh, California to the California, state of California court. You know, at, you, know, you want to put at the court. I noticed the court that this, you, when you put up in the box, once again, the case number, everything that you have, that I only appear as a man, not pro se, not, and I only will answer this court in written form. You know, you, I only I require another man or woman with a verified claim. Then you can write another paperwork. One is going to say order. Your order is if there's no man or woman with a verified claim that I've done wrong or I know that, I order this man at this charge. Are, you, are you saying the order will be on another notice to the court? Yes, this is to the order is one okay. paper. Okay. A notice to the court is one paper. Then the very first one I told you to write. That's third. That's three papers. One, you're going to write down, I only appear as a man, you put that into the case. Okay. Then they're going to give you, you're going to make two copies of the exact same thing. One they will keep, one you take. Right. Now, you could also, you could do all this on the same thing. You want to notice the court. You write on the top of that head the same thing. Put it in the box, you versus the state of California, whatever, with the case number inside that box. I will only appear as a man. If there's no man or woman with a verified claim, you know, um, I will only answer this court in written form, you know, and that's it. You put that in the court. That's your notice. Now you have a third paper, an order. I rec- you know, you put once again in the box, put there, um, you versus California, you put the case number, then you're going to write on their order. And then you say, I only appear as a man, one, a man, not pro se, not, if there's a, not another man here at the court today, with a verified claim that I've done wrong or I owe that, I require this matter discharged immediately. 
Boom, you're done. But I'll advise you. That's what I would do if it was me, but you're not me. So I'm just giving you general information. Listen to Paul. He got. The, he told you this over and over and over. He got all the answers are there. I well, I can are. tell you this right now. The way you put it, I guarantee a lot of the listeners will understand now from what Carl was saying because he's you know he he talks pretty fast, and you know so some listen. of us don't get the, you know all the well, steps. I got and, you, but you will get it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. I, listen to me. I got Carl. I understand Carl. Right. When he all explained it to me, like everything he tell you, he told me, and I did with him on the one-on-one. When I first met Carl, he told me stories. That's it. He was telling me his case, this case happened, what they right. did, he told me. I, what the problem is this. If I was teaching you how to speak German, it's not tuned into your ear. or right. in your, You're not going to follow very well. So you're not following Carl very well. Right. He speaks a certain way, but you don't hear. I know, I know. That is everybody's problem. At first, when I was hearing him, you know, a lot I did understand, some I did not. And I want, I'm going to tell you about me, and this is me, and I believe that's everyone's problem. We're so used to, just hand it to me right, right, right now. Right. I wanted it now, just like I'm explaining to you right now, I wanted that now. But why should he give it? Because if he did that to you, you will never go in the initiative to go study and go back and listen. Yeah, I, I, damn, I agree. Damn right. Damn yeah, I right. agree. Damn right. I'm, I agree, too. Because if it's just handed to you, you're not really going to learn. You want to take it right. little by little to where right. you Right, and I wanted it right away. If he didn't do that to me, and I'm so happy, and I'll praise him, and I'm grateful. Because it made damn me right. a better woman. Damn sure. I, I go get my own. I go. He says, "Study, cry." He already gave you every answer you could ever need for any any situation, any problem. Is there? Praise but Jesus. You Hallelujah. You need Hello, to hear sister. for yourself. Hey, yeah, sister, I can tell it's that Carl. No. Don't tell me that's not Carl. I can tell it's you. No. Yes. It's not Carl. You you, you're me. not supposed to say no. Yeah, well, not only not no person yeah, exactly. say no on this show. Only woman, only man and woman <laughs> would know what to say. But anyway, seriously, getting back to this, you really need to do it for you, and you you don't have to call nobody no more. Because I'm gonna tell you, a lot of when I was at the mall learning league, East, I was paying people thousands of dollars. They took my money. But you know what? I'm grateful they took my money. I'm so happy. I don't believe in reincarnation, but um, you two are good copy, copying. I mean, like, to the T. Like, I, you're amazing. Like, like yeah, amazing. Yeah, you could tell I, I she, she's gotten what Carl's been throwing her way. <laughs> well, she, she definitely picked anyway, it up. There, let's no get, doubt to, about let's it. get to the point. Now, she, the point of the matter is this. I was grateful yeah, yeah. they took my listen, let me just finish. I'm grateful they took my money. Because you know what? Uh, I, I I consider I paid for my education. <laughs> so I know what not to do. Okay? So that's where I'm at. And hey, I believe me, I paid myself. I, I Hallelujah. Myself and, Jesus. And, and a lot of this stuff, you know, legal ease I've learned, you gotta put that down. You know, it's like, you know, you keep smoking marijuana, keep drinking. you got to put all that aside to get this knowledge. 
And the only way you will get it is God reveal it to you. You ain't going to get it. No, I'll call the faith. We blew the faith. I can say it. can repeat it. Yeah, that's who gave it to call. That's who. That's why he understands. And I understand because I'm God. And that's the bottom line. And if you're Beach not me, honor, the only way you're going to get it, honor, you have to pray and ask God to help you. And that's the only way you're going to get it. So you keep playing and playing and playing and playing games. Oh, yeah. You know, and a lot of times I, I was doing this. I'm going to say what I did. When a call would talk to me, um, you know, call on the phone, not on the, um, his show. I would say, yeah, yeah, I didn't want to feel stupid. I said, oh, yeah, 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 I know that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know nothing. Okay? Just yeah. shut up and listen. Just shut up and listen. Because that's why you're going to start putting it in and start going in and in and you start losing all your thoughts. See, you got to put away your thoughts. You got to put away the few things. You got to get in what's right. That's yeah, the only going to come in. Not that. Anyway, anyway, let somebody else speak. I mean, any, hopefully I answered your question, uh, California, where you said you had the issue. Thank you, Aquila. No problem. Bismillah. Here I'm on. Here I am. Praise be to God. In the name of Allah. In the name of God. That's Carl talking. What? Bismillah. Yeah, that is Carl. That is Carl. There you go. Let him speak. He's here. He always is. Remember. I'm I'm never there. I'm always here. Hi, of course. Yeah, so, uh, Sam, this show's still running, huh? Yeah. It's been running a while. I started this thing like 9 o'clock in the morning. Wow. <laughs> and I drove down the, uh, no, down the road. I, I was on the phone pulling weeds outside. Well, everybody, please be quiet. Let Carl speak. Thank you. No, 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 man. I, I ain't got nothing to say, man. I'm just grateful that uh, Gus's problem is solved and... Uh, He's out doing what he wants to do now. Okay. And, uh, you know, it kind of worked out good that uh, what happened with Dean Clifford and kind of good what happened to uh, Daniel Gavin, the MMS. Mm-hmm. You know, like Aquila said that uh, she got a, you tell him that you got like a uh, an offer to settle. Uh-huh. They made an offer to you, an offer to settle. Yeah, so, so far, basically where I'm at from your paperwork and getting it, they made an offer to settle. They, they, they made it like I have to, they said, by law, I have to offer you this to settle out of court without a hearing. Call me or email me. And what I wrote back to them, basically, I'm not going to go in the whole story. I didn't write many words, but anyway, I told them I am willing to settle. I require just compensation or a court be set, a date be set for trial by jury, you know, in a court of records, you know, and that's basically what I told me. And I said, see, is there been, uh, A? Well, when, they, when they asked for the settle, how much did you, how much were they willing to, oh, I'll talk about that later. That's the point. They didn't make any offer of a match. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk, yeah, I'll talk about that later. Okay. I'll call you on a later date, or you can call me if you wish. Yeah. We'll get that together. So, I'll, yeah. actually, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll call you that I shouldn't speak in. Well, like I said, yeah, the big thing was Gus got his problem solved. It was funny, man. As soon as he got his problem solved, man, he was southbound and down, man. He got his ass out to Michigan or Minnesota or wherever he is, Wyoming, someplace, man. 
<laughs> so that's, okay. that's good that he got his problem done as quick as quick as possible. See, that's why Academy wishes uh, that he got his, you know, that, that, that gun possession charge on him, uh, felony gun possession. It would have been nice if it happened before Angela Stark had um, brought class on. Because oh. that, clown, that clown's dealing with his gun possession charge now for I don't know how many years, you know. And, uh, you know, and Gus has got his problem done in like uh, three, four weeks. Yeah, I know y'all. Listen, I'll tell most people, this is the way I go because you are lined up with the Bible. And if you line up with God's word, it's going to work. And that's the bottom line. I can't say no different, no more. No, it's truth is truth. And, and that's that. They're going on just like you call the people morons. I get that word so significantly. More on and on and on, and you can't, you're not going to win. You're going to waste a lot of time and money, perhaps, and you're getting frustrated, turn around, turn around. Yeah, it's just like Martin Luther King. He got a lot of people together, but he didn't know the law. And unfortunately, they didn't. They did because there was too many people saying it. Then they changed a few things. But they still at their trickery. It has not really fully changed anything. Because I, I get the understanding. Because if you read the Bible, God put man on this earth. <laughs> man is the highest in the land besides God. God is the first of man's name. So everything else come under you. And the Bible saying many times people need to Google this, he's your public servant. So if you're my servant, how do you get to tell me what to do? But they twist even the police, the judge, all of your servants. I used to, when I didn't know, I used to get up in court and I used to say that. I say, I'm aware all of you here are public servants. I give no one permission to contact me. Means you don't touch me. I used to say that and they used to pipe down quick. But I didn't, once again, I had some of the legal knowledge, some of the the whole thing for me. Because it wasn't about, because I was praying before I go. Aquila. Yes. May I ask Carl a question? No. May you ask Carl a question? Have you conversated for that question? I asked <laughs> you a question. Wait a question. There you go. Have you conversated that man to ask him a question to help you? Yes, I have. have. You? Sure. Well, then, by all means, do as, you, do as you wish. There okay. You go. Carl, I, I got a letter from the financial officer. Her her name, I what think. Letter, what letter did they give you? Letter A, Q, or W? She gave me a, it was actually a, a standard send back form because when I went to to the uh, Alhambra City Hall and, and uh, talked with her, she said, oh, those are just standard forms that, that have my name. It's kind of like her name is stamped on it. But now I, what they want to do is they, the next step, it looks like they want to take it to collections. So do I, do I go to my local city uh, courthouse and file a claim in the wrong of trespass against the the woman Wendy or or the city of Alhambra. Why? How did they hurt your property? I uh, I was given an I left my car out on the street. I got an overnight traffic ticket. And oh. I know it's a a little thing, but I I'd like to. So you're a gypsy, or you just? <laughs> I am. Oh, that's I kind of figured. See, I guessed it, didn't I? Yes. 
But if I bring a claim, I mean, uh, I know it's, if they take it to collections, then it's going to impact my credit. More important, you're a gypsy. You're homeless. So I'd like to respond, but know how to respond correctly. So they took, so they gave you a ticket. What we do? They give you citation. So they gave you a citation for parking your car, right? Yes. And you just don't want you you don't want the citation. They gave you that wonderful citation, and you, and you don't want it now. It took all that time. <laughs> I it took a long time to make that thing. He don't like gifts. No. I, I accept it. the gift. I accept the gift. It was a beautiful gift. You didn't like it. Actually, was it good enough for you? Actually, no, no, I don't like it. Oh, so. Uh, so you want to give it back? Yes. I actually did give it back. I sent it back with a, a letter asking to the man or woman I could discuss this because I want to pay all my debts. Oh, what, okay. what about if I go, what if, what if I go make a, a drug cartel contract in South Mexico for 10 million pounds of cocaine, and then I get pulled over and I need your help? Would that be more fun? Yeah, it would be a lot more fun. It's your property. <laughs> So they give you a citation, you're worried about your legal uh, your legal, you know, persona credit rating going down if no, you don't no, pay. Let's it. ask this. Uh, are, are you going to be carrying the drugs on top of the car or in the car? No, I'm not. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but wouldn't it be in public if it was on top of the car? Only if the public, somebody from the public came forth and made a claim. That it was All endangering. Right. right there, you go. Yep, there you go. Easy as that. I live on the border. So, you know, there's possibilities. So start hauling before it be, start hauling before it becomes legal in every state. Then there's no money in it. Exactly. And once they catch on, it's like, oh, I'm gonna be like. Screw this. The prohibition is better than this. Imagine all the drug dealers, how pissed off they're going to be if they all this, all the drugs become legal. What are they going to do for a living? Yeah. <laughs> You'd all be out of work. Isn't that what the government is trying to do? It has to have their hands on everything, have a contract with everybody? Well, that's what I'm saying. Those poor drug dealers, man. Can you imagine? Yeah. They'd have to go get jobs. Yeah. You know, you got to you got to keep drugs illegal, man. You got to keep those guys employed, man. No, they'll just start smuggling guns. What well, the, the, become, what if they legalize everything? Yeah, well, then there ain't no control over that. Oh my God! Then all the bad guys would have to go get a job. Yeah. There'd be no more bad guys. And There'd be no more guns. What happened? Then we yeah, the we wouldn't need so many. Ah, we wouldn't need the police no more. But you'd have to go to jail for breaking somebody's spine. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, they, they, they broke you your size knife you want with you. You can carry any kind of knife you want with you. Yeah, wouldn't that be a, wouldn't that be a tragedy? Oh my god! Yeah, like I said, the, the, the Baltimore cops are finally getting smart, man, and they stop stop fucking uh, playing mommy and daddy. They see some people selling drugs on the street corner. They're just driving right on by. Waving high. How you doing? Yeah, no, oh, they, that's exactly what they're doing. 
That's right. Two people having a contract. Uh, yeah, two yeah, people making an agreement. Once the attorney general turns or the mayor turns or, or is out of office, then they might come back to doing what they need to do. Oh, it's awesome. No, it's great. I mean, when I grew up in New York City, that's exactly what cops did. My uncle was a cop, and he walked me around, and that's exactly what he told me. He said yeah, to me, they, he nobody says, the cops gets arrested for smoking joints in, in public. Yep, he told me like he, yep, we were walking the beat, man, and he uh, flat out told me that. He said to me, um, he says, you see that little old lady right there? Yeah, see that black guy coming up next to her? Yeah, if she if he takes a pocketbook and runs, what do we do? And she starts screaming. I said, we chased the black guy. He says, no, 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 no. He says, you watching too much Saucy and Hutch. He says, no, 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 no. We wait until we're dispatched. He's like, what? He says, oh, no, no, no. He says, you think I'm going to chase down Jesse Owens and these ridiculous shoes? So back then, the cops actually wore shoes. He says, you think I could chase Jesse Owens now? He said, you're out of your mind. He said, this guy could, you know, make me look ridiculous. I'll never catch this guy. He says, so I'm going to run up on 11th Avenue. I'll run up to 8th Avenue, and I'll give up. I come back down here at 11th and 42nd Street, and a jewelry store is robbed. My shift commander and the captain's going to be down here saying, hey, where the hell you been? Why are you all sweaty? What are you doing down here on 42nd Street? You banging a horse? What are you doing? He's like, no, I was chasing Jesse Owens, man. He he stole that little old lady's pocketbook. And they're going to say, what little old lady? And he's going to say, that little old lady right there. What? Where did she go? Oh, she was part of it. She was in the scam. She was getting me to run down the street and get away from the jewelry store so her black friends could rob it. He says, it's all a scam. She says, he says, they're always pulling something. He says, you don't do anything until you're dispatched. He says, you don't, you don't think you're not a detective? That's not your job? That's not what they pay you for? They pay you to answer fucking dispatch calls. When you get dispatched, you go perform. Until they dispatch you, you don't do shit. You don't think. You don't do nothing. He said to me, he said, he says to me, he says, well, that, that black guy all of a sudden, she starts bends over that, that lady and she starts screaming. What do you do? I said, I guess we go over there and we stop that black guy from attacking her. He's like, yeah, the only problem is when we pull her, him off of her, we find out that that was her boyfriend. And she paid this, her boyfriend big bucks because that was her bucket list of things to do before she died, to get nailed by a black guy in the 42nd Street in Times Square before she died. And we just blew her fantasy, and she just paid this guy five grand to nail her in the ass in 42nd Street. And uh, we just interrupted that. So she's going to pull a gun out of her back pocket, and she's going to blow her brains out. Because we just messed with her boyfriend, her husband, or whatever. We think she's being raped? We don't fucking know. We don't know shit until we get an affidavit signed by some man or woman saying that somebody's done wrong. We don't do shit. And this was Marco, and he was a cop. His name was Gary Puma. Like the tiger, lion, leopard, puma. Great guy. Great guy. And he refused to do the quotas, man. He refused to do traffic quotas. So they said, hey, look, man, if you don't do quotas, man, we're going to bust your ass down, to, you know, into the worst neighborhood in New York City and uh, see how long you're going to live there and you know, last there. But he refused to do quotas. He said, you know what? You know what? We'll give you a choice. If you write out a... If you go process felony... Uh, felony warrants, you know, if you go out there and process them, you go kick down a bad guy's door and bring these felons in, and you can survive that for one year, like a serpico kind of thing. You can survive that for one year, you can ride the desk for the rest of your police career. And that's what he did. Because he didn't want to write, no, he didn't want to do quotas, he didn't want to, he, he didn't want to do no quota bullshit. No matter what the quota was for, spitting on a sidewalk, jaywalking, 
traffic tickets, parking tickets. He, he said, I ain't doing it. Like, he wouldn't give nobody a ticket. He wouldn't do it. He, he just like, I ain't doing it. He said, bullshit. He said, I do the same damn thing. I don't want some asshole giving me a ticket. So he wouldn't do it. He said, I ain't doing it. Because I do the same damn thing. There's not a damn thing wrong with what they're doing. So they're like, fine, you know, we'll bust your ass, you know? Yeah, like, what are you saying? So like I said, he, he did that example to me with uh, just because, and he says, look, he says that the store clerk comes running out and says, oh, my God, oh, my God, that little old lady, she's getting raped, she's getting raped. You just look up at the sky and say, it looks like rain. You're right, it does look like rain. No, 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 she's getting raped, she's getting raped. Yeah, and, yeah I guess it is going to cloud up a little bit. I guess you're right. I guess it is going to be a rainy day. Oh, well, I'm no, agreeing with you. just totally but fucking ignore it. He says you don't fucking do shit until you're dispatched. Right, no, I'm agreeing with you. I'm I'm trying to say that my military friends that did, like, the break-ins to people's houses in Iraq, and they were right there getting shot at with, like, four-inch thick, you know, plates of, of fiberglass, whatever, clear in front of their face. Bolts getting stuck inside that shit, and, like, and he he volunteered for that shit, yeah. just so that he had to get people. Tickets. I mean, like he said, that tells you. See, because I told that story about my uncle and cops in New York City back in the seventies, late sixties, seventies. When I, you know, years ago, I used to tell the story quite a lot on my talk shoes, and I don't know if anybody believed it, or everybody thought it was bullshit, or everybody just thought it was another funny story the call was telling. You know, and now the Baltimore cops are doing it. And everybody's like, holy shit. Now, people go back and listen to all the shows. So, oh, my God, Carl did say the story about a hundred times. And I never really paid attention to it. And it's like, now you, now you can relate because it's happening in Baltimore. That the cops are realizing no matter what they do, no matter what they do, they're always going to be looked as the bad guys. It doesn't matter what they do. They're always going to be perceived to be the bad guy. They're never going to get a break. They're always going to be, uh, you know, the guy who did this, you know, because I was black or because I was Spanish or because I was whatever. It's like, no, because you were an asshole. That's why I did it to you. Because you, you, you did this, you, you, you know, you robbed a, you know, you robbed a convenience store, a Korean guy, a Pakistani guy, for a pack of cigarettes, and then you pushed a cop into a squad car, and a cop shot you. Oh, well, he shot you. What did you think was going to happen? You know, so no matter what these cops do, they're always going to be the bad guy. Always. So finally, you know, thank God the mayor of this Baltimore turned on them, the prosecutors turned on them, and they, they locked up six of these cops. And the cops are like, what? What the hell are you locking me up for? I'm just doing my damn job. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know. Well, you know what? You're going to learn, man. You ain't going to do your damn job until you're dispatched. You know, it's like, that's right. They don't, they don't pay me to be a detective. That's right. They don't pay me to think. They just pay me to answer the damn call. When somebody calls for help, I'm there. But you know what? Until somebody calls, I don't know shit. You know, I'm done. I am done being uh, the hero. I am done running into the line of fire because these people don't appreciate me. And thank God, and this is what I've been trying to do on my show, because I know cops listen to the show and government people listen to the show. It's like, look, man, you've got to tell these cops, man, let people do what they want. Let people be people, because no matter what you do for them, you're always going to get sued. And like these six cops, now they're all looking at jail time. All of them. So they say, oh, well, Carl, you know, we still got to do what we got to do. Okay, six he is, and now looking at some serious jail time for murder. And not a single one he has had anything to do with his fucking death, but they want blood. And they're going to sacrifice you. They're escape 
and they're going to sacrifice you, and they're going to throw you under the bus so they get voted next time for the election. You are so gone. So now, you, now what would give the incentive for any other cops to, to like, stop a guy and say, what do you got in your pocket? You got a knife? That knife looks too big. You know what? I think we're going to arrest you. He's like, no, you know what? You got a bazooka? Hey, that's fine by me, man. Just point, make sure you don't point it towards me, and we're cool. We'll have a good day. Have a nice day, sir. You don't mind I got a bazooka? Oh, hell no. Do anything you wish, sir. I don't hear anybody you know, that's, why, me. I, that's why. That's why I didn't go after the cops that, are, that arrested me or, or whatever, violated my rights, you know, tons of rights. I, I didn't go after them because they have family and kids. They're just doing their job, and they didn't ha- cause me any harm, you know, per se. It just time and hassle kind of shit, but they, they, they you know, he, he relaxed when he took me down to jail, acting like my best friend, like off the record kind of thing. He took his mask off and we're like, hey, what do you do for a living, you know, and we just start having chat chat. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. And then, you know what I mean? So I didn't go after them because, I mean, they're doing their job and I like what they do. I, I don't like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I I honor what they do, and they have the most risk because when they pull you over, they're most liable. Not the guy, not the guy above them giving them orders. They're the man that's going vi- to either violate your rights or, you know what I mean? Like they have to do the decision. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I said I know I wouldn't want to be doing that job at three o'clock in the morning. You couldn't pay me to do that oh. fucking job. You know, uh-huh. I mean, there ain't no damn way in the world I'm coming up to some dark car with tinted windows at three o'clock in the morning, saying driver's license registration for a twenty dollar speeding ticket. I ain't doing it. You still can't pay me enough to do something that crazy. You know, so uh, you know, so like I said, God bless them. I'm, I'm glad the city of uh, Baltimore cops are, are, are finally waking up and they're finally doing the job by, you know, just saying, look, you, when you dispatch me, I'll put my neck out on the line because somebody else told me to do it. You know, because I'm not taking responsibility anymore because no matter what I do, I always get my that dick kicked in the dirt. I ain't doing it. You know, you're ungrateful. So if you're not going to stand up behind us and back us up, you know what? Screw us. You know, we're all in this together or, or, or you just do it on your own. We're done. And that used to be like the, the blue code, the code blue. You know, everybody would just stand behind each other and back each other up from the mayor's office all the way down. But now when the, the people on top are turning on the people on the bottom, yeah. the people on the bottom are like, yeah, go ahead. You see how the, you, you make the magic work. You keep this city safe. But see, I know what the mayor of the city's doing. Even though she's a black lady, I know what she's doing. Like, she gets on the show, and she gets on, she's like, good. You know, let them burn the town down. That's what she says, like, on the first day. Good, let them burn their town down. Not let them burn my town down, let them burn their town down. Because, you know, she don't live in that section of Baltimore. Right. You know she don't. No. So what she's doing is what they do all the time to these poor black neighborhoods, is they let these poor black neighborhoods go into riots. They actually stir the black people up to cause riots in their own neighborhoods. Like they do in Detroit, L.A., you know, or let's say the floods in New Orleans happened. What they do is they let them destroy their neighborhoods so the neighborhoods get destroyed and the rich white people, developers, come in and build condominiums. You know, so they say, well, who's going to build that section of Baltimore? Who's going to build that section of wherever they, you know, burnt down in Missouri, uh, St. Louis, wherever they went nuts? Nobody. The black folks ain't got no line of credit. They ain't going to be able to build the stores back. The other people aren't going to, you know, they're going to say, you know what? When enough of them leave, what we're going to do is we're going to level this out, 
And what we're going to do is we're going to make beautiful condominiums and only rich white people can live here. All rich black people can live here. But, you know, rich people want to live here. So they're just going to let them burn that, down that section of the city. They're going to level it. And then they're going to put beautiful condos up and then only rich people can live there. You know, so let them burn. So she's like, good, let them burn down that town. You know, it's that town. If they want to burn it down, let them burn down the ground. Guess what happens? They're not have no place to live. Guess what? That gets rid of... Uh, Baltimore's a uh, you know poor lower class problem. There they go. Bye bye. You all got to find some place else to live. I hear Washington D.C. is still standing. I guess you better go over there. Whereas there's no place you in Baltimore to live no more. You burnt them down to the ground. Hope you're happy. Now you're gonna live. Somebody said that they did that, that to us. They, they don't yeah. value their lives like they don't well, matter. No, it's not that they don't realize it's the game of the rich people doing it to them. They don't realize it, man, what's going on. It's like, uh, I forgot, I think it was Chicago. I think I was in uh, Chicago. And uh, the, Peter's brother, I'm trying to think Peter's brother's name, Pat, says to me, uh, I think it was Pat and Peter who was explaining it to me. They were like, you see this whole section of like Chicago, how beautiful it is? Just like, yeah, well, it's all used to be like uh, projects. And what they did is they told all the black people to leave the projects and they were going to build beautiful projects here. You know, they telling them all these wonderful condos and beautiful projects they were going to put up instead of the, the plight that they had there. So they said, look, you know, we need you all to go move to this um, hotels. Like they're moving them to nice hotels. You know, not flea bag hotels. They're moving them like nice Sheridans or Ramadas or Holiday Inns. They're moving them to nice places. So they said the move is only temporary. Once they knocked down all the projects, once they leveled the ghetto, they threw them all out of the Ramadas and all of the Hiltons and out of all the Marriott's and everything. And they said, well, um, the government aid stops now. You know, we can't afford it anymore. You know, we had uh, the new mayor came in and he halted the project. And we just can't afford it. So then they wanted to go back home. So when they went back home, their projects were gone. You know, like the 20, 40, 50-foot story skyscrapers were all gone. All gone. It was just a nice big flat field. You know, like, hey, what happened to our town? What happened to our city? It's gone. Oh, maybe you didn't get the memo. You know, yeah. uh, go find someplace else to live. You're evicted. Like, oh. Yeah, you have it. No, no, what? They didn't have to get evicted. They voluntarily got their own answers to hell up and got the hell out on their own. And they were all hanging out at the poolside of the Holiday Inn and Ramada for six months a year. Woohoo! You know, look where we live in now. We live, live, we live in Lodge. Yeah. Uh-huh. What happened to your fucking uh, projects that you were living in? Oh, that hellhole, they knocked it down to the ground. Well, it was still your home, and you could have fixed it up on your own. You could have policed yourselves. You could have cleaned it up yourselves. You could have painted it yourselves. You guys could have done it all on your own. But no, you couldn't do that. So you know what? They had enough of you people. You know what they did? They told you, hey, you know what? We're going to really fix this up beautiful to you. Yeah, right. So you get let it run down to the ground again. What do you think? That's stupid. They weren't going to let you do it twice. Right. One chance, so, I mean, it's one just, chance it's, only. So thank God it's a black mayor of Baltimore that said, let them burn it down. Well, she knows the game. Let them burn it down. So we can bulldoze it. And we ain't building it back for poor black people. We're going to build it back for middle class or rich white, white and black people. That's some very valuable real estate. It's right in the heart of the city, and we need it to develop it. We'll get some serious tax money if we could just level that fucking section of town. We'll make some damn good oh, money. They know what they're doing. They're not stupid. 
Right, so thank God the cops are like, you know what? I think they're starting to realize, wait a second. That lady said burn it down. Why are you risking our lives to not let them burn it down? Yeah, I think something's that was going, the last straw. Yeah, something's going on here. You know, the cops yeah. started putting two to do together. Wait a second. She's saying burn it down. She's black. And the white guy said that, oh, they didn't want to lynch the man. They'd say, oh, kill Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did He'd be hung up somewhere in the town. Let him, burn that, let him burn that town down. Did some white man just say burn it down? Yeah. It's like, you know, they say, oh, well, she's black. Oh, she'd get away with it. And I think the cops are starting to put two and two together and say, uh, I think this is a scam. I think this is a, you know, you know, and then probably somebody else said, yeah, you should see what they did in Chicago, man. Yeah, that's you know, why they put them up in the nice hotels. Black people. So they can't, yeah, they you know, them. they're not thinking, hey, you know, I like this here. They're not realizing that their houses are getting torn down. Not, they're not going to be able to go back. Right. But they, because they promised that the new mayor is going to put all new, like this new black mayor is going to put all new houses there. And we're all going to leave all right. Baltimore. We're going to leave this bad section. Yeah, yeah, we're going to put you on the other side of Maryland. Where are we going to put you? Oh, Martinsburg. What's Martinsburg? Well, it's kind of in the mountains, man. It's part of Maryland, you know, but. That's a little far away, but you know what? We got this beautiful place. Your kids are right, ponies, and you have swimming pools, and they got jacuzzis there. Oh my God, we're so fucking there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you don't gotta, read you, you, gotta, you, gotta keep says you only here for six months. Yeah, Carl. and then and, and then the new mayor, she's not going to run for re-election, or or like say, uh, like New York City. I think New York City you're going to run. I'm trying to remember what cities are like that. You uh, you can run from there. But then the next election you have to sit out. But then you can come back the next election and run for mayor. The next one you got to sit out. So she might realize, you know what? I got to sit out in a year anyway. What the hell? Yeah, I don't you know, think that's gonna... in New York. Because hasn't Cuomo yeah. been like the mayor for like eighty years? No, no, that's the governor. He's the governor. All right, the governor, right? So yeah, Carl, yeah. when you bring a claim, do you have to bring a claim against the man or woman, or in like in your case, did you bring the claim against uh, you know Joe? Black, the governor of Alabama, or was it against the state of Alabama? First, I went after an agency to be funny and called it a man. It was really funny because I was getting a letter. I got a letter in the mail that says the DHR believes it has, it does not owe you any money. Does not owe you. It doesn't owe you any money. So I said, "Oh, lovely." So I'm going to sue the state of Alabama as a man because only man has the capacity to believe, and only the, a man could owe another man a debt. I could only be indebted to another man. I can't be indebted to a tree or a rock. So I got a letter. It didn't say, we as a legal society or we are the attorneys for the state of Alabama or it's our opinion that, uh, you know, the state of Alabama uh, will not be held liable for a debt. You know, they didn't say, no, they didn't talk legalese. They, they talk man to man. I wrote them a letter like a man would write to another man. And they answered back, the DHR believes, you know, or it says, then they even the DHR just said DHR believes it doesn't owe a debt, so it's not the call. It was just call. Call believes that he doesn't owe a debt. Right. So the very first one I put in, I put in for last. Look, if you guys go back and listen to the fucking the shows I was doing before I put this in, you'll see exactly the method to my madness. See, when people go and they look at the lawsuit now, it doesn't make sense to them. Somebody called me up on a show like you did and said, "Hey, call, can you show us how to put in a lawsuit?" I said, "Yeah, you know what? I'll do a funny one. What? I'll do a funny one." I'll actually put in one against an agency and show you people what happens, okay, when you guys try to sue states. You know what? I'll do one for shits and giggles, and you'll see what happens. And then I'll put one after the man who actually is in control of the state. But first I'll put one against an agency, okay, because you people aren't following along with this. 
I said, so fortunately for me, I got a letter that says, Steve Shaw does not believe it has done any wrong or owes you a debt. Well, only man can do wrong and only man can owe a debt. And only man has the capacity to believe. So I said, Steve is a man. And they must have got back to the other side of the legal department over there said, uh, the DHL is not a man? I was like, oh, I don't know, man. The department of is not a man. I don't know. I just there was somebody's funny name. Because the DHL, you know, sent the letter to me that says, believe, which only man has the capacity to believe. Oh, it's a debt. Only a man can owe a debt to his fellow man. And it says, um, I've done wrong. Only man can do wrong. A rock can't do me wrong. A tree can't do me wrong. A building can't do me wrong. A title of a fucking agency can't do me wrong. So obviously, I was led to believe a man was writing me this fucking letter. Now, if I thought the Department of Human Resources was an agency, oh, well, that's fine. But nobody fucking said that. The way the letter was written, DHR believes it's done no wrong and owes me no debt and I will not, and it will not pay any money. That's a fucking man talking to me. Not a fucking agency. It didn't say like Joe, Joe Blow of the fucking uh, legal department, you know, and representative of the DHR, oh. a state agency for the uh, government of Alabama. You know, I, you know, uh, you know, submit to you that uh, DHR will not be paying any liability for anything uh, that it might have done or any of its acting agents may have done on its behalf. Stuff like that. That would have been a legal letter. They wrote to me like a fucking man or write to another man. Did they write uh, back, back and said, uh, like DHR is not I'm a man? I'm going to write back like it's a man. Because as far as I'm concerned, somebody might have had a crazy sense of humor and called their child Department of Human Resources. That one listen, guy called on my show, Malik, yeah, Malcolm listen, did. Hey. Malcolm called, Malcolm called his yes. kid Amicus Curie. Listen, 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 listen. What Carl is saying is, the first thing he does is, who are you that is communicating with me? And that's the end of the letter. You send it back to them. If they say no, I said to them, I said, no, I, no, dude, no, no, you asked me about mine. And I said, oh. if you go back, and whenever I put this lawsuit in December, if you go back to, like, the November shows, I told somebody, whoever called up, I don't know who the fuck it was, I said, you want to see how ridiculous it is when you sue an agency? Yeah, I'll put a lawsuit in just for shits and giggles. Because you guys, you know, give me donations, and you know what, right now I got 450 bucks to blow. So, you know what? I'll put one in to show you guys how ridiculous this is and how they're going to answer you, okay? This is how they're going to answer you. So to, so to keep you guys from doing something stupid like this, I'll put one in. Because when I tell you guys to do it or not do it, you guys are so brain numb. You're like, well, gee, I didn't really understand what you're saying, Cole. Okay, good. You really understand what I'm saying? Good. Guess what? I'm going to do it. Guess what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to say that. No, I'm trying to say that you start with a simple question is, who is talking to me? Second step is, when they respond saying this is the state of Texas, then you're like, oh, well, is this a Mr. or a Mrs.? And then you go from there, and then that's that's where you, you're on right now. Yeah, as far as I know, if it says that it's the state of Texas, I say, oh, well, that's an odd name. I said, I've met some odd names before in my life. Is that from, uh, is that Zulu? Is that Swahili? Is that fucking, you know, Aborigine? Is that fucking, you know, Algonquin? Right. That's an odd name. You know, I never heard a man or a woman called the state of Texas. Because, like I said, they know that you're not retarded or mentally stupid. They know they that assume. you're fucking with them now. They know that they're fu- No, they know you're fucking with them. And they know two or three more questions, they realize that you know exactly what the fuck you're doing. Right. But they go like, wait a second, he, this guy can't be this stupid. It's like, no, it's a uh, government agency. What, what do you mean government? You know, what... It's, you know, who's, who's steering who? What? Yeah, are you believing in uh, what? I'm not going after a government. I'm going after a man. 
But this man did it to me. No government did it to me. Well, the government says that you owe a debt. Um, a, a government, that's a funny name. Is that is that a man or a woman? Because only, only a man could, you know, open his mouth and say anything to another man, and I'm a man. So which man is opening his mouth and saying I owe a debt? Well, the government says, what government? Is it government? Government who? You know, and you start playing like, you know, who's on first, what's on second, third right, base, right. I don't know. <laughs> you know, so as soon as you get good with that, and that's why I guarantee that's why they left Gus alone. Because Gus was like, who's on first? The first day he went to court, and the judge was like, I'm not having none of this. <laughs> and then the next notice is like, what's on second? Then the next notice was, I don't know, third base. And he said, holy <laughs> shit. They, they, this guy knows the fucking bullshit word game. He, right. he gets it. He knows what's going on. He's not going to play the fucking game with us. And like, they're like, you know what? We're just not going to prosecute. Why? Because who's on first, what's on second? I don't know, third base. There you go. You fuck with this guy? Run like hell. Right. No, you don't fuck with him. Why? Because he knows who's on first, what's on second. I don't know, third base. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Why? Exactly what you said. What? That's, that's second base. Oh, okay. So you know the game? Absolutely. You're not fucking with me. Yeah, you're not, you're not just telling them you team. know the game. They're they're knowing you know the game. Yeah, because they're going to start throwing these questions out to you, and you better fucking throw them right back. Right. You're not to throw them right back. They're going to fucking say, you know what? I'm not playing with this guy. This guy knows. He knows who's on first, what's on second. I don't know who's on base. He's not playing. He's like, yeah, I know. Interesting names. Who won? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, okay. we'll be, uh, yeah, we'll be there plenty soon other, enough. They have plenty other fish to kill. What's that? Well, they're just going to do it for the sheeples that are that don't know. Is that they'll right. say we'll let this guy right. go, and right, right, we got a right, hundred right. more right. waiting right. in line. They're not. Right. They're here with time. Yes. Right. So, so they let Gus go, and Gus had a felony going against them, and right. they didn't drop the charge against his misdemeanor buddy. That misdemeanor buddy is still going. Why? Because he's got a lawyer. Right. Because he don't. He don't know third base. You know, he don't know shit. You know, so that's why it's easy to nail his buddy now. Because his, his buddy, let's face it, his buddy's only got a misdemeanor. Why are they going up to misdemeanor when they had a felon in their hands? Because they realized the felon ain't going to play. Right. They ain't got no standing on the felony. They're, they're not going to be able to move the felon, man. The felon knows the game. Right. Well, why are we dealing with the misdemeanor guy? If we drop the felon guy, how much, well, like, what? We're going to get something out of the misdemeanor yeah, guy. Yeah, we're I mean, still we'll going to make something. something out of this. Right. We're still going to get something. It might not be as much as we were hoping, but you know what? We're still going to get something. It's a joke, man. Yeah, that's how they think, too. Yeah. As they say, well, this guy, I'm going to get, you know, $7,000 from him. You know, we got a man standing us in front of us that has 50000 I think we're going to pass on the 50000 and go for the 7000 Because he knows this, the, this, the 50000 guy knows the fucking game. Right, right, right. They know he so can turn I, that shit right back on the man or the woman. Yeah. Who's fucking making this false claim that I had the possession of a fucking firearm? What's a firearm? <laughs> My arm wasn't on fire. What are you talking about? What's your definition of firearm? Right. Oh, they got like exactly. 20 different uh, uh, definitions for firearm. Well, even though that Gus was a, a convicted felon in the past, and, and you know anybody who's a convicted felon, man, he must shit their pants, man, when they get charged with a felony gun possession. It's like, oh, my God, everybody knows a felon can't have a gun once they've had a gun, once they've had a felony. Oh, my God, it's just going to get ugly. I'm going to go to jail for the rest of my life. This is going to get crazy. Oh, I can imagine Gus was... Shit and pickles. That's why they, that's what they want. They want us to be scared. Yeah, but like I said to Gus, I said, Gus, I wouldn't blame you if you fagged out and uh, got a lawyer. He says, hey, when I was looking at 23 years for that paper terrorism stuff, 
he said, I still didn't get a lawyer. He said, I still went down with the ship. He said, I wasn't going to get a lawyer. He said, I certainly wasn't going to get a lawyer for this. He said, I didn't That's get a lawyer. That's why he came out then. on top, because he threw all his cards in and said, hey, this is, this is what I got right here. I'm, I'm riding it out. Yep, and he, and he just hoped it was going to work. You know, and I'm just glad it did. I mean, you know, I'm so grateful that it did, you know, that uh, they stopped the game, you know, before it got ugly for him. Right. So like Let's I said, say I said, they look, did uh, end up putting, locking him up, and he was still standing as a man. Could he still end up coming back and getting them no matter what? No matter what, what? Come back and get what? Yeah, like like if they knew he was a man standing in front of them, but he didn't, you know, go to the T of what they expected a man to do and locked him up anyway for the charge, could he they still go for... You know, the man or, or the woman that... They did that... lock him up. They did lock him up when he first got arrested, and then he was doing the man routine at first. Oh, okay. He's, he's doing the man routine since the, the first time he went to court. Yeah, yeah, that's what he I'm said... saying. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. He was going right. from the get-go right, as so, a man... So, so right, so he went, for, he went for bail and hearing, and he played the man game, and they didn't give a shit. Then he went for another fucking hearing to see if it was, uh, if it was warranted for an, uh, an indictment before the grand jury. And he played the man game, and they didn't give a shit, and they moved it over to the grand jury. You know, so they would just keep playing that game. And he kept trying to prove that he was a fucking man. But the first, you know, bonding, he's a man. They don't give a shit. Second right. hearing, they still don't give a shit. You know, then he starts sending notices in. You know, a couple of notices, boom. They realize, hey, you know what? This guy, uh, he's not, um, he, he, he's getting, he's got the rhythm. He's got the pattern. He knows what's going on here. He ain't gonna so the, 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 what they're doing, they was actually challenging him of him yeah. you know as a man standing yeah to see if he, if he knew the game if he knew what right. he was doing so they went all the, yeah. the two or three or four steps and they realized yeah. on the fourth step hey this this is a king or queen well they realized no a king or queen is a servant to man so a king or queen is subservient okay a king or queen still has to answer to his subjects like the queen okay. said any moment my subjects no longer want me to you know, you know, be their queen, and I'll be, I'll be more than glad to abdicate the throne and go home. Okay. You know, but she's doing it because it's a duty and her responsibility. You don't have a duty responsibility to be a man. Okay. But to be the king or queen, yes, you do have a duty and obligation responsibility. Right. You know what I'm saying to your subjects? You know, I have a duty and obligation to my fellow man. That's it. I don't have any subjects. Okay. Yeah, that's your only duty and obligation is to fellow man. Yeah. I don't have right, just like Dean Clifford. He called up to his fellow man. He right. and, and his fucking man appeared, and man got him out of prison. And then he fucking made all kinds of terms and conditions with his fellow man. And then he went back on his terms and conditions to his fellow man. And guess what? He's going to try to call out to his fellow man again if he tries to play the Carl Lentz game in court. He's going to be sadly mistaken because his fellow man is not going to be there anymore. So what you're he saying is he had the one chance to honor his word. Every man, every man and he has didn't one do chance. It. Every man has one chance, and once you lose your word, you ain't got it back. It's gone. That's well, why I mean, they that's, teach you since that's, you're. That's why they teach you since you're a little child to tell white lies. Like my daughter asked me that the other day. I ain't seen her in years, and I said that cat's named Blindy. That cat's named Fatso. That cat, you know, it's like why do you call the cat Blindy when she's blind? That's not very nice, and. Why do you call that cat fat when he's fat? I said, because I call it as I see it. It's black and white. Black and white. I said, I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to call them something that they ain't. I said, and I, I seen her already that she was like 12 years old, and they were already fucking with her, trying to get her politically correct to, to, to tell white lies. Well, don't call that cat fat because it'll hurt its feelings. 
you know, so don't say that in court because, you know, uh, people might laugh at you or somebody might think you're a joke or whatever, or you might hurt somebody's feelings. Like a little kid, if he's two, three-year-old, he'll come up to me and say, oh, why is that guy black? And I'll say, oh, the guy's black because of this, this, and this. The part of the world he comes from, melatoma, you know, they don't need absorption, there's so much vitamin D, you know, they got more sunlight. And the kid will be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But another fucking person like, oh, don't, don't point out that he's gay, or don't point out that he's black, or don't point out that she's fat. I'm like, why not? The kid's asking. I'm going to tell him exactly what the fuck time of day it is. You know, I'm not going to say don't stay. I was like, what are you looking at? And I'm looking at that cripple in a wheelchair. I was like, well, you want, you know, you want to go over there and talk to him? I'm going to ask him. Why is he in a fucking wheelchair? Why is he black? I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask him why he's fat. <laughs> you know, you want to tell me why I'm a goofy-looking white fucking hillbilly biker fucking guy? You could ask me that. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. See, because I don't give a shit, you know, because it's just, it's just what it is. And I'm not afraid of what it is. It's what it is. You know, you know and they try to make you politically correct. Uh, that's exactly what it is. There's more people that, you know, want to be politically correct than just being honest. Right. And that's what happens, man, when you go to court, man. You, you're tap dancing around like crazy. Just say, yeah, that is my fucking gun. I'm guilty as charged. What the fuck's your point? And? It's like, oh, you know, it's illegal to have a gun. I don't know shit about it illegal. All I know is that's my property. And I don't give a fuck what anybody's opinion is because, uh, you know what, I didn't steal it. Uh, somebody made it, produced it. I bought the product from him. He provided a service or whatever. I'm happy. You know, I don't care if it's prostitution. I don't care if it's guns. I don't care if it's drugs. I don't care. Somebody produced the product. I attended on payment. He got money. I got product. I got compensated. He got compensated. We had a happy day. Thank God the Baltimore police are starting to learn that fucking simple, simple fucking caveman oh. rules and time began. It's none of your damn fucking business. Just move Actually, along. You're not my I'm mom. I'm glad because maybe it'll spread and where yeah. we can, you know, get back to where, you know, I'm not hurting nobody. I'm not bringing loss to anybody. That's Just right. leave me alone. If you want to do drugs, and like I said to, like I said to people plenty of times, I said I bought two cars from guys who were stoned out of their minds, man. Paid $3,600. I probably could have gave them a box of Twinkies that settled their monkeys <laughs> and they would have been happy. And they would have woke up in the morning and said, dude. Where's the Corvette? Dude, where's the Thunderbird? Yeah, dude, where's my car? Dude, where's the cars? It's like, well, I think we were really stoned last night, and we traded them for a couple of boxes of Twinkies. Dude, we did not do that, did we? Oh, yes, you fucking did. Oh, fuck no, dude. Look, if they want to fucking do that shit, let them do it. Stop playing fucking mommy. Stop being a nanny state. If these fucking people want to do what they do, let them fucking be. Well, you know they if do it because the they God want made, the If power. this is the way God made them, let them be the way. Yeah, they're only doing it to get the power. That's all they want is control over something. All right out there. Yeah, thanks, Aquila. Thank you, Carl. Well, it's just like uh, what happened up in... Uh... Bellevue, Bellevue Hospital up in New York City after 9-11. They were rounding up all fucking suspected terrorists who had um, thoughts about blowing up things in the United States. So they, they locked up hundreds and hundreds of homeless guys, homeless men, homeless guys, you know, that kind of looked a little Arabic or something, just homeless guys, people who didn't have family, people who didn't have friends, people who couldn't afford an attorney. They rounded up hundreds and hundreds of men. 
and they put him in Bellevue Psychiatric Hospital. Ten years after uh, 9-11 happened, they released hundreds and hundreds of men on, in one day back into New York City streets. Who are these statistic, supposed statistic, uh, terrorist uh, suspects? Because the United States government was paying Bellevue Hospital $2.1 million a year for every man they had in there as wow. a suspected terrorist. Once the United States government cut the funding, Bellevue opened the doors and let thousands of fucking people hit the street at one time. Wow. Yeah. It's, just, it's all about the money. What if New York City let hundreds of suspected terrorists just hit the street at the same time if these guys are so fucking dangerous? Because the United States government said we're not funding you anymore. You're gonna, New York City is going to have to pick up the bill. Well, that's another thing, house. just like how they let all the, uh, the um, immigrants or, or the Mexicans that came over here, they were locked up, and what did they do? They just let them out. Killers, rapists, robbers, whatever. They just let them out. Yeah, if the, if the government is not clear the tab, yeah. Why should we house and feed them? Yeah, but, but they, they just did that because they wanted the votes. Now they're going to give them all driver's licenses so they can vote Democratic way. Well, maybe, maybe not, because I don't know if you understand this. Because the Mexicans that have been here for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, hate the Mexicans that are crossing the border because now they're taking their jobs away. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. So the Mexicans, them, have been here, no, the Mexicans have been here 10, 20, 30 years of voting the other way. Just don't think because they're the color of Mexicans that they're voting straight Democrat because if they've been here 10, 20, 30, 40 years, they hate the new Mexicans coming over. Yeah, that's because job. they had to go through their process, and now the, then that's the what I'm Mexicans saying. So just now get a free because, shot. I'm just trying to say, just because they're Mexican, don't make you think that they're voting a straight Democratic ticket. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's what they hope, that when they release them, they'll say, hey, well, they released us. Let's go ahead and vote that way. Yeah. But like I said, you know, the odds of them actually, the odds of them actually going to, to register to vote is probably slim and none. I live here. I live here on the border, and that's not what he's saying is not the case. I mean, they they yes, I get it that they come over and they don't have to have to have a social security number to get cable, and I I've sold I've sold Time Warner to people without a social security number, but and but I I know per, firsthand like the families that come over here. They they they're actually they're benefiting the the community, um, bar none. Um, the whole media you can't go by the media at all. Uh, the media is, is just a a lie to manipulate things. It, it, it call, call is right. It, it, it's not about the media at all. It's not at all. It, like they they are. You cannot listen to them. They they are manipulating things worldwide. And 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 actually, the 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 five countries, which is controlled by the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, J.P. Morgan, and Chase, right? Outside of the countries of the 57 countries that met up in 2008, which were China, uh, Russia, uh, and the other countries that that uh, met off the coast of Morocco, and uh, without without the Rockefellers. And they, they they actually Rockefeller came, Dave Rockefeller came on his his freaking fucking freaking you know, helicopter 
and they kicked them off because they started trading in, in their own currency, not the United States currency. And their society, their, their currency is actually doing a boom. It's like they're not a depression. It, the, the depression that they're creating in our society is a whole manipulation thing that Carl, Carl is, is saying, but people don't pick up on the words he says, and it's really, you know, um, you have to be researched, but um, it, the six countries that are not controlled by the other 57 countries, they got together, and they, they in 2008, look it up, off the coast of Morocco, and the, David Rockefeller was not invited. You have to look this up. So what, what we're talking about now, it has it has a bearing on what we're talking about the future. What, what we're talking about is the truth, right? Always. So, what? Well, we're talking about the truth. And Carl's talking about the truth. Carl speaks the truth. And and what he says is the truth. Is it's like it, there's there's like you you weigh if you put something in gold and all you put in fire, all the heavy metals fall to the bottom or rise to the top, and then it's pure gold. So what Carl, what I believe is Carl saying is is pure gold, and it's like a pure it's a pure message, free message, but. Only few and select shall understand it, which I don't expect people in the skull to understand what he's saying. But you you read the Bible, read the King James, read the history, and and then maybe you might. Um, but I'm not saying people are stupid. I'm just saying that it 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 it's it, there printed on the four pages, like the Matrix was. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. That's it. Anyway, I hope everybody learned something. Who was that that was that just was speaking? I. No, not just before you, Aquila. Oh, the guy that was talking about the Krogo? The guy that was talking about the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and how the economy in in, in the United States is um, controlled and purposely being depressed, whereas in other countries their economies are booming? Oh. Who, who was that? Maybe he'll come forth. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it Mike? Was that you, Mike? It wasn't Mike. It was me. Oh, okay. Okay. And who are you? Yes. May I ask? Oh, well, I, I've spent the last uh, five to six years studying the stuff. And, um. No, who never... are you? Who are Okay. Yes. Okay, you well, well, well. who you are. Yeah, well, you know, uh, that's a complex question because the Bible says that God only gives you a, a tablet that's on it's not a, It's a straightforward question. I can answer that. If you ask me who I am, I can answer it quick and fast. Well, who now, are I you? ask again. I am a woman, Aquila. Who are you? No, I'm a man. Called what? 
created in God's image. <laughs> I am a I'm a woman called by name Aquila, who in your man called by name what? I'm a man, and I haven't been given my name because God said only in when He's God says give me my name on on a on a, on a stone that no man shall na- know. So he was speaking of himself, me. not you, and you know it. No, all I'm so, saying, you're speaking the truth about the Bible, but you no, sound no, no. to me you, a little shaky. You, you must okay. Let, let me let me back up. You're you're asking for a name to call me by, right? And so all I ask you what call I'm saying. Newman, Newman. Oh, Newman. you're Newman. Okay. Yeah. Thank All you, right, Newman. that's it. Very simple. You <laughs> didn't have to get complicated. All this. No, I don't even say court. This is how the court system do. They talk yeah. a bunch of rubbish. <laughs> this ain't exactly. No, we all here. Newman. 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 All right, Newman. Well, I want to okay. say to you, Newman, before everybody talk this, let me get this out. Newman, you are speaking the truth, but I'll, all I'll add is just be bold. <laughs> You see how I speak? I have nothing to fear. I have nothing to hide. I just say it. So, you know, because when you're speaking, it sounds, that to me, you was a little shaky. You're like, uh, you know, I'm not trying to tell everybody what to do, but uh, no, just I mean, say it. If it's true, say it. Don't worry about what people think about it. You say no, 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 it if I'm, it's true. Let me explain. Let me explain myself. Let me explain myself. Um, Carl was on the call. And then he's still I was, here, but move along. No, no, I hear you. Um, and I, yeah, I, I get that part, that part, point, and 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 done. Um, but I, I try to, um, I, I try to find out my standing and the different realms or positions that uh, that someone. I, I try not to offend anybody. Kind of, you know what I mean. So if the truth you know, offend to, anyone, to, who cares? Like if Jesus yeah, says something and to offend somebody, who cares? Whoa, 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 whoa! No, no, no! You, you're misinterpreting what I say. A wise man saves souls. Proverbs. Okay. How does a wise man save souls? You give the sheep what they need, and then you give. It's like babies. You give the babies what they need, and you give the rest of people what they need. But you know how you have to know how to decipher that. Okay, okay, you're right. You're right. But what I'm trying to give you is understanding of where I'm coming from. Go for it. And you know what I mean. Not caring about what people think. Now I don't care a shit about that because only God judges me, and that. I could judge you as well. Right, right, right. So, but, but what I do care about <laughs> is influencing souls. You know what I mean? So. You must be honored to do so. That's all. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, and when you judge, you must be an honor to judge. If I see you doing, basically, okay, if I see you beating up another woman, Obviously, I know that's wrong. Why are you doing it? I care less. But you're you're doing something wrong. You're hurting or damaging another man or woman, okay, or mankind. 
and I could judge them as well. So don't say, you know, you got to be careful how you put this. The judge could judge. I, I, I must have, I, no, 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 listen. No, I'm trying to say that I must have heard you because the crickets and and all are yelling loudly. Oh, okay. But, so what I was no, trying to say, you said. No, all I'm simply saying, you said that you cannot, only God can judge you. I said I can judge you. And the reason I say that, I could judge whether you're doing something wrong or right. You know, no, no, if I no, see no, you no. beating up a woman or a man, hey, never mind why you're doing it. No, no, no. Wrong. I'm talking about between you and God. What you do that nobody knows, but only God can judge you. Does that make sense? That's not. That's not absolutely true. Even the Bible says that's not. That's that's not what the Bible says. Well, no, just, okay. It says it says to just to judge. There's no fear around you, and you do what? something. God can only judge you. No, if I see you doing something wrong, I can judge no, that's said, wrong. No, God thought to do something wrong. But I must not be doing it. If I'm doing to, what's I, I, correct, I and I right. am correct, and I see I you're agree. not correct, I can say that. That's Can you guys hear me? I'm going to try. Go for it. Speak. Yeah, uh, my name is Dimitri, and I'm uh, at Australia, um, from Sydney. I just uh, wanted uh, to ask some questions regarding what Carl's been talking about, because uh, before on the call he was uh, saying about you can go at the uh, stupid court and basically um, accept uh, any charge against your person, right? Um, yeah. But, but it's uh, then uh, you somehow have the advantage. So regardless what they uh, try to scare you with, um, yeah. you can always uh, basically be on top. You can win, um, right? Wait, I'll, hold on a second. I want to get this straight. I think you are saying, I'll yeah. just answer, I'll just say this. If the judge, if it was me, let me just say this. And a judge asked for Aquila. That's my name. And I will ask him, to whom do you see? The man, I mean, or, or I could say in this case, the woman Aquila or the person Aquila. Whom do you seek? Mm, do you right, understand yeah. that? So, right. So, I mean, the first thing I would do is I would uh, just clarify that, uh, uh, like, you would ask me, am I this thing? And I would obviously say uh, uh, I'm a man, and I go by by a uh, name. I well, why are you why are you speaking this and it's not in writing? Uh, right. So even when I say my name, it has to be in writing. Even that. <laughs> I'm gonna say if it was me, and someone mm-hmm. put a case against me, and I'm and I'm appearing at the court, I was I will already have wrote in writing. My answer. All my answers will be in writing. I will not speak. I will only answer this court in written form. I will put in a notice number one. I will put in an answer to whoever's mm-hmm. claiming I've done something. That's the first. The second right. page will be a notice to the court that I am a woman and I only appear as a woman. And if, if there's yeah. another man or woman with a verified claim, I've done wrong or all that, you know, please come forth to see whether or not 
it be true. The third one would be my order. Because I'm going to order the judge to do something. And my order would, and that, on that paperwork would say order. And, you know, I put the case number in the box, I versus whoever. And I would write, I, once again, I am a woman. I will only appear as a woman. If there is no man or woman with a verified claim, I owe a debt or I've done wrong, I require this matter, this charge, period. Did that answer your question, sir? That makes sense, yeah. Now, I also am aware of that uh, when you go at a court, and um, of course you're going to be having your own uh, court or record there in the same venue. All right, do you understand what that means, your court and a court of record? Do you understand what that means? If you yes. don't, just well, let, me what I, let me tell you what I think it means. What I sure. What I believe it means. The first, uh, what is your court? What is your court? Let me ask that question well, just one at a time. What is your court? Well, my court would would be um, um, it would be a court running under the common law, which um, goes by my last name. So it's gonna be in their venue. So it's a building which is going to have at the same time uh, two courts, their court and, and my court. But, but my I'm going to ask you again. Be... You're not, you just, you, okay. Let me say a court. Mm-hmm. What is a court? Your court. Well, or, not... uh, let me say what it's... my court is. <laughs> my court is I'm bringing my testimony, I'm bringing myself, I'm bringing my story, and, I'm a te- and then when I, the record is what I spoke or what I wrote, that is my record, and I stick to it. Like if I said that was blue, I wrote on the paper, this is blue, that is my record. And then my court is I'm bringing my case, basically I'm bringing my case to this court. I'm bringing myself, my story, and I'm testifying. That's my right. court. And the record so, part of it, the record is what you wrote or spoke. They have to keep hmm. record of and it's yoke that you spoke. So understand what these are two different, but yet they come together to make a whole. There's right. a court so and it's a record. So you're saying that the court is is more of a. a where you are, it's your beliefs. It's your beliefs. Oh, I see. Okay, cool. cool. Your court. You bring in your beliefs. I'm going to tell my beliefs. I'm going to tell you what I believe this, what happened, what I owe, who I owe. And then the record is what was written or what you spoke. Mm, and you nice. keep it. You st- Okay, just like in the Bible, Daniel. He or the Hebrew brothers, they said, I believe in God. No matter what, you can, they light the fire seven times higher. They still held to their truth, held to their belief. They didn't move one inch to the right, to the left. They stuck with it. That's your record. Stick what's on your paperwork and speak it like a broken record, like a parrot keeps saying, hello, hello. Say, what's your name? Aquila. What's your name? Aquila. No, your name is uh, Sally. Aquila. No, your name is this. Aquila. See? Hold your court. Hold your truth. Hold your record. It's that. If that makes sense. 
You got to yeah, get yeah, it because see, the, oh, that's why I keep telling me personally. I, you know, I should say me as a woman, as I understand it, and Carl saying it, it's in the Bible. All this is in the Bible. Just read. Won't well, if you just simply read Daniel. Simply read and understand that they hold their court. They hold their record, their truth, and they have kept a record that you use the whole record. Every he prayed three times a day. Daniel did, and that's on record what he did. Mm. And he didn't move. He didn't move one inch to the right, to the left. He held it. Right. And that's so, what you got. They might threaten to throw you in jail. They might act like you're stupid. You're going to throw you in the crazy house. We're going to do this to you. We're going to do that. Hold. Don't move. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that uh, I'm going to go at a place where they are holding their beliefs and they are trying to convince me of their beliefs. Well, right, and they're they doing a great job of letting everybody believe that. Right. And you've fallen for it. We all was at one point. Mm. Yes, we're going to fear fear because it's new territory for you. Yeah, it's, it's Just like if you, was in the, if you come from the country and I threw you in the city, that's new territory for you. You might be scared, you might be fearful, but you want to inquire, you want to know what's going on in the city. While then, after a while, your eyes start getting open. Oh, it's not that bad. Oh, I can do this. Hey, I can handle that. So, yeah, they want everybody, like Carl was saying, they teach you that, oh, you sound stupid. No, I didn't like it. I was in school. I didn't agree with everybody. And they, they saw me, didn't want to play with me. Fine. So, well, who cares? At least I know I told the truth. You're going to get that. And a lot of people are not going to understand you. So what? Who cares? Speak so the truth. When I'm putting, when I'm putting it all in writing, um, but, when I'm putting it all in writing, I know that uh, when you go at the court, you are meant to be standing up so that you might answer any claim that, that, that some man or woman might uh, put forth against you. So when I'm standing they, up there, how will I write down questions while I'm standing? I want to sit down to, to write something. You know what I mean? No, when they call you be a man, stand up for yourself. Period. Why are you taking so, this sitting so down? You, that's like that's a that's a sign I'm fearful. I'm gonna sit right here. I'm not gonna um, go up to the front. Huh? Why I'm scared? Why would I fear to go to the front? I'm just telling you about me. When I didn't know much, I just knew League of Ease, but I pray. You know, I'm thank God for my you know knowing about God and how I. Because I was having someone an immigration case, okay, just so you know. And I went to the federal court. You know, I was at the federal court. And I knew if you, when you die, you have the executive and administrator for your estate. Your estate is a part of your body. All your belongings, your money, your clothes, your shoes, and your body. And mm. I was administrative. You see, that's administrative judge. So who gave him the right to administrate you? You didn't give him that right. So I... The fellow said he was the executive who I was helping. His name, you know, his name is Arthur. He was saying I, he was the executive of his estate, and I.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.